Warning. This video contains super awesome content not suitable for people who don't enjoy super awesomeness. Viewer discretion advised. Welcome to Viewer's Choice. Your selection is about to begin. But first, take a look at what else you can see this week. Hey dudes, inviting you to travel through time. First stop, a long layover at the video store. Bogus. Wait, you've got viewer's choice. Excellent. Hello, you rotten little bloodsuckers. America's most popular now. Get extra value. $12.50 cash back. Rise and shine, Mr. Freeman. Rise and shine. When life gives you lemons, don't make lemonade. Make life take the lemons back. Get mad! I don't want your damn lemons! What am I supposed to do with these? Demand to see life's manager. Make life through the day and thought it could give Cave Johnson lemons. Do you know who I am? I'm the man who's going to burn your house down with the lemons. This is my ship, the Nebuchadnezzar. This is the core. We'll be broadcast our pirate signal of package commissions. Welcome to the Nebuchadnezzar with your host, Ernesto Morado, the double-headed coin, and your co-host, Pablo Morado, the Thunderbolt. Together, we are the Pyramid Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> can make all the difference in the world. What is the truth about January 6th? I don't know. We to. can handle it. Whatever it is, we can handle it. But what government is it? agents, how many government agents were in the field? Right? You mean like entrapment? Yeah. It, absolutely. Why can the government not be transparent about something that we're using? Terrorists, or the attacks abused by terrorists. If we find that there are hundreds of our own in the ranks of the day that they were, that they were, I mean, look. Well, there's a difference between entrapment and a difference between law enforcement agents I mean, I, identifying I it. I think it is legitimate to say how many police, how many federal agents were on the planes that hit the Twin Towers. Like, I think we want it. Maybe the answer is zero. Probably a zero, for all I know, right? Don't you defend these motherfuckers. You defend these motherfuckers. What it means, and I wonder if there, I was mounted. <laughs> what it means, what it means, and I wonder. 
Don't you defend these motherfuckers. A newly declassified FBI report details some of the links between Saudi nationals and the 9-11 hijackers. The report, known as Operation Encore, was written back in 2016. Its release comes after two decades and impassioned lobbying from family members who lost loved ones in the attacks on September 11, 2001. Don't you defend these motherfuckers. Don't you defend these motherfuckers. Don't you defend these motherfuckers. Me monté. Me monté. chair your favorite pair of jammies your nice robe or smoking jacket <laughs> curl up by the fire prop up the computer or your cell phone and get ready for three and a half hours of mayhem here on the pyramid podcast me monte me monte coño feel the spirit what did you think of the intro i liked it i liked it did you hear? Don't you protect these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> newly de- Don't you defend these motherfuckers. Uh, I, oh, not uh, at all. Don't defend <laughs> these motherfuckers. They're all fucking dirty water sharks <laughs> swimming in murky, brackish waters. So um, did you hear what was going on in the beginning of the clip? Yeah, but someone you, you put in so much stuff that it would whoop. Uh, out of my mind so um initially what you heard was mr my favorite vivek ramaswamy uh did you hear what he had to say you want me to replay it Uh, replay it okay here we go what is the truth about January 6th? I don't know. Well, we to? can handle it. Whatever it is, we can handle it. But what government is it? agents, how many government agents were in the field? Right? You mean like entrapment? Yeah. It, absolutely. Why can the government not be transparent about something that we're using? Terrorists, or the kind of tactics used to fight terrorists. If we find that there are hundreds of our own in the ranks of the day that they were, that they were, I mean, Look, well, there's a difference between entrapment and a difference between a law enforcement agent I, 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 think I think it is legitimate to say how many police, how many federal agents were on the planes that hit the Twin Towers. Like, I think we want it. Maybe the answer is zero. Probably is zero for all I know, right? I have no reason to think it was anything other than zero. But if we're doing a comprehensive assessment of what happened on 9-11, we have a 9-11 commission, absolutely that should be an answer the public knows the answer to. 
What did you think of what, what he says? I've been saying this since like the third day after <laughs> after the January sixth. Uh, after January sixth, mm. you know it was January sixth where the whole um, insurrection. Yeah, happened. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've been saying that ever since that happened. That reports were coming out that there were agents within the crowd, right, inciting. Yeah, and Tucker Carlson was supposedly going to release some of this footage, and then it just, he got fired, and he went on uh, Twitter or X.com now, and that kind of got swept under the rug. Uh, Hopefully he... uh, Uh, It's not swept under the rug. Now he has to recalibrate since he got a new platform. Yeah, he can't just come out with a bombshell like that, or maybe Fox is hampering him or something. um, Yeah, it might be something under contract that he cannot something that he prepared for the show cannot be now put on x right but uh hell yeah there were agents alex jones was alex jones was there right and he said they were fbi agents within the crowd inciting people oh you heard the crowd say fed fed exactly exactly So, but, um, so I play that clip because that's a, a gotcha. You remember how, uh, when we started about, uh, talking about Vivek Ramaswamy, you, you said, you know, no politician is clean. You know, you said that they're going to find something on him. Oh, that was last week. Right. So this is what over the week, this is their gotcha. Right mm. now, uh, did you hear anything about about this at all? Or actually, I've been listening to a lot of radio, but I didn't hear nothing of this. So basically, um, this is CNN, of but, course, and uh, basically they were um, claiming that Vivek Ramaswamy had like basically claiming that he was like a nine eleven conspiracy theorist. You know, and that he's saying that maybe the feds were involved in 9-11. Let me tell you something about 9-11, right? Okay. He's not saying, but but if you heard the clip, we put it on twice. He's not saying that the feds were involved. He's saying if they were involved, he just wants to know how many feds were active at the time of, uh, and were on planes at the time of uh, 9-11. Now, I always say the Joe Madison special. You got to hear with a third ear and see with your third eye, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what CNN is doing initially is trying to paint him as a 9-11 conspiracist, right? Right. And that he believes that 9-11 was brought down by the United States of America on purpose. Mm. This is the, the, the message that CNN is trying to convey to, to besmirch right. Vivek, right? Right. But unbeknownst to CNN... I believe a large 
population of the United States of America believes what? Uh, well, that re- rephrase the question. Sorry, I was doing a little bit too much. <laughs> Sorry, I was pulling up. I was uh, pulling up clips here, but uh, uh, re- rephrase the question. This is Sorry. my show. I do my show the way I want to do it. Uh, so, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm uh, sorry. I, I just got mounted by Joe I'm Madison. I'm I'm fucking I was just evoking Joe Madison. The question is, uh-huh. you can ask a large portion of the population about 9-11, mm-hmm. and the large portion of the population believes what about 9-11? That terrorists flew uh, planes into the Twin Towers. You haven't been listening. Boy, I've been raised rearing you since you came. You said the large, vast majority of the population. Yes, a large uh, portion of the population. I did say that. I've been rearing you. Since you came out of your mama's belly, right? But that, but the Alex Jones people aren't a large portion. That's what you think. What I believe is a large pers- portion believes it. Uh-huh. They just don't want to publicly publicly admit it, unless mm. they find out you are of like minds. So they test the water. Mm. So if they say. Do you think 9-11, blip, blip, or not? Nah, that's a bad statement. That's a bad. They won't even ask that. They're testing waters, you know, like to see what's your mindset. And if that person says 9-11 was blip, blip, then, then and only then mm-hmm. will those people be like, I agree. Right. And what is the blip blip? A hoax? 9-11's a hoax? Lord, <laughs> we are gathered here today to enlighten our host, Pablo Morado. I'm an outlet! Coño! I'm a fucking outlet! Fucking outlet! Coño! Me monté. I was mounted. <laughs> <laughs> the blip blip is that 9-11 was an inside job. Ah, uh, well, yeah. I believe more people, I said a large portion of the American population, let's say a huge number right. of the Americans on American soil. A growing number, I would say. Yeah. Believe this was an inside job. Right. Because there was something strange that went on on that day. And I. Well, the demolition of Building 7. And, you know. I lived in New York when this happened. I saw the fires from where I was living. Mm -hmm. I heard the radio say things that now you can 
explosions you can, you can and things trowel, like that. Trowel the internet. You won't find you it. You won't find it. I'm on floor 50. Explosions are going off on floor 50. I wonder how many people thought to tape what was man, going on in the radio. Man, you know what? I missed the mark. Because, mm. you know, taping sh- things on the radio was, was big. I, it was 2001. People really weren't using mm. uh, tape recorders no mm-hmm. more. But I had an old school radio at my store and I could have popped in an old tape and if I would have if I would you know what they say hindsight <laughs> right it's 2020 um it's 2020 but if I would have known I would have recorded this mm. and probably some bad things would have happened to me <laughs> yeah they probably would have taken that recording because I heard on several Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. I heard on several radio stations, uh, um, 770, 1010 mm-hmm. uh, um, Wins. Um, what's the other one I listened to? Uh, 770, 1010 Wins. Oh, um, Sports Radio 66. Right. Even them were covering. Mm. And what you would hear, I actually was at the Ramada Hotel right on Dittmar's Boulevard, right off of um, LaGuardia Airport, because mm-hmm. I saw mayhem in that in that hotel. So I was like, you know what? I pulled in because no phones were working. Mm-hmm. All the cell phones were, were jammed. Because mm-hmm. people were trying to call, so right. you it couldn't just... make a phone call. So I went into the Ramada Hotel to make a, a phone call through what was then ubiquitous pay phones. Mm. And while I was in there, um, I there was a screen uh, amongst the many screens that the, the Ramada had. Mm. And there I heard, on floor 56... Bombs are going off on floor 60. Bombs are going off on floor 20. Bombs are going off. When I got back into my car, I turn on the radio. I hear the radio host. Uh, bombs are going off on several floors of World Trade One. What's going on? And this. And it's like. A Mandela kind of a fucking effect. Mm. Couple of months later, bombs are going off. Right. Nobody, nobody said that. Nobody said that. It was, all, said it was that. all the planes. Why would they say? Unless I was in a dif- dip different. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I was in a different galaxy. Me monté. <laughs> yeah, some Russian came in. I got, Putin got into different. Unless I was in a different uh, uh, dimension, mm-hmm. I distinctly heard this. Not only did I hear it, but the people at my store heard it. Mm. Right? And then... 
we we encounter what led because nine eleven led to this podcast. It woke everybody up. I think nine eleven is what blew up YouTube because everybody. And when I was in high school, that was the that was my first introduction to YouTube. People were like, "Have you heard about this nine eleven conspiracy on YouTube?" I'm like YouTube, how you spell YouTube? What is YouTube? Is that like you a letter letter YouTube? No, no, Y O YouTube, YouTube. Never heard of this thing. And the first thing I've ever, the first video ever introduced to YouTube ever was a 9-11 conspiracy. So, I've always been into the whole aliens, mm -hmm. cryptology, um, conspiracies. One of my favorite conspiracies was the JFK, mm -hmm. uh, followed by We Never Landed on the Moon, mm -hmm. right? But I still was a super patriot. Okay. Patriot. Right, you know. Down well, to the core. As we are still to today. Uh, yeah, but I, now I'm in a, now I have been uh and now I'm an enlightened mm. super patriot. I'm out of the matrix. Right. Before I was a super patriot within. Okay. And this gentleman Kooky little gentleman that I knew back at that time walks into the store mm -hmm. by the name of Caesar. Okay. Later to be called Conspiracy Caesar <laughs> because he went on a rant. You think Alex Jones can rant? Mm -hmm. This guy went on a rant. And I was like, before I met this guy, I remember uh, two days later when we all did the vigil. Everybody went outside. We lit a candle. Everybody, you don't remember that you were too mm -hmm. young, but everybody lit a candle. Everybody took to the streets, you know, in, in, uh, in, uh, how do I say this? In solidarity, mm -hmm. everybody got together in an effort of solidarity. Everybody bought candles and we did like a, like a, uh, a vigil mm -hmm. towards all the people that were lost in 9-11. So the streets were filled mm. with people with candles. And I remember being so... Where's that from Maui? I mean, that, that I should I mean, be... we're not in Maui. I don't know. Well, we should... I mean, the United States should have the same kind of, you know, because they're our brethren. You, you know? got to realize... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we haven't experienced something like this since Pearl Harbor, right? An attack in Amer on American soil, mm. right? And it was so chaotic; people were so scared. I was one of them. Right. You were in school. I didn't know what to do. My wife was working. I was working. You were in school. I didn't know if we were under, you know, a massive attack, right? You know, we didn't know where this was coming from. Mm -hmm. But I remember uh, thinking to myself, now this is the super patriot within the matrix. Okay. Being so disappointed at myself because I didn't even own an American flag. Mm. I was like, I was feeling so down on myself. I'm like, it takes this for me to remember. 
to you know wave old glory mm. you know what i'm saying so i started looking for places that had flags at that time everybody was buying flags but i got my hands on one and i was very proud that i got and mm. then i started i bought a whole bunch of little little flags mm. and i started handing them out but then this guy walks in through the door and tells me who do you think who do you think brought these towers down? And we're talking about conspiracy Caesar. Yes. I was like, what, what do you mean? Who, who do you mean? These fucking terrorists from the Middle East. Right. Them fucking towel heads from the Middle East. <laughs> Them onion ball heads. Oh, I, was being, I was being racist against Middle Eastern people because I was upset. Right. I was livid. Mm-hmm. I never had any animosity towards them. But after that moment, but of course. But that day, I was anti-Muslim. Mm-hmm. I was anti-Middle East people. And I was, and then he was like, what are you talking about? Middle, East, Middle Eastern people did not do this. Even, oh, well, who do you think? Mm-hmm. He's like, boy... You need to you need a lesson. You need to to know who and what your government is. These towers were brought and this is less than a week after this happened. Wow. These towers were brought down by us. This was orchestrated just the way Pearl Harbor was orchestrated. And that dude blew my mind. I was like, this guy's fucking batshit crazy. Mm. This guy's fucking nuts. Right. Matter of fact, I was even contemplating throwing throwing him out the store. Mm. As a matter of fact, my customers were getting agitated because he kept saying that they believe that the terrorists that flew these airplanes into 911 mm-hmm. learned how to fly and this is quote unquote <laughs> okay this is me evoking conspiracy caesar mm-hmm. he said at the top of his lungs so you mean to fucking tell me that these guys Piloted uh, a commercial airplane learning on a fucking Cessna, on a fucking wooden Cessna. You mean you can learn how to pilot these planes by a couple of lessons on a wooden fucking Cessna? (laughs) And I had to tell him, dude, calm down. Uh Calm down. What are you doing? Wow. Maybe we should get him on the cast. I've been looking for this guy like you don't know. (laughs) And he said, you know what? You know what? He used to call me Peter. You know what, Peter? God damn it. And he runs to the car, opens up his trunk, Mm -hmm. and handed me the tape that virtually turned everything around. Mm. And if you know what that tape is, you know what the tape is? 
I, I don't. Boy, you don't listen to me when I talk. <laughs> the name of the tape was The Police State. Oh, yeah, yeah. Alex, Alex Jones. Jones. Yeah. Made <laughs> in the year 1996. I forget. When you said tape, I was thinking like a cassette tape. I wasn't thinking VHS tape. Yeah, VHS uh, tape. And it's my first introduction to this gua- this fucking wacky fucking dude. Mm. This insane fucking man that I never heard of speaking a language I never heard of. Mm. Speaking of events in totally different way. Mm-hmm. I remember that the beginning of the video starts off with with boots on the ground, um, people, cops, and taking over cities. Right. Doing exercises on how to take over a city. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing the year 1996 on the opening credits. And mm. in that video... Towards the middle of the video, he predicts the towers have been targeted and Hmm. the towers are going to go down because right now they want to restructure. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm listening. They want to restructure the American economy for the new world order. And they're going to start in the financial district mm. of New York. And you know what? Now, looking back, that's exactly what they've done. He said they're bringing a new currency mm-hmm. way before people thought of crypto and digital. Or bricks. Or bricks. <laughs> They're bringing in a new currency. And he, at the time, alluded mm-hmm. to what he called back then the Amero. Mm. Which meant Canada, United States, Mexico were going to unite under one, sort of like the Euro. Right, right, right. He called it the Amero. Mm-hmm. And then I started watching these tapes. And I was intrigued. Mm-hmm. And every so often, here came Conspiracy Caesar. He handed me the Bible. <laughs> you know what the Bible is? Uh, Manly P. Hall's Secret Teachings Close. of All Ages. Close. <laughs> uh, that's, for es- that's the Bible for esoteric. Uh, let me, let me think here. Oh, uh, the, uh, the unseen hand, the unseen hand mm. he introduced me to Ralph Epperson's unseen, unseen hand. hand uh, and it was, oh, so that was conspira- conspiracy Caesar that introduced you to the, yes. To, uh, and I started reading. I started, then he, he introduced me to to um, William Cooper's book, mm-hmm. Behold the Pale Horse. Mm. And 
I read that book and that's when I was like, holy fucking shit. What the fuck is going on? Mm. I always knew something was weird with the with the Kennedy assassination and all those assassinations that were occurring during the 60s and the early 70s. Mm-hmm. Never believed it was the way they told me it was. I also didn't believe, you know, the whole thing with Richard Nixon and what the fuck he was doing. Mm. I am not a crook. <laughs> right. There was something fishy there. And then I always believed that we never went to the moon. Ever since I heard Buzz, Buzz Aldrin um, say that he could poke his finger through the through the through the outer layer of the of the landing module. Mm. It's like how the fuck are you gonna how is that possible? <laughs> and that your Casio watch had more computing power than was on. Wow. That's right. But then this whole thing began to open up. And then and then and and the what was the I and I'm going on a rant here <laughs> but you know, we're well, doing yeah. off the cuff here because we had... Well, a, but, well yeah. Oh, 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 this is my show. <laughs> yeah, but we digress. We're, okay, hold on. Let me we got to move along here. Uh, okay, but I just got to get this out. Because the icing on the cake, right? We go into Iraq, right? Because we, we said Saddam Hussein was the guy who... Uh, um was involved somehow, mm-hmm. you know, with Osama bin. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. See, now I'm getting my timelines. What year did we go into Iraq? Uh, let me see. Uh, just give me one second as I look this up here. Uh Please sit tight. 2003 was was the invasion of Iraq. So, they were showing footage of the Iraqi desert. And they were showing all these, these tanks, right? Old tanks that were in the desert. And supposedly... Uh, these tanks were these uh were the Iraqi uh, arsenal of of artillery, right? Mm-hmm. And the guy across the street, his name was Vaughn. Um, I, I loved him dearly. He was a good guy. He was a good friend to me. Um, he was an ambassador for Trinidad. Okay. To Iraq. Okay, wow, okay. And An ambassador for Trinidad to Iraq. Right. Okay. So, he says something that that's what put the icing on the cake. Mm. He was like, look what they're showing. They're showing that this is the the Iraqi arsenal. Those tanks been there since the, since the early 60s. Because I saw those tanks when I was amb- ambassador. Oh, wow. That's all lies. 
Wow. All those tanks were there when I was the ambassador. Wow. That's when they woke that I woke up and said they're fucking lying us. Well, how about this? Uh this quote here. Uh, one of the generals called me in. He said, sir, you got to come in and talk to me a second. I said, well, you're too busy. He said, no, no. He says, we've made the decision we're going to war with Iraq. I said, we're going to war with Iraq. Why? He said, I don't know. <laughs> he said, I guess they don't know what else to do. I said, well, <laughs> I said, well, did they find some information connecting Saddam to Al-Qaeda? He said, no, no. He says, there's nothing new that way. They just made the decision to go to war with Iraq. He said, I guess it's like we don't know what to do about terrorists, but we've got a good military and we can take down governments. So I came back to see him a few weeks later, and by that time we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense's office today, and he said, this is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. I said, is it classified? He said, yes, sir. <laughs> I said, well, don't show it to me. About <laughs> wow, who's that? Uh, it says U.S. General. Uh, I forgot this guy's name. Uh, Never seen that video before. Yeah. But at any rate, it's so, it, to me, this was such a long, you know, my life has been a blur. Mm. Like, I find time as is going by so fast. Um, that I fail to... What led us to Iraq mm. was 9-11, right? Yeah, of course. But now... So now, I bring this up because the reason I, I we went down uh, this it's whole... So, it's, it's so strange, like... I, because I, we were blaming Osama bin Laden for this, right? Right. How did so? I don't. I really don't remember how we correlated Osama bin Laden. Did we? Did we think that Osama was in Iraq? No. I mean, look at what he had to. This is, I think, the the, the U.S. general that was in charge at the time. Ten days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon and I saw Secretary Rumsfeld. And one of the generals called me and he said, sir, you got to come in and talk to me a second. Oh, I said, wait, well, you're too busy. I, I, I he think said, it no, said, no, hold on, he let's says, go back. Made uh, the decision we're going to war. I can't go back. Uh, it's so weird because now I'm I think it said his name here. It said, it said something in the beginning. Donald here. Rumsfeld. He said. Donald Rumsfeld. Yeah. Rumsfeld. About yeah. ten days after 9-11. No, I but this is Wesley Clark. This is the guy talking. Okay. Wesley Clark. Retired U.S. Army General. Okay, so that's who's speaking right now. I saw Secretary Rumsfeld, and one of the generals called me in. He said, sir, you got to come in and talk to me a second. I said, well, you're too busy. He said, no, no. He says, we've made the decision we're going to war with Iraq. I said, we're going to war with Iraq? Why? He said, I don't know. <laughs> he said, I guess they don't know what else to do. I said, well, did they find some information connecting Saddam to Al-Qaeda? He said, no, no. He says, there's nothing new that way. They just made the decision to go to war. You see, they didn't make the connection to Al-Qaeda. Or with Iraq. He said, I guess it's like we don't know what to do about terrorists, but we've got a good military and we can take down governments. So I came back to see him a few weeks later, and by that time we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense's office today, and he said, this is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. I said, is it classified? He said, yes, sir. 
I said, well, don't show it to me. So I pulled up some stuff here because um, in reality, I have to brush up on this because... Uh-huh. Well, we gotta gonna dedicate a whole episode to this uh, for for the nine eleven cast. I'm sure we got to do something for that. But uh, so the whole thing is we so digress the, quite a bit. I mean, we're we're <laughs> we're going down this rabbit hole. Okay, but just to finish it off, what led us to war with uh, Iraq was mm-hmm. Al Qaeda, and Saddam Hussein was the leader of Al Qaeda, right? Well, you just heard uh, Wesley Clark say, why are we going to Iraq? Uh, is there any connection between him? Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Saddam Hussein and Al-Qaeda? And they're like, no, nothing new that way. We went in there because of weapons of mass destruction. Right. That's why we went in there. So, wow, I'm I'm just like, like I'm, I'm having like WMDs that never existed. Because they never found them, because they didn't exist, right? But the, so we've digressed quite a bit um, uh, on this Ramaswamy clip, because that's what brought us into nine eleven was right, uh, uh, right, that right. Ramaswamy. Well, I guess we will um, we will go down the timeline in 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 in, in its full. Yeah, we'll have a full dedicated nine eleven. Yeah, cast. we'll go down the the timeline and we will unpack. What yeah, maybe so maybe that would be a good idea. You know what we could do is we can look into, we can break it down. the The first hour we can have all the all the news that was all the event, all the news clips that were on that day. The second hour condense all the conspiracies, and the third hour what also UFO type things was going on that day because I'm sure there was a few, and we can see if we can find any. Uh, UFO type things that were going around because remember as far as we know based on the whistleblowers UFOs like to use natural disasters and terrorist events as time as a time to start out their abductions because right you know people just disappear, disappear. how are you gonna yeah, so so yeah um, how many people disappeared in 9-11 that's now. what that's what I'm thinking you know let's let's look a little let's do a little research on that but so we'll we will go down the timeline, right? You know, and we will unpack, but to, it yes, completely to like wrap this up really quickly because the whole reason I brought I brought up Ramaswamy is because of this CNN clip. Now this CNN clip, because the whole like I said the beginning of this uh, little rant that we this rabbit hole it was that the whole thing that we said last cast was that they were going to try to bring gotchas. To Vivek Ramaswamy, and, and this what is brought us down that rabbit hole is the fact that I say what the sentiment of Ramaswamy is. It's a popular right consensus, and in fact, all. It, it gave birth to a lot of us to wake up from from the uh, hypno- hypnotized uh, 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 sheep mind that we had. It, uh, before I play this, because you, you you mentioned a couple of things, and it just re- reminded me of a conversation I had this week, which was back at the time of uh, 9-11, I, I distinctly remember after they sent us home and we were with um, um, our mother and uh, we were home and we, we went on the TV and we flipped the channel and it was, uh, you know, the buildings, flipped the channel, building, building, building. President, building, 
president, president, building, building, right? And then eventually, if you go to Nickelodeon, they finally had like some kind of. But nowadays, you know, you're not going to find that kind of information. I mean, what are you going to. How are you going to get this information? What do you mean? Like, for example, if some some kind of crazy event happens, like a 9-11 type event, you know, before it was broadcast everywhere. You know, it was all it was like on all the channels like you couldn't avoid it. Right. But now everybody's in their own little silos. You could be on Netflix and never even encounter what actually happened in the day. That's true. But I believe that places like TikTok and YouTube. uh, If. Yeah, but but you have to like look for it, though. That's the thing. You kind of have to be. Well, Looking for I, I believe that the minute you go on TikTok, first things that are going to pop up is this thing that happens that that happened. Well, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't I don't go on TikTok. I don't have TikTok, but, uh, but uh, even if you even go on, on Instagram, Facebook and I, I mean, I guess you, you'll kind of see it. But like I for the kind of it, to the magnitude of 9-11, everybody will be talking about it more you, now. You more think? so now. You bring up a good point. Well, what? Well, well before I uh, before you bring up your point, really quickly, let me just finish my my thought process. Because what I was gonna say was, you know, it'll be it'll be nice because especially like in before nine eleven, like in 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 the Cold War in the eighties, you know, you had the president directly address even in nine eleven, you know, George Bush directly addressed. Oh Christ, where are you going down with this? What I'm saying is that you know. I think, I don't know. I, I think it might it, it might be uh, to the uh, the best interest of the the state or 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 whatever that you know the Amber Alert. You, you know how like there's an Amber Alert and you get like alerts to your phone, right? Why can't you know the White House in certain situations, you know, pop up on our phones like, you know, this is what's going on and the, like there's a you know. State of the Union kind of emergency address in a situation like Maui, right? Where more people could have been, instead of like not knowing what's going on, where to go, whatever, they could have had something in place where, you know, it was everybody gets to, you know, the information. There's fires happening in this situation, in this area, try to avoid this or whatever. But that wouldn't have helped at at that juncture because of, all power was down. Yeah, but people still had phones. People still had, you know, I think, I mean, there w- there was some benefit, even though it was propaganda. And even back then, people always thought of the TV as the boob tube, as the thing that was hypnotizing people. And now we're the seeing, oh, live vision. the tele-live vision. And now we're seeing they were right. They were right. It was a tele-live vision from the news to everything. Now... Even- that's why they call it programming. Now, you bring up something that <clears throat> I wonder mm. if this is in place. Okay. Because now you bring, now you opened another can of worms. Because <laughs> here I am in my boxer briefs, uh-huh. right? And my t shirt. Uh-huh. With a bottled water, half eaten, 
ham and cheese sandwich on the side. About three in the morning, uh-huh. right? Cozied up after a day of after a full day of driving. I'm trying to wind down, right? Mm-hmm. I'm watching Hulu or Netflix or Disney, mm-hmm. right? And there's an atomic fucking blast, God forbid, anywhere in the United States, and the whole country is running amok. Would I, by watching Hulu, would know what the fuck is going on? Definitely not. I don't think so. So is there anything in place for people that are streaming that all of a sudden you get an interruption like, eh? Right. I I, I don't know. I don't think so. Is this, this is a learning thing. I mean, we sound like for I, I'm talking about myself. Mm-hmm. I sound like a bumbling idiot. <laughs> Why? Because I am a bumbling idiot. <laughs> Why do you say that? I am a bumbling idiot. Because <laughs> I have so much information in my mind. When I try to like get it out, it mm-hmm. comes out all fucked up. But and I'm I'm not the fucking sharpest tool in the shed either. But, Me monté. <laughs> but what I'm saying is. Is the emergency broadcast network part of streaming services? Mm, I don't think so. Google that. And that's another thing. They used to test that every now and again. The emergency broadcast. On the radio, on public. Right. On, that, on, when's on. the last time you've... Nobody listens to the radio anymore, really. You know? Uh, who lis- Who watches... Basic cable, barely anybody. Uh, but let me see. Uh, broadcasting the network still active. It's still active. That is for sure. And that is still active because I. I oh, s- I'm, I, I see this. Why, why was the emergency broadcasting system replaced? What? Oh, no, no, no. It says. EBS oh. through uh, the president had access to thousands of broadcasting stations. Ninety four to overcome some of the limitations. Uh, let me see. Uh, doesn't say. Hmm. But the question is: Is the emergency broadcast system part of streaming services? Okay, hold on. Give me one second. Let me. Or see. are we gonna rely on our phones for the beep beep? I think that's what we're relying on. But hold on, let's see. System. Uh. On streaming platforms, right? Yeah. All right. Let's see. Okay, so it says, I'm asking uh, ChatGPT for a quick synopsis. It says here, as of my na- uh, last knowledge update in September 2021, the Emergency Alert System, or EAS, or Emergency Broadcasting System, is not typically integrated directly into streaming pr- platforms like Netflix, Hulu, or other similar services. EAS is a government-driven system used to deliver important emergency alerts to the public via broadcast, cable, satellite, and wireless systems in the United States. 
streaming platforms generally operate over the internet and are not currently part of the EAS infrastructure. However, it's worth noting that developments in the technology and regulations could change in the future. But for right now, it's not it's not on the streaming platforms. That's a huge mistake. That's a huge mistake. So something can happen. Why is it a huge mistake? I did away with cable. Right. A lot of people did. So here I am scratching my balls watching fucking uh, Justify <laughs> or your favorite show, um, Burn Notice. Uh-huh. And we're under attack. And, and I don't know a right. damn thing about it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. So it says here, uh, I looked up how many people still have basic cable. It says uh, 72 million people still have basic cable subscriptions. So uh, it looks like it's still, but out of Seven. 100, out of 300 million people, that's like hardly anything. I mean, Joe Rogan gets more more views on one of his uh, podcasts. So if I'm on YouTube, mm-hmm. YouTube does not get the emergency broadcast system. No. Wow, that. What about Facebook and Instagram? Will something come on? Like, uh, let's see. Does EAS uh, uh, reach Facebook? EAS is the emergency uh, or social media platforms. But I think it's because it's on the Internet. No, but let's see. Asking ChatGPT again. It says, uh, uh, as of September 2021, the emergency alert system in the United States is primarily designed for traditional broadcasting mediums such as radio and television. And it is not directly integrated into social media platforms like Facebook or other online platforms. Something has to be done about that. Yeah, it's now, possible. This is here. It's possible that developments have occurred since September 2021, according to ChatGPT, because it's not updated. But uh, uh, I sidebar is mm-hmm. this is something that the warlock was struggling with the other day. Okay, ChatGPT. Uh-huh. Do you have to pay for that? Uh, so there's there's two versions. There's a free version and a pay version. Uh, the free version, uh, you don't have to pay, obviously. The one we use is a free version? Yes, that's right. It's a chat, uh, GPT 3.5 is free, and the 4.0 is now uh, a pay version. Okay, so I want you to do me a favor. Uh-huh. Fuck AI. Mm-hmm. Do a search, not on AI, mm-hmm. but on Google. Uh-huh. Is EAS integrated into social media or streaming platforms. All right, let's see. Uh, let's see. Because this is important. Please sit tight and hold on to your pens and quid. Pablo Morado is trolling the internet for whatever topic they were just discussing. The real challenge is knowing how vast the cosmos of space is in relation to Earth. Ponder that gem for a moment. 
Please sit tight and hold on to your pence and quid. Pablo Mordo is trolling the internet for whatever topic they were just discussing. The real challenge is knowing how vast the cosmos of space is in relation to Earth. Ponder that gem for a moment. Please sit tight and hold on to your pence and quid. Pablo Mordo is trolling the internet for whatever topic they were just discussing. The real challenge is knowing how vast the cosmos of space is in relation to Earth. Ponder that gem for a moment. Please sit tight and hold on to your pen. So it doesn't, uh, there's, there's not an easy thing to look up and there's not uh, an easy answer here, but it looks like no. Um, this is the FCC's website here. I'm going to put this up on, on stream here. Uh, let's see if you can see this. I'm going to make this a little bit bigger. Okay, so the emergency alert system, EAS, is a national public warning system commonly used by state and local authorities to deliver important emergency information, such as weather, amber alerts, to affected communities. EAS participants, radio and television broadcasters, cable systems, satellite and radio and television providers, and wireline video providers deliver local alerts on voluntary basis, but they are required to provide the capability for the president to address the public during a national emergency. The Federal uh, Emergency Management uh, Agency, FEMA, the FCC and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, uh, the NWS, work collaboratively to maintain the, uh, the EAS and wireless emergency alerts, which are the two main components. Uh, but it doesn't say whether or not it's on um, social media, but it's not um, because uh, it says clearly that it's, um, it's dealing with the FCC. So it's all things that are regulated by the FCC. And unfortunately, right now, uh, social media is not uh, regulated. Well, fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at it, it's not regulated by the FCC. Okay, so what I have here, I got the same page that you have. I just got a different, same um, federal communications commissions page. Mm -hmm. But it says over here, FCC seeks comment on the delivery of EAS alerts through the Internet. On March 17, 2021, the commission released an item which included a, no, a NOI seeking comment presenting emergency alert system alerts through the Internet, including streaming services in an accessible manner for consumers with disabilities. Interest parties may file comments by accessing the electronic comment filing system so it looks like they're working on something. For more information about EAS, but it's not in. Uh, it's not in uh, effect right now. No, it's not. So again, they better get on this shit. <laughs> yeah, because uh, an alien invasion, which is they have hearings about it, so it could easily happen. It could be in the middle of Kansas, for but all we again, know, and uh, we would be none the wiser. Again, if the Georgia Guidestones. Mm. What was written on them is if that's what the powers that be wants, right? They're not gonna put it right on the internet because they want us in our silos. Exactly, they want us to perish to downsize the population. Right. So uh, we went down this rabbit hole. We took a whole hour's worth of of time, which uh, I, I wasn't uh, expecting. Uh, it looks like we took two segments of the. 
podcast going down this uh, little rag, uh, rabbit hole here. But uh, again, to loop it all the way back to the beginning, why I brought the clip up to begin with is how they are uh, using this quote by uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, which we went into full detail as why we believe in what he had to say. And it is true that we do need to know what the federal government is up to because you know what? Newsflash, the CIA, that's all they do is conspiracies. That's all. That's their specialty. That's what they do. Everything is clandestine conspiracies. That's their job, you know? And what we're saying is, is are their apparatus pointed to our enemies like they should be or to us? And that's all we're trying to find out. Because they have been doing it in the past, like Operation Midnight Climax, which the apparatus, the, the system should never be pointed at its own citizens. Yet you get Edward Snowden saying it still is. It is. It's pointed at you and you're none the wiser. Everybody's like, like you said, they're in their silos. They're in their bubble. Right. And you don't. It's funny. It's not funny, but it's it's real what's going on in this world. Mm. There are people like us that we consume all kinds of fucking information. Right. Right. And then there are people that don't give a flying fuck about it. Although, no, they're, they're, those are the people that watch TLC... The learning channel and watch some pig, <laughs> you know, destroy their house, you know, hoarding or some pig, you know, <laughs> destroy their body by eating too much or some pig, you know, looking, looking at women trying to pick them up or some pig doing, you know, that's all they do now in the lo- every reality show, <laughs> the TPC channel. The pig channel. <laughs> yeah, so I mean. They're going to make the mayor fuck a pig. Shame. 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 Oh, man. So we went. Shame. <laughs> we, Shame. We went two segments without Shame. plugging, so we got to give a little plug. You know it's impolite and we gotta get we gotta get going with the ass Pablo. That's right, that's right. But again, let's fight for the for the people that are listening because they say that you know we gotta actually play you know the stuff that we're talking about. So going all the way back to the beginning, here's the clip. Now uh, I can't find this clip anywhere on YouTube, so it lives in CNN.com. So check this out. You want to play with who Vivek? Vivek, now the gotcha. Now you, know what, you know what they call him Vivek, right? ChatGPT. No, even <laughs> even even funnier. What? Because they're saying Vivek is not really running for president. He's running for VP. So they're calling Vivek Mini Trump. Mini uh, me. <laughs> they call him Mini me. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, that's not what Chris Christie called them. He called them no, ChatGPT. Yeah, Chris Christie, uh, he should be on TPC as well. <laughs> <laughs> the pig channel today. They're going to make Chris Christie fuck a pig. 
no. <laughs> Find that woman. <laughs> oh man. All right, let's see the video. Right, let's see the clip. This. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's move it on. Let's see the clip. Okay. So here it is. This is CNN. Ramaswamy uh, said something that it turns out wasn't true. You're saying that you were misquoted here. So we will take you at your word. Yes. You're saying here that you were misquoted here. The quote in question there was this one from The Atlantic, from Mr. Ramaswamy, where he said, quote, I think it is legitimate to say how many police, how many federal agents were on the planes that hit the Twin Towers. To be clear, there is zero evidence that the U.S. government had agents who were on the planes on 9-11. So I asked him to explain that quote. And on this show last night, Ramaswamy insisted that the reporter, John Hendrickson, had gotten his words wrong. But are you telling me that I'm your quote you is wrong, wrong here because actually. it says how many federal actually, agents were on the plane in the Twin Towers? <laughs> yeah, when I, when I actually, and this is just lifting the curtain on how media works again, I asked that reporter to send the recording because it was on the record. He refused to do it. But we had a free-flowing conversation. After our interview, The Atlantic released That's the audio, what, more than four here, minutes here. of it, actually. And here is the part with that quote that was in question. What is the truth about January 6th? I don't know. But we to? can handle it. Whatever it is, we can handle it. But what government is it? agents? How many government agents were in the field? Right? You mean like entrapment? Yeah. It, absolutely. Why can the government not be transparent about something that we're using? Terrorist, or the kind of tactic used by terrorists. If we find that there are hundreds of our own in the ranks of the day that they were, that they were, I mean, so there's a difference between entrapment and a difference between a law enforcement agent I, I, identifying I think, I think it is legitimate to say how many police, how many federal agents were on the planes that hit the Twin Towers. Like, I think we want it. Maybe the answer is zero. Probably is zero for all I know, right? I have no reason to think it was anything other than zero. But if we're doing a comprehensive assessment of what happened on 9-11, we have a 9-11 commission, absolutely that should be an answer the public knows the answer to. You just heard it yourself. He was, in fact, quoted accurately. In an email to CNN after that audio was published, his spokesperson said, Uh, the audio clearly demonstrates that Vivek... So let me get this straight, because remember, I'm a bumbling idiot, and I take Uh time to uh, process things. I got to hear them over and over and over. (laughs) I even do this with movies. Uh In Vivek's assessment, Mm -hmm. in that quote... Mm -hmm. Did he believe there was government agents on the plane? No, he just wanted to know if there had been, and if there was, that the public should know about it. Right, but he said most likely it was probably zero. Right. What's wrong with what he said? Nothing. But what there's the 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 issue is. How they quoted him, because look, if, if you look at here, been, so I, I actually asked Twin Towers. <laughs> yeah, when I, when uh, I actually to, to explain that quote, and on this, federal agents were on the planes that so he hit. Says, this is the quote. I think it's legitimate to say how many police, uh, how many police, how many federal agents were on the planes that hit the, twi- the Twin Towers, right? The, he did say that, but he, but. What they failed to to put in was, was that he said that there was probably, probably zero. zero. So he was taken out of context. Out of context. 
And they're just usual but, media. But check tactic. out, but check out how CNN, check out the way they report this. Check this out. At the very end, this is their got you here. President of the United States. He what will be on that debate stage uh, tomorrow. The reality is that Vivek Ramaswamy is running to be president of the United States. He will be on that debate stage tomorrow night. And he says this a is a central message to his campaign. This campaign is founded on the truth. The truth. We will not back down from the truth. We stand for the truth. I am a patriot who speaks the truth. Well, the truth is, he did say it. The quote was accurate, and it is on tape. And yes, this is how the media works. You get quoted for things you say accurately. That's her take. <laughs> accurately. Man, if I was... <laughs> right now, you know what I wish Even I, in the clip that she put, it wasn't even accurate. At this point, you know what I would like to be? <laughs> I, want, I want to regress to my childhood. Okay. <laughs> I want to be part of the Wonder Twins. Okay. Right? And Wonder Twins activate. Uh-huh. Take form of a woman. <laughs> and go up to her and just smack that little... <laughs> that smirk that she had on her face. Estupida. Estupida, coño. Estupida. Oh, my God. So, yeah. That, that oh. little... And, 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 that that little smirk that that. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. Yes. It's the trouble alert. Oh no! It's an environmental emergency. Wow! What a coincidence that we were just talking about that. It's time to put our Exor experience to use. Wonder Twin powers activate. Take four. Shape out and eagle. <laughs> you the girl be like, like the guy be like, take form. Of water, a bucket of water. And I'm like, take form of a bitch. And just wash that little smirk of that entitled uh, face that she has. And with that, we'll go into our first break here. I am a Bobo Longo, and that is a cat I just found in the alley. A strange thing happened to me when I stumbled upon a bottle of paramint supplements and just took one gummy. I lifted up my sword and said, By the power of paramint, I have the Get powerful just like me and get your Paramount supplements at theparamount.com. Wow, this is my voice. Paramount. All right, and it's time for our favorite. 
Welcome to the AMPM game show where Pablo and Ernesto Morado attempt to determine what is going on in a video found online. Using only their ears and their third eye, the host will make a guess on what is going on. If the host gets guesses correctly, they receive $20,000 of a fiat currency that no longer exists. So what do you say, folks? Shall we play a game? Yes, let's play a game. <laughs> all right, all right. I know what I want for my birthday. <laughs> what do you want for your birthday? I want a Green Lantern gr- a ring. Ah. So that I can just, like, through the internet... Project my ring, right? And a green beam will go through the internet. And on the other side of that smug and stupidest face will, will be a big green hand. <laughs> oh, we gotta do skits. <laughs> The truth. Estupida. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, uh, usually you go first in um, in these uh, AM, PM game show. Uh, do you happen to have anything for me today? Actually, I do. All right. Um, so... Let's get our uh, little theme going here. So let's uh, get this up. Uh, There we go. All righty. So if you guys are listening to us now, if you're watching us on the infamousx.com, you can watch the full cast. Just go to theparamitonx.com and you can comment. So... On X.com, if you're watching us live, we're about to play an audio clip, and you can guess along with us. If you get the answer correct, we'll get we'll also we'll give you guys this sound, and you get a free bottle of Paramin Vitamins. So come check us out, and go to X.com to watch the Paramid live. <laughs> All right, all, all right. right. So, this Pablo challenge, this Ask Pablo challenge, <laughs> is going to be a bit different. Okay. Because usually it's theater of the mind. Yes. Am I correct? Yes, that's correct. But today, mm. it's going to be like a 3D, even to a 4D theater of the mind, because this is actually going to have... Both audio and video. Uh, oh, okay. So, what you're going to do, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to go to Trello. Okay. going to scroll all the way down. Uh, okay. to uh, uh, All the way down on episode 63. Is no, that on co- Ask Pablo. Oh, on Ask Pablo. Okay. All right. All the way down. Mm-hmm. And who do you see there? Mr. AJ. Okay. Now, the question is, what did Joe Rogan ask Alex Jones? (laughs) Okay. And he's going to provide the answer, right? Okay. He's going to provide the answer. 
So the Ask Pablo for episode 63 is what did Joe Rogan ask Alex Jones? Hmm. Okay. So with that said, play it, Sam. All right. So what did Joe Rogan ask Alex Jones? Alex Jones. And again, if you're listening to us live, you can join us. What did Alex Jones or rather, what did Joe Rogan ask Alex, Alex Jones? Jones? So, folks, shall we play a game? Let's do it. All right, here we go. So, I'm going to bring this up on screen. All right, here we go. All right, here we are on screen. And go for it. All right. For real? Yeah, you're not of this world, bro. Me? You're the alien that's in this room right now. For real? Yeah, you're not of this world, bro. Me? You're the alien. Oh, wow, I didn't know. Well, here's what the elite believe. And mm. let me be very clear because the video will take this out of context. I only go with what I can prove. Oh, and, thank you. And, and people can't even handle that. And there's armies. We're fighting a pedophile conspiracy. But beyond that, it's a vampire conspiracy in that they are interdimensionally sucking the essence of our youth. Right. And they believe they're possessed by an off-world entity. They do? Yeah, and then, Joe, I've been on air 22 years. I don't get into aliens, metaphysical, religion, any of that. I've studied the elite, and I've also communicated with a lot of the top people. And, and, and if you want to know, I will actually break down right now the best knowledge right now of what's happening on the planet. What's happening? The elite are all about transcendence and living forever and the secrets of the universe, and they want to know all this. Some are good, some are bad, some are a mix. But the good ones don't ever want to organize. The bad ones didn't want to organize because they lost after power. Powerful consciousnesses don't want to dominate other people. They want to empower them so they don't tend to get together until things are really late in the game. Then they come together. Evil's always defeated because good is so much stronger. And we're on this planet, and Einstein's physics showed it, Max Planck's physics showed it all. There's at least 12 dimensions. And now that's why all the top scientists and billionaires are coming out saying it's a false hologram. It is artificial. The computers are scanning it and finding tension points where it's artificially projected and gravity's bleeding in to this universe that's what they call dark matter so we're like a thought or a dream that's a wisp in some computer program some god's mind whatever they're proving it all it's all coming out now there's like this sub transmission zone below the third dimension that's just turned over to the most horrible things is what it resonates to and it's trying to get up into the third dimension that's just a basic level consciousness to launch into the next levels. And our species is already way up in the fifth, sixth dimension, consciously, our best people. But there's this big war trying to, like, basically destroy humanity because humanity has free will. And there's a decision to which level we want to go to. We have free will, so evil's allowed to come and contend, not just good. And the elites themselves believe they're racing using human technology to try to take our best minds and build some type of breakaway civilization where they're going to merge with machines, transcend, and break away from the failed species that is man, which is kind of like a false transmission because they're thinking what they are is ugly and bad, projecting it onto themselves instead of believing, no, it's a human test about building us up. And so Google was set up 18, 19 years ago. This was, I knew about this before it was declassified. I'm just saying I have good sources that they wanted to build a giant artificial system. And Google believes that the first artificial intelligence will be a supercomputer based on the neuron 
activities of the hive mind of humanity with billions of people wired into it with the Holy internet of shit. things and so all of our thoughts go into it and we're actually building a computer that has real neurons in real time that's also that's AI right now connected to us that are organic creatures so that they will have current prediction powers future prediction powers a true crystal ball <laughs> But the big secret is like minority you report. Have a crystal ball mm -hmm. and know the future, you can add stimuli beforehand and make decisions that control the future. And so then it's the end of consciousness and free will for individuals, as we know, and a true 2.0 in a very bad way, hive mind consciousness with an AI jacked into everyone, knowing our hopes and dreams, delivering it to us, not in some PKD wirehead system where we plug in and give up on consciousness because of unlimited pleasure, but because we were already wired in and absorbed before we knew it by giving over our consciousness to the system by our daily decisions that it was able to manipulate and control into a larger system. There's now a human counter-strike taking place to shut this off before it gets fully into place and to block these systems and to try to have an actual debate about where humanity goes and cut off the pedophiles and psychic vampires that are control of this AI system before humanity is destroyed. The AI? How they get? How the pedophiles get in control of well, AI? Well, the, pe the pedophiles at a, at a whatever level. They rule. The devil, whatever you want to call it, this interdimensional thing that gives them advanced off-world technology, the fallen one that's not of this world, is giving them advanced knowledge what? What on how to construct these what systems is, what is that have that? already been used before on other populations. What? Is that Satan? But what are you, what are you talking Satan. about? That's Satan. <laughs> wow. So, so what did Joe Rogan... That was a long one. Okay. What did Joe Rogan ask Alex Jones? He asked him... Huh. What did he ask him? He asked him... Let's see. Uh... Hmm. Hmm. I'm thinking. Hold on. Hold on. I'm trying to phrase it, maybe. Hmm. You have to. You, can, you don't have to nail it. You just gotta be in the vicinity. Okay. I'm thinking that he asked him. <clears throat> I don't think he asked him anything specific. I think he asked him something like, you know, what's going? What new conspiracies you got going on, or something like that? What's what? What new juicy conspiracy do you have for us or something like that? Is that your final answer? Uh, that sounds like something Joe would ask, uh, you know, Alex Jones or something. Yeah, I, I'll make that my final answer. Yeah. Okay. So now here comes the answer. Okay. Right above Alex Jones on the Trello, mm -hmm. you're going to see the Pablo report. All right. So let's see. Here is the answer, folks. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, let's see, let's see. Uh, let's see. Taking a little bit to load here. Uh, it is TikTok, so let's see. All right. This is really big. So, okay. Um, yeah, pour another shot of that. The media. Let's get this out properly. You know. All right, let me give you my best. Of, please. Deep, deep research approximation once again. What do you think is going, but am I uh, wrong to still hold out hope that aliens are real? Because I tell you, as one, the two guilty pleasures that I still cling to 
is Bigfoot and aliens. Those are two. Bigfoot, not so much. I wish it was real, but I just don't. Are think you it ready? Is. Yes. Bigfoot's real? No. Come on, Daddy. No. Are you ready? <laughs> he asked him if aliens were real. And if Bigfoot was real. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> yep. Damn, wow. he went down a different rabbit hole. Oh, but he was—he was on point, though. Yeah. How old was that clip? He had hair. <laughs> Alex Jones is bald as a cue ball yeah, right now. Yeah. So that's wild. Wow. He asked do him about aliens. Do aliens exist. Exist. Well, technically, there's these. Pedophiles that are also vampires, Jeffrey Epstein, and so on and so forth. Psychological vampires, where there's a lower frequency, right? And then, and then they're trying. Gravity's bleeding in. (laughs) Gravity's bleeding in, which is what we call dark matter. Right. Whoa. (laughs) Can you, you, our wives can't deal with, cannot deal with us. Imagine his wife. Oh, it must be tough. Oh, my it must be real God. tough. Oh man! All right, so <laughs> folks, I don't think anyone submitted their que- their answers. I got no uh, uh, responses here on the cast. So unfortunately, nobody was able to snag a bottle of Paramount vitamins. But uh, you still have another chance. So, Mr. Ernesto, are you ready? Shall we play a game? Yes. All righty. So, this one is more a, a traditional uh, theater uh, of the theater mind. Theater of the mind. That's right. So, I'm going to play this clip, and you're going to tell me what is going on here. Now, I got two quick ones. So... Uh, we'll play, uh, so we're going to go a lightning round. Yeah, we're going to go. Oh, well, hold on. Let me see here. Cause it seems like this is not what I had ready for. Okay. Here we go. Ready? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. All right. So this is theater of the mind folks. Here we go. Ready? Yes. All right. So, what are we uh, listening to here? I know exactly what it is. What is it? It's a guy with, like, a couple of uh, plaster buckets upside down Mm -hmm. and maybe some kind of instrument, and he's playing these buckets. Boom, (laughs) boom, 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 boom. Is that your final answer? Yes. All right. So, you're saying it's a guy playing... Uh, like a like a street vendor, like well, a, like, a, like a, a street, street performer. performer. All right, and you said that's your final answer. Yes. All right, here's the reveal. All right, here we go. Ready? I'm ready.
fucking kidding me <laughs> this is actually amazing yeah it is really so for theater of the mind what are what are you uh, seeing here i'm seeing a forest and in this forest there's a bunch of congo drums and it's raining so what's actually playing the drums are the heavy dr- raindrops that's right so it looks like this uh, it says here what you're hearing and seeing is a natural drum machine of 17 drums representing different cultures. The copper pipes have release valves triggered by a MIDI signal, creating programmed rhythms of contemporary and ethnic compositions, as well as mimicking the rain at times. So it's a, it's a machine. It's like some kind of water drum machine. But is this not happening organically? No. This is a, it says here, natural drum machine. It says the copper pipes have release valves triggered by a MIDI signal. So there's some kind of signal being uh, delivered to the water that's releasing the water at a certain time. Oh, so it ain't actually raining. It's not actually. It's actually like some kind of like pipe that's releasing the water at a certain uh, uh, frequency. Uh, frequency, yeah, yeah, exactly. Which then in turn hits the drum and makes, and the, makes sound. the sound. Yeah, fascinating. And, it, and with like it, they programmed it to mimic uh, several different culture cultural uh, sounds. Interesting. <laughs> Pretty wild, huh? That's wild. <laughs> you thought you had that one in the bag, I but it was unfortunately, a, guy, a street performer like doing his thing. <laughs> But unfortunately, it's uh, dang it. <laughs> well, thank you for playing the. I thought you said you had two. Oh, I, well, I do have two. You wanna you wanna yeah, go for let's another do one? It. Let's all do right, it. all right. So let's see here. So um, all right. So let's uh put on the other one here. So let's see here. Uh, this one should be a quick one. Let's see. Uh. Just give it a second as these, uh, I just need the thumbnail to pop up here. Uh, again, folks, this is Theater of the Mind. That's right. It's Theater of the Mind. Close your eyes, take a deep breath, and relax as you're going to hear some auditory sounds. And your task would be, what are you listening to on the Ask Ernesto and Pablo segment. All right, so uh, just give me a second as it's the clip is loading here. <clears throat> All right, here we go. So this one's going to be a very interesting one, so uh, pay close attention. All right. Okay, I'm so, closing my eyes now. And and this is a ca- the the caveat on this one is I'm going to give you a clue. And this clue is, you know this particular thing on a very personal level. Okay. You know this very well. Okay. Here we go. Uh, Oh, 
Uh, here's the sound. Sorry. Sam, because I <laughs> all right. And I know this on a personal level. Like, like you know this. Like, if you were to see this, you you've seen this. You've been around this. You've been on it. You've been. You you know this thing very very you know what it is, it's it, like if I show it to you you're gonna be like wow I didn't uh, you you know this thing, okay. So, my theater of the mind, play just one more time uh-huh. so I can activate. <laughs> <laughs> I see my I see me and my cousin William on a seesaw. <laughs> well folks, you have one more opportunity. Put in your guesses now. What is the sound? I'll play it one and, more time. So what do you say it is? It's it's two guys on a seesaw, and it's kind of rusty. So it's like it's going. <laughs> is that your final answer? Yes. All right, locking it in. Here we go. Here's the reveal. <laughs> for th- for people that are just listening, what are we watching here? Something that will change <laughs> my trips to Staten Island forever. <laughs> you know this very personally, don't this- you? This is the Verrazano Bridge. That's right. Swaying up and down during some kind of weather storm. Yep. And what you're hearing is the actual bridge moving like a snake. Yep. And this is what we're traveling. This shit is terrifying. <laughs> you see how it's moving? Like it's like that sound is the grooves of the bridge when now, you when you get this, on. Was this during Sandy or something? Um Bridges terrify me. Always have. I have to look straight ahead. It says here. Uh let's see if we get the the full as it goes. Uh, New York Bridge groans in the high winds. It says here, 
Uh, Verrazano Bridge, New York. You already knew that. Uh, let's see. It's, I know that bridge intimately. It said, nope, that's not Godzilla. Uh, it's the sound of New York City's Verrazano Bridge, Narrows uh, Bridge, moving due to intense winds. But it doesn't say. Wow. The, the suspension bridges like this one are designed to be flexible in order to stop them from easily breaking. That shit is terrifying. <laughs> and to believe that I went on that bridge <laughs> during Hurricane Sandy. Oh, my God. That shit. That bridge could have been flopping around. Terrifying. Oh, my God. <laughs> One fascinating note about the Verrazano Bridge. Mm-hmm. Well, now I used to work in in Staten Island. I used to manage a Seven Eleven out there, and believe it or not, on a school trip, mm-hmm. teachers thought it was a great idea to cross the Verrazano Bridge as a school trip. As a school trip, as how a, is that educational? Don't know, but it was on a field trip. Uh-huh. You know, and they were high schoolers were going to go from Staten Island. They were going to cross into Brooklyn. Okay. Right? In the midst of the journey, one high schooler dared another to jump. And the kid jumped. Oh, my God. Into the water and and survived. And survived? He did like a perfect Olympic fucking dive. Oh my into god! Into the water and survived. That's wild. And it was all over the news. Wow. And I was on the day that happened. I was managing a Seven Eleven in Staten Island. That's insane. Right on Highland Boulevard. Wow. That is fucking nuts. And with that, it's time to go to the next segment. So that was our Ask a Nest uh, AMPM game show, uh, uh, previously known as the Ask a Nesto. Um, now we're in our current events segment, and I but have before before we leave our current event segments, we just did our game show, right? right. The AMPM show. I just want to give a little homage, a little quick blurb on one of my favorite childhood pleasures when I was on vac- summer vacations. Mm. I would, especially when I was living in Providence. Okay, right. I would go up the road about half a mile. I used to live in Oneyville, Providence. Actually, not in Oneyville. I used to live in Providence, Rhode Island Projects, not too far from Oneyville. Okay. And I would would walk like about half a mile up to, forget the name of those. I was on the Salmon Projects, and I forget. Oh, I think they were called the Fairfield Projects projects up top so imagine a valley Mm -hmm. then you have to go up a flight of stairs because those fairfield projects were on on top of a hill right and there the government uh school program 
in the summer will give away free sandwiches, free <laughs> bologna, disgusting sandwiches. But at that time, they tasted like fucking, what do they call it, Wagyu beef? Right. <laughs> you know, that was delicious because I had nothing better. Right. You know, it either was, you know, government cheese or an actual sandwich because we were going through some tough times. Mm. And I would, me and my friends would go up there, get some sandwiches, and I would run back home. And I would listen to, I not listen, I would view one of my favorite game shows as a kid came on every day at 11 o'clock and it was the price is right with bob barker mm. he recently passed i believe he was in his 90s oh but, wow yeah so on the trello episode 63 you're gonna see bob barker there and i just want to give a shout out rest in peace he was a big-time animal activist. He actually had an anti-whaling ship called the Bob Barker. Mm. And he gave a lot of money to endangered species, uh, the saving of endangered species. And this guy, he was a, an, an American national treasure. Um, never heard anything bad coming from him. Or never was he involved in any kind of scandals or whatever. He was on the why, why you got to say that? Now you're making me want to look into it. <laughs> never heard anything Knock bad. on wood so far, thank God. Never heard oh, anything. Oh, by the way, I did find something kind of uh, a little unsavory about Mr. Our, fa- our unfortunate, rest in peace, Mr. Uh, Paul Rubens. Oh, no. I did find a little something, a little unsavory. Apparently, this guy, Paul Rubens, uh, was uh, an avid collector of pornographic materials. And uh, as we noticed in the past, you know, Playboy uh, occasionally would put up a little uh, kid every now and again in their magazines like Brooke Shields that was 11 years old. And, and he, he was a purveyor of that? He had a couple of collector collectible items, I guess you can call it, for the pedophile uh, people. Um, things that were, at the time, I guess they, were, they weren't uh, uh, as, uh, I don't know, I, I don't know how it cannot be stigmatized, but it, it, at that time it wasn't as stigmatized, I guess, is the, is the way. Because the fact that he had pornographic material... That's most guys. But no, this, no, not most guys. This guy got caught inside of one of these theaters. Right, right, man. That's his MO. But but supposedly he's like a, a collector. Like, you know, he collects vintage pornographic items or whatever. Um and uh and some of in them- that collection, because that's vintage things. As we saw with you know Playboy having an eleven year old girl and Brooke Shields on in the magazines, vintage uh, pornographic magazines and and stuff contained a little unsavory child porna- uh, uh, pornographic. Wow. Yeah. But he never was found guilty of. Uh, of- no, but uh, you know, I, I guess it was under the guise of vintage porn. But uh, I, I, I don't know how that works. But uh, there was some, 
you know, hinting that he was a collector of... Uh, well, if he was into that stuff, he's paying the piper now. Yep. But uh, hopefully Bob Barker is not in that group. Hopefully not. So this is for you, Mr. Bob Barker. Always wanted to be in that show. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, my uh, ex uh, landlord, my ex landlord slash roommate when oh, I was in California, Charmaine. That's <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. She was uh, in the Price Is Right. Believe it or she not, she was a contestant. That's huh? right. Yeah. Wow. Washington, come on. Four contestants on The Price is Right. And now, here's your host, Drew Carey. And here's a twist. They thought it was going to be Drew Carey, and Bob Barker came out. <laughs> wow. Look at the audience. Wow. Standing ovation. Wow. What a dying craft. A game show. How many, yes. How many of those exist? Wow. Yeah. Rest in peace, Mr. Bob Barker. Now, before we leave, leave Bob Barker, uh, you're probably going to stun me a couple of shows from now and tell me, this guy was an axe murderer. <laughs> I hope not. I hope but not. For people that, you know, watch The Price is Right now with Drew Carey, uh -huh. and maybe your aspirations or your dream is to go on that show, mm -hmm. I recommend you start saving now at least $10,000. In taxes that you're going to have to yes. pay for all that? Because you see them like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And they win a camper. They win a brand new car. A vacation to Cancun, Mexico. And at the end of the show, when you're going to get all this, doom, <laughs> you got to pay at least $20,000 in taxes. In taxes on, on all this stuff. Either that or you sell it. Right. <laughs> Nothing comes for free in Nothing. America. Nothing. Unbelievable. That said, rest in peace, Bob Barker. You gave me a lot of joy as a kid. Um, to my knowledge, was a, you was a good man and an animal activist. And now you're in heaven. Yeah. Hopefully, anyway. So now that it's funny that you, hopefully, yeah. Uh, now that you uh, mentioned Bob Barker and hopefully he's uh, in heaven. Um, but there's somebody else that's, uh, you know, getting up in age that I wanted to bring up today. Um, <clears throat> I, well, he's also up in age, but he was talking about somebody else that's up in age, which is the president of the United States, Mr. Joe Biden. Now, they're asking this guy, um, do you know who uh, Sammy the Bull 
is Sammy the Bull Gravano. Yeah. Of course I do. Well, uh, I'm going to play this here for you because, uh, you know, with this. Sammy new, the Bull is still alive? He's still alive. Holy shit. That's I'm why. In, that's why I'm I in the fucking. <laughs> Twilight Zone? Not the Twilight Zone. In fucking. Um, that uh, I just mentioned it in. in Black Mirror? No, I just mentioned it before. Price is Right? Uh, uh, that, that, the Mandela effect. Oh, the Mandela effect. Uh, I thought he died already. No. Sammy the Bull is alive. Is alive. And they're asking him. I'll be goddamn. They're asking, because people uh, over at Fox, they're, they're, they. Now, I believe Sammy the Bull is like a quintessential rat, isn't he? I think so. And but, he's still alive. And he's still alive. So, um, what uh, what they're asking him is because with this new, you know, not new, but this information that you know on Hunter Biden and his collusion with China and Ukraine and money coming in, they're they're labeling the Biden family the Biden crime family, right? The crime syndicate, right? So they they're asking uh, Sammy the Bull. Does he believe that? Does he concur? Does he think he has experience, right? Do you know? Do you think that uh, Biden is acting like a mobster? You know, so this is the question, and I don't know. I think it's relevant, and this is uh, fairly recent here. So I'm going to play this for you, all right? All right. Check out the response. Now, um, Republicans have been accusing President Biden of running a crime family with kickbacks for the big guy. Democrats have been accusing Trump of the same thing for years. To be sure, there's always been an overlap between politics and the mafia. And with all the talk of RICO charges lately, it's back in the spotlight. But is being a politician really like being in the mob? Joining me now, former mobster and underboss of the Gambino crime family, Sammy the Bull Gravano. Sammy, thanks for joining us. How you doing? Uh, I got to start with a true story. So I did a book report in school on your book, Underboss. That's great. Well, That's I, wanna, great. I just want to run something by you because I was a really slow student. It was the only subject I got an A in, and I legitimately think it's because my professor thought I was related to the mobster James Fala because my real name is James Fala. Now, so far as I know, I'm not related, but are there any restaurants where I could probably eat free with that name? I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> oh, no. I wasn't able to eat free, so <laughs> oh. I doubt it. Well, there went that plan. Okay, over to your area of expertise. Uh, with all the political things going on right now, there's a, accusations against Biden. Uh, uh, like I said in the intro, they've been coming to Trump for years. When you look at politics from your vantage point, is politics the mafia but in cheaper suits than you guys wore? I would take that as an insult. The oh, mafia is nothing like politics. We're not on their level. Uh -huh. You know, we're a different organization. Politics don't give a damn about anybody. Uh -huh. They're robbing the public. They're hurting people. Open borders. The cities are falling apart. Mm -hmm. There's no comparison to what these scumbags are doing to what we did. Uh, well, so uh, you know what? Not, I, I, I would commend that because obviously in the mafia, women and children were off limits, whereas what's going on in politics doesn't really have a regard for anybody, does it? No. And they weren't off limits. 
they were people that we protected. They were people in our neighborhood. We loved people in our neighborhood. We never hurt people in mm -hmm. our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. They were protected. You never heard of this kind of stuff yeah. back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, even into the 90s. We, uh, if you want to compare us with politicians mm -hmm. and people like that, we're like Boy Scouts competitive. <laughs> no, you in, in theory, you really are. Uh, and I think a lot of people would argue the streets were a lot safer in mafia neighborhoods than they feel today, right? Well, I talked to, I know a lot of police and FBI people. I mm -hmm. cooperated and um, I'm in touch with some of them. Mm -hmm. I became friends with them. They say it to be themselves. Fair. Uh, There's no doubt the streets were a lot safer. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, I think it's uh, fair. It's not something that I'm making up. So. Yeah, no, not certainly not. What do you think of the idea of the Bidens being a crime family? Does that behavior in any way remind you of things you've seen in the past? You know, I've been listening to what's going on with him, and I understand the RICO law. Mm -hmm. um, the Biden family is, is an exact uh, replica of the RICO law. Yeah. I mean, that's what they did. Mm -hmm. But, you know, well, like, again, you talk about gangsters and different kind of crimes. You know, they sold out the entire country. Yep. When they're taking money from these countries and passing laws, uh, they're mm -hmm. hurting our whole country. Uh, I'll give you another example. Uh -huh. We're giving billions upon billions, 113, $120 billion, I heard, to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Hawaii, there was a disaster. Yep. I mean, it's terrible. You look at it, and he gives them $700 per family. That's nuts. So, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's, so I mean, we, that's what we say, it's nuts. But that's mm -hmm. organized crime to a degree that is really disgusting. Yeah. Within, you know, I wouldn't mind if uh -huh. somebody stole a little bit here, didn't pay taxes here or there. Yeah. You know, we can make a big stink about that. For but sure. these are the things that they're doing now. Yeah, for so sure. So are they a crime family? Uh -huh. I think he's definitely a crime family. Uh -huh. And it's a perfect RICO racketeering act. Yep. Well, then, ab absolutely. Uh, and, and no one would know better than you. Last question. Uh, what did you consider more dangerous, turning on the mob or actually being on the set of the reality show Mob Wives? Well, I was in prison when Mob Wives came out. Oh, okay. So, uh, you were, you were safe. And, uh, I, I, I was safe. So <laughs> I, when it came out, my daughter was on it. I says, oh, here we go. I'm going to hear things in prison. So, But it, it was good. They they did a great job. They got it done. Um, they, they had a lot of fun. Yep. Um, uh, last one, because I, 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 I do appreciate that show. Uh, it was a great watch. What do you think of Putin assassinating, as the reports say, his rival Prigozhin? Yeah. I, I have no idea. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I, he's a tough guy. Yep. I mean, he's a gangster. He's smart. Mm -hmm. uh, he had this guy around him. The guy's a multi-billionaire. Mm -hmm. um, they were close. He turned on him. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, he, he has the capabilities of yeah. taking him out. Yep. I think he has the temper of taking him out. Uh -huh. But I don't know. It's, I mean, uh -huh. it's not what do you think of uh, this uh, little uh, <laughs> reporting? It's an interesting angle to have a, a guy like Sammy the Bull comment on Joe Biden. And he, <laughs> he says politicians are by far more ruthless 
Ain't that something? More ruthless than gang than the mobsters of his time. Right. Now, and now he brought up a very, very good point. You give all this fucking money to the Ukraine. They're in their own uh, country are gangsters themselves. Right. Uh, um, this guy, um, what's his name? Um, Prigozhin? No, no, no. The Zelensky? Zelensky. Mm-hmm. And now I heard this from Ukrainians' mouths. Mm. This guy is as corrupt and as crooked as any of those mobsters of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And we're giving them billions of dollars, and you're giving $700 per family in the Maui fires that that survived the Maui fires? That's a smack in the face. It is. They're giving uh, this guy... Uh, uh, let's. Why why aren't I hearing this? <laughs> Hold on, I, I I I gotta I gotta hear the audio on this. Uh, why isn't this being heard? Sammy the Bull is right on target. I didn't think he was still alive. He actually <laughs> looks pretty good. Yeah, he does. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm not sure why this isn't playing. They also asked him. Where the neighborhoods where the gangsters lived in, and I'm imagining they're talking about, you know, lower Manhattan where I grew up. Right. Where they're safer? Absolutely, yes. You didn't fuck around. Mm. These guys kept their neighborhoods and you, you stole, you know, got, there was a lot of crime around. Mm. But not where these guys lived. Mm. These guys were virtually the law. Mm. Well, uh, I wanted to they play. They were ruthless. They would you, the corrupt you, gangster that you were talking about. You would cross these motherfuckers. You ended up in a ditch somewhere. Look at this uh, president of a nation. S T C. Off. <laughs> He's the president, He's the president of Ukraine. Of the, and this is the guy we're sending all these billions to. Yeah. I've I known <laughs> people from the Ukraine. I've had people of the Ukraine in my car that say that this guy is a fucking scum bucket. Mm. As a matter of fact. Well, he doesn't look like a president in that clip. <laughs> as a matter of fact. I'm just stating what I heard in the car and mm. what this guy told me in the car who comes from the Ukraine. Right. He compared him to Epstein. 
Really? He wow. said he's as bad as Epstein. Wow. Whatever he meant by that, I didn't I didn't push the envelope on that. Mm. I quite frankly didn't want to hear it. But when you mention Epstein, you know what that involves. Yep. And this is the guy who we're sending billions of dollars to, but yet there are people suffering in our own country, and you give them seven hundred dollars. And now that you now that you mention that, I have another story here for you that is uh, along the lines, but it affects all of us. Um, how much do you think it that you need to earn per year to to make a living wage? What is the annual salary of somebody making a living uh, 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 where all their needs are met, you know, and and they are able to save a little bit? Per family. Yeah, per family. The income. How much do you think they need to to earn? Just to live. Just, you know, baseline – to have their needs met day to day, day to day. Minimum, minimum. How much? Well, let's not let's not make it a uh, complete necessities. It's the the real question is how much money do Americans need to be comfortable? Comfortable, and- comfortable. Yeah, the comfortable is the question. Comfortable. How much? Do Americans need to earn per year to be comfortable? About one hundred and thirty thousand a year. One hundred thirty thousand. All right. So let's. I got to this. Be comfortable. Comfortable. But if you want to live day to day, day by day, a household income to live day by day, eighty thousand. So you're saying one hundred and thirty thousand to be comfortable. Comfortable, so that you. Can go to work and come home and say, my bills are paid. I don't have to worry about that. Um, I can take maybe a vacation comfortably without worrying that this vacation might be the straw that broke the camel's back. Well, you, you so oh, I'm sorry. One more time. What was the, the number amount that you said? 130000 per family. Okay. So now check this out. Now. Uh, I was going to play, uh, I had an order. And also, there's variables in that assessment where you live. Of course. Because I would say 130000 where I live. What about in Utah, for example? In Utah, about the same. Okay. To be comfortable. Comfortable, right? In New York, you got to earn per family Above a buck fifty mm. to be comfortable in, in New York. In New York. Now check this in out. In San Francisco and LA, about a buck sixty. Mm. So you're saying it's more expensive in San Francisco and LA than, than New York? Especially San Francisco, yes. All right. So check out this report here that I have. Now I had a specific order, um, uh, but. The way you phrased uh, the, uh, this conversation made me want to play this one first. So I'm going to play this one real, really quickly. Um, 80% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. And of those, 
40% is making more than $100,000 per year. But you might be thinking, wow, that's insane. How is anyone living paycheck to paycheck on six figures? That's so much money. Well, uh, let me show you how easy it is to blow through a six figure income. I'm a product designer at a tech company. I make $130,000 a year and I'm sad to admit. Wow, one of those the number I say. We're going through my Exactly. And he's living paycheck to paycheck. How is that possible? And he goes, he breaks it down. I mean, it's a seven minute video, but he breaks it down. And well, what will make. Where does he live? Utah. I said Utah was about 130 mm -hmm. grand. That's right. So he's saying he's living paycheck to paycheck. And if you want to check this guy out, his name is. Uh, well, play a little bit of it. Let me see what he's got to say. Okay. Well, his name is Jake Farron. Right. And um, he 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 opens up his uh, checkbook and reveals, you know, his real expenses, his day to day expenses. Right. Um, and, you know, he basically I, I mean, I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I'll, I'll play a little bit more. Here. Just a little bit. I just want to see what is he spending money on my spending. So hold on tight grab a cold beverage and prepare to lose all respect for me. We're gonna walk through my bank statements in the month of August, and we're gonna go through everything, all of my spending, what I spend on my mortgage, my car payment, my power bill, groceries, gas, babysitters. <sighs> I'm stressed and a little embarrassed. I hate this stuff. I avoid looking at all finances. I actually, while I was doing this, I realized that I've been unknowingly paying for Skillshare for the last 23 months, 20 bucks a month. It's almost $500. So yeah, that's, uh, that's a little bit about me. Okay, with all the setup out of the way, let's break down my total income was actually 129,000 not 130,000, which is crazy. I was asking for 130,000, like a bump up to 130 for the longest time. Eventually they came to me and they're like, we got you, we got you close. Uh, we got you 129,000, like why? It's the weirdest thing. I should say that I recently did get a new job that came with a pay bump, so things aren't nearly as tight anymore, but 100 grand just ain't what it used to be. <laughs> Am I right? My gross pay per paycheck is $4,961.55, but we're actually gonna do two pay periods or about one Per month. paycheck, he gets $4,961. Just so there's more stuff to look at. So we'll bump that up to $9,923.01. But before I see any of that money hit my account, I pay $1,852.78 in tax and there's $280 in pre-tax deductions, which includes health insurance and dental. And then I pay $1,190.78 in 401k contribution, which was 12% of my income and the company would match up to 6%. So that was an extra $594 to my 401k, which if I need a million dollars when I turn 59 and a half, then I have failed in a big way. A 401k kind of feels like you're betting on yourself to fail, but it is a good way to kind of pay yourself first. There's a concept in one of those books like Richest Man in Babylon or one of those finance books that says that you should pay yourself 10% of your income first, like pay yourself. So I see the 401k as that kind of thing. And I guess for the 401k, I'm not technically paycheck to paycheck then because I'm like putting that money away. Anyway, what's hitting my account is $3,300 per paycheck or $6,600 per month. We're just going to go through the things that I think you would find the most interesting, starting with this stuff on the top. So paycheck, $3,299. These are the two paychecks for the two pay periods. And then this first big one, $2,253.03. That's mortgage. our mortgage. So that's our biggest expense uh, in the month. Just for some quick context, this is my house. I'm married. I have a wife, two kids, ages four and two. We drive a Passat and a Forerunner. We actually don't have a car payment because we paid both of these off while I was working the two remote jobs. And we've got a little pup named Lucy. Say hello, Luce. 
So you you, yeah, you get the the yeah, but I want to see what else is he spending on. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to play the full seven I minutes. The, I don't want the seven minutes. I just want to see what his utility. Well, let's actually bill is. switch to category. This is still ordered. By okay, so here I'll, I'll I'll freeze so, it here. So mortgage is about uh, two thousand two hundred. He does a lot of Venmo payments, about uh, seventeen hundred dollars in Venmo. Dentist, $243. This is one month of expenses. Groceries, he spends about $900 a month. When we had... Uh, That's excessive. No, actually, it's not. I mean, we spent, when we had it, uh, we had it in food stamps, but we had $1,000 in food stamps a month, and it went the whole damn thousand. It did, but you can you can survive with less, but continue. Yeah, but, you know, survive is like, you know... Continue, yeah. continue. So it goes uh dentist two forty three, groceries eight ninety two, which was less than what we spent um at our peak. Uh eating out uh seven eighty two, so he ate out uh quite a bit, it seems that like that could be cut out. Uh clothing, shopping, uh financial advisor, insurance, subscriptions, gas. How much fuel, is he paying in insurance? $195. Okay. Uh, a bit expensive. So yeah, that's his oh, like. Okay. Continue going down the list. Hold on. Uh, subscriptions, gas, fuel. Subscriptions. How much he's paying on subscriptions? Uh, one hundred and forty-seven dollars. Excessive. Going to continue. Uh, gas, fuel. That's uh, a big one. Uh, f- about five hundred dollars. Shopping. Uh, about two hundred dollars. Random spending. Two hundred dollars. Travel. Three hundred dollars. Parking. Fifty-two dollars. Returns forty two dollars and books thirty six dollars. Okay, yeah, I mean, and he says he's living comfortably, or he's living day to day. Well, he says he's living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, I mean, that's what the the title. He, he is. He does have a four hundred one k. Yeah, I mean, in that sense, in that sense. You know, is it? But he's still paycheck to paycheck because you can't just pull money out of your four hundred one k. It's not a bank account. Look at this. Is his monthly income rounds up about six thousand dollars? Six thousand dollars of that two thousand uh, twenty two hundred of that goes to his mortgage, and the rest. I mean, he has two kids. He has to buy clothes. He has to buy food. I mean, that, that could, if but, I was earning $6,000 a month, I'd be comfortable. Yeah, but here's a, here's what he starts it off with. Um, again, uh, the what he started the, the clip off with, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is... A recent study showed that 60% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, and of those, 40%... 42%... Of the people that are living paycheck to paycheck earn six figures. Yeah, because you got to realize 40% of our population, I would say a big chunk of that population, live in expensive cities. Like Utah. Utah. I, I never looked at Utah. I never... Utah is... If it falls off the map, mm-hmm. I wouldn't miss it. I don't know anybody in Utah, mm-hmm. and I don't know anything about Utah. Okay. So evidently, the average American says. 
it's up to par to uh, almost where we're living. Right. Maybe Western a bit, Mass. A bit more. But 40% live in LA, Chicago, um, New York. High population areas, mm-hmm. right? Um, but if you go into rural, rural parts of America where maybe expenses are less, if you're making about 80 grand or less, you'll be living paycheck to paycheck. But in a, I'm talking personally. If I was earning six six grand a month, mm-hmm. I'd be comfortable. Well, so because I I was able to save. I'm I'm able to save a little bit of money if 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 I knock off stupid expenses. Mm-hmm. You know, because you don't buy clothes every month. No. But if you're a parent, you might. In the beginning stages, maybe. Maybe. But you got to make it work. $6,000, $130,000 salary is not something to shake a stick at. Well, obviously, he has a home. That's that's most people. He has a home. He has two cars. Most people don't have that. But that's, that's, you know, what what we expect to have in America, don't you think? A home and two cars. I mean, that's not that, extravagant. That, that's not that like dream, rich. That dream is dead. <laughs> that's dead. So we're no longer the out the, the so that's, for that, that's the American pipe dream that they sold us in the fifties. Right. Everybody gets married, you get a home, you raise your family, and you know, um, the mother raises the children. The The man brings home the bacon. As things began to progress into the 60s, into the 70s, into the 80s, more and more we needed the input of the, of the, of the mom that was taking care of the kids. And one big expense that I And see, now, so I, the way, what I'm seeing is like, uh, like you said, at first it was... You know the the husband will bring uh, all the the money home, and you know he'll 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 be the the sole bread earner of the of the household. Then slowly became both the 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 husband and the wife both working, and now it's there is no such thing as husband and wife. Um, it's husband and husband, husband uh, wife and wife. But then even further, you have now people that just. Opt not to do any of it. Why? I why have a kid? It's too damn expensive. Why be in a relationship? It's too damn expensive. Why do anything? It's too. That's so, the destruction of society right there. So you end up you end up being alone. Yeah, uh, that's that's what's. I was telling Thomas. Uh well. Oh. Well, you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you can't be giving up the government. Well, yeah, that pow, pow. Pow, 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 pow.
I was telling. <laughs> let me retract that statement. I was telling the warlock, right? Mm-hmm. That what's going on today? A newly declassified. Oh, sorry. That what's going on today is, as you very well said it, people are are retracting and going into their silos, mm-hmm. right? And people are becoming like agoraphobic and basically becoming wild again. Mm. We in 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 Spanish we call it isao. Mm. These are people that never venture outside. Like there's a there's I saw a Joe Rogan video mm. that he go someone somebody went deep into the mountains of West Virginia, right? Where these people have never ventured off their property ever. Mm. And what you find is kind of outstanding. Uh, it, it's not outstanding, but uh, quite fascinating. Mm-hmm. Elderly people, people in their 50s, in their 60s, you know how they were communicating? How? <laughs> they were barking like dogs. Oh, wow. They almost had their own language. They couldn't understand what they were saying. Eating strange things. Hmm. Why? Because actually, we like retracting into their silos, and people are hardly venturing outside anymore. Mm-hmm. And what's going on is people are are not gathering the way we used to gather before. Right. And this is now, but if this continues on the trajectory that is going, it's going to be like that, that uh, video. Remember that video that we, uh, we played a while back where the guy, he was, he had a wife and whatever, and they separated between him and his wife and he's just alone now. And, you know, it's like you get deliveries via drone and right. basically you're just onto yourself. Right. And and what I was telling the warlock is in my youth they to me my world was this block 94th Street. Mhm. Right? Everybody had their block. Mhm. Every block was teeming with kids playing manhunt, playing football, playing kick the can, playing stoop ball, playing mm-hmm. stick ball, playing skelly, jumping rope, all kinds of activities. In one block, mm-hmm. you will see many kids. Okay. Right? And then you would travel right next, right on your block, you would go to the next block. And see the same thing. And block after block after block after block for miles. Mm -hmm. This thing was going on where everybody had their click. That was their block. 
I'm from one or one or two street Corona. I'm mm. from one or three thirty seventh Avenue, and it was teeming with people. You go back there now, especially to the block that I was so fond of. It's like a fucking ghost town. Mm. The only evidence of people living there is the cars. Is the cars. Mm. No parking in sight. Even the pump. Wow. Are taken. Fuck the tickets. I paid. <laughs> but not one kid on the stoop. Mm. Not one. Before, we used to have battles. 94th Street against 96th Street, we'll have, we'll, we'll gather some boys and we'll go head to head in a football, you know, football uh, tournament. Mm. Or we would, each of us gather our, our baseball equipment, go to the local uh, schoolyard and battle each other, 96 against 94, who would win? And, and then, man, it became a thing, block against block, sports and, Whatever there was always, that is gone. Mm. You go to commercial streets, filled with all kinds of food truck, adults walk, only adults walking up and down, either shopping or working or selling something to get by. Where the fuck are the kids? They're not, having them, they? they're not having them as much anymore. They're not having them as much. And secondly, those kids are not going out. Right. Very rarely do you see, like when I was growing up, you would see 10 kids on their bikes going somewhere to explore. Mm. Or our favorite thing was, especially during this time of the year, mm -hmm. is we will find out where there's an apple tree, where there's a pear tree, where there's a peach tree. Mm. And go out there, everybody on their bikes, either a park or, you know, some forest somewhere, mm. and engorge each other. Everyone would engorge themselves in fruit mm. that was growing wild. You don't see that no more. No. Kids are retreating to their homes. Right. We are becoming wild. And, you, and I see it. When I do my gig work, it's so bad how people are retreating into their homes that I deliver a package. Like, if I'm working um, Amazon Flex, mm -hmm. I deliver a package. And I see through the blinds. Somebody peeking through. Fuck, he's still there. He waited. And then me, with my sinister mind and, and the way I think, mm. I punish them. I stay there. And they're like, God damn, he's still there. He's <laughs> still there. <laughs> and you see the shadows pacing back, especially when I do DoorDash. <laughs> you know, I, I got a big bag of McDonald's. It's mm. like all kinds of fucking burgers and soft drinks mm. and Sometimes I deliver two bags to a home. I plop it right in front of their door. I go into my car and I just sit there. And all you see is that little finger like, fuck, he's still there. <laughs> he is still there. Oh, man. And I grab my vape, my coffee. 
like, is this motherfucker going to leave? And I see the shadows, you know, as they got their their lights on mm-hmm. in, 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 on the inside. And you see the shadow pacing up and down on the blinds. Like, <laughs> and I look again. Damn, he's still there. Like, dude, you ordered food. Right. Go out and get your food. <laughs> what do you care if I see you? They don't want you to see them. They don't want you to see them. They're just there. Yeah. They're there. And then, you know what I guess sometimes? As I'm just sitting there, me being evil, as I'm just sitting there, <laughs> I get a text from them. Thanks, dude, for the food. Thank you very much. You did a good job. Like, telling me, you can leave now. <laughs> <laughs> and I sit there and I sit there and from time to time that finger comes out on that blind and they're like fucking guy man he's not leaving so then what do I do so you know what I'm gonna be a little bit more evil <laughs> of course you would I go whoop <laughs> I go back a little bit I pull out and I crack a U-turn and they see that I left, right? Uh-huh. So they come out, and when they and when they see me again, they I see them like, <laughs> and they're like, "Fuck, he saw me. He saw me picking up the food. Damn! I see the disappointment in their eyes. Oh my and god! And I'm saying to myself, "Wow, have we changed?" And the reason I say that is I come from an era where I grew up in the 70s and in the 80s, is mm-hmm. when the, you know, when I was in my preteen years and in my teen years was the 80s. Right. Believe it or not, even in the 80s, we had a milkman. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing the, the metal box that they would place in front of the house and the the milkman will come take out the 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 carrier of that the glass jars mm. put in the new jar the new jars of milk in the metal box and leave and guess what when he would come hey sam hey how you doing how the kids and this and that you would know your garbage man right hey billy hey right. did your wife have the baby not yet man i'm still waiting or whatever the mailman he was almost a family member. Right. You would see him every day. Hey, you want some coffee? I got some coffee. You know, and now, I don't know who the fuck delivers my mail here. No. Garbage man. Met him once, maybe. Everybody just sits behind. They don't want to know. They don't want to get to know you because it's a double-edged sword. Why? Let's say that person comes out, right? Mm. And instead of doing this, they engage. Hey, thank you, man. Hey, thanks, dude. Now I made eye contact. I made contact with that person. Mm -hmm. So now, the next time they order, they're like, fuck, Jesus is going to, you know, Ernesto is going to come in Mm. and, and and deliver me. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you know it's coming. Oh yeah, that pow pow. Pow 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 pow. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
Let me fucking out of here. you. So, yeah, they're like, damn, Ernesto's coming again. I said hi to him the last time. I might have to give him a tip now. Now I know him, like I make contact with him. Fuck. I'm going to have to give him an extra dollar. <laughs> Fuck. So to avoid that, to avoid that all completely, you don't get to know your mailman, you don't get to know your garbage man, you don't get to know your Amazon man, you don't get to know anybody. Right. So that way you're not implicated in being nice. <laughs> and actually giving a Christmas card, an Easter card. Right. Well, I guess because nowadays people just, they don't have it. They don't really, they don't have Not it. Not only that, nobody is who they are anymore. You'd be like, happy Easter. Fuck you. I don't believe in in religion. How dare you tell me happy Easter? mm Oh, Merry Christmas, sir. Fuck is that? You see it like I'm a Christian or something? That's an insult. Happy Mother's Day. What the hell does that mean? What does that mean? I'm a I'm a birthing person. <laughs> so it's fucked up all around. So I don't Nice blame. to see you, ma'am. Ma'am, I'm a they. Yeah. How dare you call me a ma'am? Well, oh, thank you, sir. Sir. <laughs> That's why people don't want to talk to each other. So that's why you get. <laughs> Fuck, he's still there. So we got down this rabbit hole because I wanted to to uh, uh, pick your brain. How much you think Americans need to be comfortable? And you said about $130,000, right? Right. So I have this report here from CNBC. And this is what they believe you need to be comfortable this is just baseline. You know, this is just needs met and a little extra. Not Nothing more, nothing yet. It's not like you're a millionaire and posh, you know. This is just. Well, millionaire and posh and comfortable and paycheck to paycheck are two. They're all different. Right, right. Well, the last guy we just heard, he was paycheck to paycheck. Comfortable is, you know, you have a little bit extra. Uh, I, I, I kind of, at hundred and thirty thousand, you should be comfortable. Even if, even if you're living in Utah, even if you, and, I mean, and L.A. is a different story, because you got to think of it. In New York, another different story, right? Because anything adds you, up. You if know. you pay one point five million dollars for a one family home. Right. The mortgage alone is over six, seven grand. And not to mention all the speeding tickets and God knows what else. Yeah, and but just the mortgage alone, 130000 don't cut it. Right. And even if you have, if you bought a, a, a two-family like my parents have, which is right now market value at $2 million, Mm-hmm. You know, you your mortgage, if you buy that house, you would have to charge the, the second floor minimum about fifty five hundred a oh, month. Well, so you said now check this out. The guy that we just saw 
right? Now, he had a nice home. He was living in Utah. But this is now, let's shift a perspective to New York, right? Now, a New Yorker, here's what a New Yorker has to pay for uh, their rent. Uh, let me see. It uh, looks like this is uh, not showing it here. Hold on one second. So I looked up what's the average rent in New York, right? And it says here, New York rentals average $3,496 for a studio or $7,695 for a four-bedroom, right? Absolutely right. And what do, what we saw in that last clip of 130000 his take-home reality was about $6,000 a month. So here's where you come with the spouse. But you see, but you see, with one hundred thirty thousand dollars alone, if you're living in New York City and you got two kids, right? Two kids. Uh, uh, that's a four bedroom or uh, a four bedroom house right there, uh, or three kids because you know uh, a husband and wife stay in, in one room. Kid, each kid has their own bedroom. You have three kids, four bedroom house. Or four bedroom rental. Right now, you can't afford it with one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Now that figure of seventy six ninety five that pertains to Manhattan. No, New York City. Yeah, but New York. When they say New York City, not, well, I'm saying the bur- it's it's including the boroughs. It's including the boroughs, but the thir- the thirty four ninety six will be more of the outer bar, more of the of the more rural parts of New York, let's say like where my mom lives, and that's not even called rural anymore, you know, because people have bought homes there for millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. So even that encompasses that, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so the average cost to, to live in, uh, let's say Queens, uh, for one bedroom is about twenty eight fifty. One bedroom. One bedroom. Twenty eight fifty. Imagine that, and a two bedroom, a two bedroom. The average price is three thirty five. A three bedroom. The average price is thirty seven. So imagine. So basically, if you're earning one hundred thirty thousand dollars a month here, there you your living. first check, your there, first whole there you pay, check to check. Paycheck to paycheck on one hundred thirty thousand dollars. One person, with one person, one person, right, right, and that earns that much because because you would think you know I'm earning one hundred thirty thousand dollars a month. I you know my spouse can take care of the kids. You would think no, not in this day and age. Not so you're, in New, so you're, not in New York. No way. Hundred and thirty thousand. You can do it where we live. You can do it, but isn't isn't that uh, crazy? It's absolutely crazy. When my father used to work a job, earning like seventy dollars a week, right? Mm-hmm. Seventy seventy is one hundred and forty. That's two weeks, right? Four weeks, one hundred and forty. One hundred and forty is what three eighty. One hundred and four, yeah. 
he was paying monthly, like $40 a month, a month for a three, a two bedroom apartment in, on Mott street. Right. Uh-huh. So we once with his first paycheck of $70, he would pay the rent. An additional five dollars for gas, an additional five dollars um for the phone mm-hmm. and the electric bill. I don't think my father was paying I think that was all included, if I'm correct. But if anything, electric bill will might have been like ten, fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Which means all his expenses were paid. In one week's pay. Then, the next three weeks, he might have had, he had a car, insurance was cheap, cars were cheap, food was cheap. You, with 10 bucks, you go to the supermarket. I remember the T-Bone supermarket, they had these, Yellow and red bags. You would see people come out of those T out of that T Bone supermarket with uh, a shopping cart full of those yellow and red bags, and you could shop for less than than twenty bucks. Mm. Twenty bucks buys you two items today. Yeah, that's it. If that, I remember they used to give. My my dad, when during the summertime, he would give me like two, three bucks. Mm-hmm. My God, I would go to the store and go nuts. So, and I still had change. So, with that being said, so check out this report here. This is what CNBC says. Now, this is what you need. This is how much Americans need to be comfortable. All right, so here we go. Uh, Let's see. The average American says they need to earn $233,000 a year to be financially comfortable. $233,000 a year to be financially comfortable. That's about right. How many people are earning that? You know, now the now the key word mm-hmm. is comfortable. Financially comfortable. Right. That means they have a couple of dollars in the bank, their bills are paid, their everything is paid, and when the month comes around and when life happens, mm-hmm. this is what people don't understand. Life happens. Right. You're you're driving down the street, fucking pothole. There goes a tire. Mm-hmm. Boom. Three hundred dollars for a tire. Right. You got a little change in the bank. Three hundred dollars. Okay, I pay. That's comfortable. To me, riding down the street, I hit a pothole. Boom. I'm like. Motherfucker. Damn, I got to now recalibrate this month's financial uh, plan. I got to, like, short this guy, give a bullshit to this guy, 
you know, yank this guy's chain and so all that I can get that tire mm-hmm. and play the, the violin and hopefully they buy it. Right. That's not financially comfortable. That's living in fear. Right. And I think a lot of Americans live well, it said, in financial fear every day. 60%, in fact. And of you that 60... You walk out the door and you do the whole presinaise gambit. Mm-hmm. And you say, God, please don't let anything happen. Please. Because anything can happen. Right. You're walking down the street, you hit a crack, boom, there goes your ankle. Now you can't work. How are the bills going to get paid? Right. So. So, yeah. So, uh, let me uh, go back to the report here. So, $233,000 a year is baseline. Financially comfortable. comfortable. Baseline. That's not. That's not being rich. You're not considered rich here. This is just, you just crossed out of being poor. (laughs) Now you're in middle class. You're in the comfortable. That's middle class, right? You're in comfortable town. Not rich. You're not rich. rich. No, no, no. Right. So, so let's, let's go down this rabbit hole a little bit here. So check this out. Um, But in 2021, American workers on average made only $75,203 annually. Americans are sort of looking at how much money they would like to have to be financially secure, and that ends up being basically three times what the average income is in this country. And to be essentially wealthy or really successful, it's magnitudes above that. 72% of Americans said they weren't financially secure given their current finances. And more than a quarter of Americans said they'll likely never be financially secure. By the numbers, their debt is lower and their savings are higher coming out of the pandemic. But they're more anxious about what's going to happen next, if they have job stability, if they're going to be able to have secure retirement. With well over half of Americans living paycheck to paycheck, many are failing to meet some of their modest financial goals. There are actually millions of people struggling. It's not something that people want to talk about, but if you're in a place where your financial security feels super precarious, you're not alone. And it's not your fault. So how did it become so difficult to be financially secure in America? And what can you do about it? Let's do some budgeting. Americans working full-time earned a median monthly income of about $4,400 during the second quarter of 2023. The average worker takes home 75.2% of gross wages after taxes and benefits, shrinking the take-home pay to about $3,308. And that just isn't enough to cover the cost of living in America today. The cost of healthcare, that has skyrocketed. The cost of attending college has skyrocketed. The cost of purchasing a home has skyrocketed. But nowhere has anyone said wage growth is up 15%, right? Take a look at some of the most essential expenses for Americans. The median monthly rent in the U.S. is $2,029 as of June 2023. That amount already accounts for over 46% of the Americans' median pre-tax income. But most U.S. agencies classify spending more than 30% of one's gross monthly income on rent as being rent burdened. 
Meanwhile, the median mortgage payment for a 2,400 square foot house was $1,957 per month. However, a common rule of thumb advises spending 28% or less of your pre-tax income on mortgage payments. For the median gross monthly earnings, that translates to just $1,232. As we talk to households and talk to consumers out in the real world, especially those say under 40, housing is the big issue. You know, rent, 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 <laughs> mortgage, mortgage, mortgage. It, it is the biggest concern that people aren't going to be able to make the next payment. Inflation is really hurting individuals having stability in their housing. And I think sometimes people, we underestimate that if you have uncertainty in your housing, it causes uncertainty everywhere. Housing is also the reason why cities have become more difficult to afford. Americans said it would require more than $1 million in net worth to be financially comfortable in places like San Francisco, New York, and Southern California. This is why we've seen some migration or mobility around the country where some people say, I'm living in a high cost state like California or New York. We really want to sort of pack up and go to an area that's less like expensive. Us. And one of the ironies of that is those places that were cheaper before are now becoming more expensive. Well, it's happening here too. On average, $690.75 on food every month, according to the latest data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. That amount is significantly higher than any of USDA's estimated grocery bills, including more generous and liberal food plans. Add the out-of-pocket health expenditures that cost the average Americans $96.42 every month, and you get a total expense of $2,816.17 for renters and $2,744.17 for homeowners. That amount already accounts for 85% of the median take-home pay for average American renters, and over 82% for an average homeowner. This is excluding other essential expenses like transportation, childcare, and debt payments. Many Americans are really struggling with just the increase of costs of living and food and housing. Utility bills have gone up. Car insurance has gone up. Homeowners insurance has gone up. And how can they pay for them but also meet other goals that they have to? Budgeting experts advise Americans to spend just 50% of their net income on essentials, 30% on wants, and 20% on savings or paying off debt. We see that allocation shifting significantly where people are spending 75% of their take home just on needs, which leaves very little for wants and very little for saving for your financial future. So depending upon where you live and of course your income, many Americans really cannot meet that target allocation. So much of managing your financial life in America today is like drinking from a fire hose. I think many households are not able to show up and impose a framework of their own design onto their finances. Many are still in this reactionary space where they're just trying to figure out how to make ends meet. The Federal Reserve has implemented 11 interest rate hikes to combat inflation since March 2022. But more than a third of Americans said rising interest rates kept them from financial comfort. Higher interest rates really can stand in the way of affordability for many financial activities or decisions that people want to engage in. And home purchases is sort of at the top of that list. Look at the person who was going to buy a house that was, let's say, $375,000 two years ago. Their monthly payment would have been less than $2,000. Now it's about $3,400. And it's the same house, right? The only thing that has changed is the interest rate. Purchasing. So you, you get what's going on here. Absolutely. I've, so, I've, I've said that all along. So basically, you know, 
Americans are are spending 75% of their income on basic necessities. Basic needs, absolutely. And that's not even including the transportation to even get to the work that's paying for 75% of your necessities. So, so how do they do it? How does a how does a home in Corona, New York, mm-hmm. smashed, smashed between two other homes on either side, mm-hmm. no driveway, maybe a slab of cement where you can make maybe take three steps forwards, three steps back, and side to side. Mm-hmm. That's your fucking backyard. <laughs> yeah. You maybe could put a, maybe you could put a, a round table with three chairs on it. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, see the next guy come out in his fucking underwears with his balls hanging out. <laughs> you know, to get the, well, you don't get the morning paper anymore. What you do get is maybe your morning uh, breakfast delivered by DoorDash comes out. You see this guy in his fucking underwear right from your backyard. And on the other side, you know, you see a guy come in or half dead. He hardly had any sleep on his way to work. Mm-hmm. And that house is going for about $900,000. Yep. Smashed between two other houses. Yep. And if you go outside and look at the whole block, it's a one big tenement of houses smashed in between each other. In between each other. Yep. And what is the selling point? Like, people will be like, how can people who live in rural areas, like, that guy in Utah or us here in Western Mass mm-hmm. or somebody in Texas. You know what's the selling point for those homes that are smashed? One, no space. I'm saying smashed. That means commute, easy commute. No, check this out. I'm saying when I say smashed, I'm saying this is home. This is your home. Bricks. Mm-hmm. Are almost touching each other. Right. The selling point is from the realtor, you save on heating costs because you're sheltered with all these homes next one one to another. You're you know, you're lucky you're not on the corner. Because <laughs> the wind hits on the western side. Well, this is what you mean. Homes like this, right? Yeah. If they look like that, you know, I might be. I mean, uh, like like this. Uh, let's look at this one here. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, that looks just, like just like just like you said. You know, just yeah. Hardly any that looks gap like in between my my old home on 102nd Street. That's the way our home was. Smashed. No driveway. Right? 
that, and in that condition. And as you're seeing, as you're seeing here. Let's say that's New York. That's a million dollars. Yeah, because there's somebody living, you know, down here, you know, in this uh, area. There's somebody living in the basement. There's somebody living in the. That's a million dollar home. It always reminds me. I will never forget this until the day I die. I went on a trip to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I took a tour. Right before I got stone cold blasted off hurricanes. Because mm. after that, I don't remember anything else. <laughs> Despite the taxi cabs, uh, the cabbie's warning. Be careful with the hurricanes. We go by Anne Rice's house. Mm-hmm. Famous author of, uh, I believe she made Interview with a Vampire, is Anne Rice? Uh, I'm not sure. Let me see. But continue. So there we see this sprawling mansion in New Orleans. Yes, Interview with a Vampire. And we're like, wow, look at that home. beautiful home beautiful mansion and they're like and rice is selling this home guess how much she's selling this home for everybody's waiting waiting and waiting she's selling this home for a whopping four hundred thousand dollars and everybody on the bus said whoa <laughs> And I was the only one like four hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> that's not that. that's cheap. <laughs> and people looked at me like, <laughs> and everybody else not coming right. Mm. Everybody that said, "Whoa," maybe came from a small town somewhere mm. where their home at that time, which was, I would say, the late. 98, maybe 99. Okay. Maybe the homes were for 80 grand at that mm. time. So 400,000 is a lot. Oh, well, and I was like, what? And everybody laughed. I was like, you can't buy a closet in New York for that. Right. <laughs> and yeah. So I don't so, know where this is headed because. People buy these homes in New York. Well, well, they buy these homes, and they're not executives. They're little Smurfs that come from little squatted. You know, you ever seen like a squatted man? Like they're like thin but wide, and they got like <laughs> their legs are bowed or something. Okay, from working so hard. These are the guys with a food truck on 103rd Street. And, and Roosevelt Avenue selling fucking tacos. And they buy a $3 million home. Mm. And then you wonder, why is there 165 people living in that home? Right. You know, because nobody can afford it. I mean. You know what I've heard? And God is my witness that this is true. There are homes in New York City that there are spots on the floor in these homes 
that actually have mold growing on those spots. Mm -hmm. You know why? Why? Because that particular spot has never gone cold. Ever. For the past five to six years. Now you ask me, Ernesto, what do you mean by that? That means that there are people in New York who pay $700 a month mm -hmm. for an eight-hour sleeping mm -hmm. spot. Right. So they pay the slumlord who has that house mm -hmm. that at one point was maybe a two-family. Now it's a, it's a hotel. Right. That rents spots by the hour. So that particular spot never grows cold because while this guy is getting up in the morning mm -hmm. to go to work, another one is coming in to lay down. Wow. Then when this guy comes back to work, out of work, he goes to lay down. Now this guy gets up and he's going to work seven days a week. Wow. Seven days a week. And they're homes that have mold in that particular spot. Wow. Because of all There the are body people heat. that even bust out. If, if, if you have a garage, mm -hmm. if you have a garage, there are people sleeping in that garage. There are people sleeping in the basement. Right. There are people sleeping in sheds. And, and they're they can. paying, and they're paying for it gladly, because as you very well saw, a one-bedroom apartment in New York is how much? Um, it was uh two. Uh, let me see. Uh, well, we've gone long in this segment. In, in Queens or, uh, uh, well, in, in New York City, right? So, right. let's see. A one-bedroom in, in New York City is about, let's see, where was it? Uh, let's see. Uh, it's about 3495 for a studio. So, imagine if you're paying $700 a month for a wet spot. You're making, you're good. <laughs> right. For a wet spot. You fucking put on a hazmat suit. So this is. And sleep in somebody else's filth. This is us now, right? This is the current situation of the of the country. Like, right now, this is the temperature. If you're looking at, like, a barometer of sorts or, or a thermometer or some kind of meter that, that shows what the temperature of, like, our financial status in America, that's where we are right now, right? Well, uh, the Fed has plans to raise the rates, you know, the federal interest rates, right? Right. Now, there's something that's going on that um, I wanted to bring, uh, you know, highlight in this cast, which is there is a hurricane coming for the real estate market. Something that is beyond 2008. This is going to be something 
astronomical. Biblical, biblical. Biblical, right. Um, and this is uh, from uh, a billionaire real estate investor. So check out this clip here real quick. One of the world's most successful and respected real estate investors is sounding alarm bells of the hurricane brewing in the real estate market. Barry Sternlicht is a billionaire and the co-founder, chairman, and CEO of Starwood Capital Group, an investment fund with over $120 billion in assets under management. Starwood is one of the largest real estate firms in the world, and Sternlicht's position as CEO gives him an inside look into what's happening in the real estate market. Which is why it got my attention when in a recent interview he talked about a quote, Category 5 hurricane that's months away from hitting the real estate market. Here's what he had to say. But first, make sure to hit that subscribe button because it's my goal to make you a better investor by studying the world's greatest investors. Let's talk about your uh, other business, which is the non-lodging business. So you are one of the best known and one of the best real estate investors in our country. Um, right now, many people think the real estate market is going to be in trouble because high interest rates are making it more and more difficult for people to service their loans, and we're going to have a lot of defaults soon. What do you think about that observation? Anything with a fixed income stream is worth less when rates rise. And the underlying fundamentals in most of the asset classes in real estate are okay right now in the United States. The apartment market, the industrial logistics market, the hotel markets, those are all in good shape. But there's no question that the Fed has reacted dramatically to try to slow the economy down quite late, obviously. And, um, and that has impacted real estate values. Yields on properties are moving up to reflect this higher interest rate. And, and the supply of credit to the industry is curtailed dramatically. So um, it, it's, I like to say it's a hurricane over real estate right now. We're in the category five hurricane and it's sort of a black cloud hovering over the entire industry until we get some relief or some understanding of what the Fed's gonna do over the longer term. So to truly understand what's going on in the real estate market, you first need to understand the relationship between real estate values and interest rates. Real estate is an asset that has what is referred to as a fixed income stream. A fixed income stream is a relatively predictable amount of cash year in and year out. If you are the owner of an office building and your tenant has a 10-year lease, you know what you should be getting paid in rent over the next 10 years. These locked-in cash flows are the fixed income stream real estate produces. Here's what Sternlicht meant when he said any asset with a fixed income stream decreases in value as interest rates rise. Imagine you're the owner of a small apartment building in your town or city. You have an apartment that generates $100,000 in cash per year for you. Think of this number as the annual income stream this asset or the apartment generates for you as the owner. This would be the rent the apartment building produces minus any expenses. Now, pay attention here very carefully because this could be even affecting family members that have homes and places that could be quite valuable the interest rates are going to be uh, affecting it now check how this how this works now let me ask you a question Uh uh-huh you're talking about federal interest rates right right let's say you have a home Uh and you have a fixed interest rate on that more on your mortgage Uh for the next 30 years you're locked in at let's say at two point five percent. Does that homeowner gets affected? Yes. How? Well, they're gonna show you. Okay. All right. So check this out. 
associated with the property. Some examples of expenses may include maintenance, property taxes, management fees, leasing costs, you get the idea. So in this example, the annual cash the apartment building generates increases by 5% each year as rents rise. At the end of the five years, you will then sell the apartment building and pocket the money from the sale. In commercial real estate, the value of a property is determined by what is called a cap rate. The cap rate simply represents the yield of a property over a one-year time horizon, assuming the property is purchased on cash and not a loan. The formula to calculate what the building can be sold for at the end of five years is simple. Take the cash the property generates, or net operating income as the pros call it, and then divide that number by the cap rate. The number you get from the simple math is the value of the property. In this example, let's use a 5% cap rate. So now with all of that information, how do we determine what the apartment building is worth today? We take the cash the apartment building is going to generate over the five years and discount it back to today using an interest rate. This is what is referred to as the time value of money. Using a- So you, you're understanding this? So, so on the top here, in the top part of this chart here, this is what you're earning from rent over the course of the year. Right. And year after year after increasing the rent, um, by the end of five years, uh, in the first year, you're earning one hundred thousand dollars in rental income. By year five, you're earning one hundred and twenty one thousand dollars in rental income. Right. So. The, the, right. Um, so on the lease, it stipulates an amount of rent hikes over a five year period. Yeah. Usually it's uh usually it's like uh 10% uh well no no i think it's like uh i think it's like about 2 3% 2 3 yeah yeah 2 3% something like that mm-hmm. um uh like every uh lease renewal sometimes you can do it uh you know one year lease or six months Over or whatever here, i think they're saying it's 5% that's the exit cap rate right yeah that's the cap rate so 5% they're increasing the rate 5% year after year right so based on uh, the 5% cap rate. Um, so what you do is you add up 100, 105, 110, and 115, and 121. You add all that up, divided by the cap rate. No, no. The, the, all this is the, so what this, the year five, is basically what this, this typical uh, real estate investor Right. So what they will do is they get into they don't get into any property unless they have an exit strategy. Right. And the, what they do is they buy it for what they call cash on cash, uh, which is like, you know, uh, how much or cash on cash return is basically how much money am I going to get out of this in cash by putting cash into it? You know, how much am I going to yeah, get? But out the of- formula she was saying was is the cap rate. So you, you add what? amount of money you make on a five-year period on that property and then you divide it no so the, the, the what she's saying here is what you're doing is at the end of the five years right what you'll be earning after a five percent increase year after year will be one hundred and twenty-one thousand dollars after five years that will be your yearly income after mm-hmm. five years right you take this cap rate of five percent and I believe you uh, you divide that by the the um, what you're earning in income, and that's where you get your your full um, your 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 value of the house, the value of the building. Play that again. Look, watch one more time. I'll go back here for a second. Here, look. Uh, so now with all of that and for operating income as the- right. So take the net operating income. 
divide that by the cap rate and you get your value of the property. You get you understanding? Okay, so the cap rate is what? Five percent. Five percent. That's how the cap the cap rate is the rate that your um rents are your income is increasing year after year. Right? So you you said that you So a hundred and twenty one thousand divided by five percent is what is what your value of the property will be. How can that be? What do you mean? Hundred and twenty one Hundred and twenty one thousand divided uh, by we're in the arithmetic area, so this is <laughs> Ernesto's week. <laughs> hundred and twenty one thousand divided by five percent is how much? It is about two million something. Divided by Yeah. How can that be? Cause you're you're taking percentages that when you divide in, into a percent, it's it's like Google it. <laughs> okay, you want all right, here we go. You want to see it? Here we go. I'll show you. Look. Uh the 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 rate of the va- the value of the property was no, what? No, 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 no. Look 121. Video. No, no, no. I'm not going I'm going to do it right here. Look. So look. Look. 121. Oh, hold on. 121,000, right? Divide that by 0.05 uh, no, 0. 0.005, that's uh, 5% because you move the decimal place. Let's see, 1, 2, no, I was right before. 5.05, move the decimal place two places to the left to make it 5%, right? Equals, let's see, 242 million, uh, 2,420,000. No, two million four hundred twenty thousand. You see, because this is—I know arithmetic is in your strong suit. I don't get it <laughs> because that's how division is. When you're dividing percentiles, it's like it's, it's like uh, multiplying in a sense because you're dividing a percentage. You're dividing in percent uh, in, in decimal places. So when you so two hundred and Two, two million four hundred and twenty thousand. Five percent of that is one hundred twenty-one thousand. Thousand, yeah. Okay, you understand? Right. Okay. So, that being said, so here, here we go. So now, now the, the arithmetic part is going to be a little. Uh, it's good because you know there's people out there that you know struggle. With arithmetic. I'm one of them. So it, it, it helps. So How do we determine what the apartment building is worth today? We take the cash the apartment building is going to generate over the five years and discount it back to today using an interest rate. This is what is referred to as the time value of money. Using a 6% interest rate, we can see the current value of our apartment building is approximately $2.28 million. But let's... Right, so this value here that you're seeing here is without the interest rate. This is just the cap rate value. This is the value with the cap rate, you know, because mm. an investor is, in, is only going to buy the building if he's going to make an income on it. So this is right. what, this is where they bought with the interest. It obviously brings the income down, right, because you have to pay interest. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Let's see what happens as interest rates rise. Instead of using a discount rate of 6%, we can bump that up to 7%. 
we see that the value of the apartment building fell to $2.18 million, a decline of roughly $100,000. But that's not it. Because interest rates rose, the cap rate that this property will be sold for also needs to increase as investors are now demanding a higher return on their money. Let's take the cap rate on the property when it is sold in 5 years from 5% to 6%. Increasing the cap rate decreases the amount of money the property can be sold for in 5 years. This takes the current value of the property down from $2.18 million all the way to $1.89 million. You can start to see now why interest rates matter so much when it comes to real estate. Let's get even more aggressive and raise the discount rate and cap rate more. Let's take the discount rate up to 9% and the exit cap rate up to 8%. We can see this causes the value of our apartment building to plunge to 1.41 million. So notice how nothing about the cash, the apartment. So you're seeing the, the overall worth of the apartment building goes down when the interest rate goes up. Right. So when you're asking, even if you have a fixed mortgage and you're paying the mortgage, it still devalues your property. Yeah, but this is what I'm what I'm getting at. Let's say you have a one family home, mm-hmm. and you're on a fixed in, you're on a fixed mortgage rate. Let's say of two percent, mm-hmm. and your mortgage is just to make it simple, a thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. That thousand dollars a month never changes. No, that doesn't change what the worth of your house is. What the worth of your house is. Right. So this is what I say. I give you a page out of Cyrilloisms. (laughs) Okay. He doesn't give a fuck if his house is worth a dollar, if his house is worth $300 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as long as he can pay that $1,000 nut. Right. Because that $1,000 nut is his mortgage. Because mm-hmm. he's in it for the long term, right? Right. He, he's he's a, he's a, uh, he's a lifer there. Right. He says, when, when, I'm, when I meet my mortal coil, take my bones and... Bury it in the backyard well, and dump some concrete on it. That's that's all good and that's all good and well because for him, you know, he's able to uh, sustain his his living quarters and that's fine. But for investors, that's not okay because now you're losing money, right? Right. That's if you in the investment arena, which most people that are in the home buying. Uh, realm are in, in that the, makes in, sense in that arena. So that makes sense. What what's going on is this hurricane that the that this billionaire investor is warning us about is that as interest rates are going up, investors are getting less and less money, right? Uh-huh. So therefore, they're going to have to do things to kind of to compensate to compensate. And what's going on is they're like they're gonna basically where are they gonna get this money from? How are they gonna compensate? A lot of these people they don't there's not a, a a solution for this yet, right? So as interest rates are going up, companies and investors and all this stuff is gonna their value is gonna go is gonna plummet 
and you're going to see something like a, a Bear Stearns or, you know, like what happened in mm-hmm. 2008, but unilateral across most banks because most banks are invested in real estate and most companies are invested in real estate. And the biggest uh, crash coming, uh, looming on the horizon, is the brick-and-mortar commercial real estate. Right. So all this to say that what's going to happen in the future is uh, a massive... A massive crash in the in the market because people are going to try to get out, but no one's going to be buying, and there's going to be a lot of things going on. You couple that with the forbearance, you couple that with people with there's there's people out there that have still a a uh, a, a, a what do you call it a flexible rate more uh uh mortgage where the balloon you know, mortgages where as the as well not only balloon cuz the balloon is one but a flexible rate mortgage where, where if the rates adjust, go down right. adjustable rate mortgage adjustable rate. right you know uh that's a arm right uh, adjustable rate mortgage um once the rates go up you know then you start your uh Going to have to pay more. Now the other thing is, like for example, this home, right? Uh, that we're that we're in right now. As the interest rates goes up, the monthly payments for to sustain the same house goes up. Like for you mean utility wise and I mean mortgage wise, right? Your mortgage, let's say in the scenario that we put was $1,000, as the interest rate goes up, same price, same everything, but you're still going to have to pay more in mortgage. How? Because the interest rates went up. But I don't have a fixed interest. Well, I'm saying if you're buying if you're buying a house right now. Oh, absolutely. The, 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 the monthly payments to own a home has to increased buy a new home. to buy your right to to buy a new ah, home absolutely will is increasing uh, right for example you bought a home you paid x amount of dollars interest you lock you were locked in an interest rate of two percent and when it's all said and done you're paying a thousand dollars a month right right that same home if you sell it today mm-hmm it's not going to be a thousand dollars a month because now you're paying seven point five to eight percent interest. Now that one thousand dollars a month converts into twenty one hundred dollars a month. Right, right. Exactly. That makes sense. Which means that, like for you or yourself, for example, right, you're not going to sell your home because it's going to make your cost of living go up. Right, right. So therefore. The the uh, people homeowners, they're not going to be selling because right because it doesn't make any sense any any sense you you sell your home to pay even more is no one's going to want that right so what that ends up hap- what ends up happening is that there's less uh supply of homes to buy supply and demand supply and demand which means it's they're gonna artificially inflate the cost of the home right because more people want the home 
So you're going to have a same situation of people fighting for it, right? But at the same token, if you had a forbearance or whatever, and it's coming due and you're like, oh, my God, what am I? I'm going to try to sell my home, right? But now try putting that into another home and you're, you're not going, even if you were to buy a cheaper home or on a condo, you you're might end up, end up paying the same thing you were as you were. Or more. Or more. Yeah, that's that's that I've understood. Absolutely. So what's happening is it happened in in 2008. Well, in, in 2008, what was happening, what caused that uh, debacle was the fact that they were lending to people that couldn't afford. Right. Right. Uh, but what's happening in, in, in this situation is that they were the the rates were so low that everybody was willing to buy, right? So everybody was trying to jump at the chance for for low rates, which which what what it ended up doing was um, it put a lot of money into circulation and it it, it messed with the economy. Mm-hmm. So the Federal Reserve is like, oh, we got to slow the rate of of growth down to keep the economy in balance. So they're raising the rates because that's the only mechanism they have to really to slow anything down, really, is to raise the rates. But once they do that, it just it, like uh, that rubber band. Remember the the mm-hmm. for those of you who have never seen it before, it's like a, a visual. There's a guy. He shows that, you know, the, as you start printing more money, he puts a rubber band around a, a band of money. And as more money goes in that band, the wage gap starts to get further and further apart. Right. So with just a rising interest rates alone, it's it's breaking the wage gap even further, right? So now what they're what they're planning on doing is new you know how like there's home builders that, you know, build communities and towns and stuff like mm-hmm. that and you have houses that look a lot the the same and whatever they're cookie cutter houses and usually a pe- uh home builders they buy like a acre or something and they build like a little property or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, what they're doing now is they're ending buying homes for sale. Because you can't you can't afford the mortgage anyway, so they're not going to make Homes for sale. They're going to make homes for rent. For rent. Right. The homes that are being built in the future will never be up for sale. They'll always be under BlackRock or whoever company that owns them. You'll never be an owner of that house ever. Right. And that's what all the new homes that are being built because... The property uh, builders, the the home builders, are looking at this, and they're saying like, "There's no way that they're going to be able to make new homes and make any profit." But if they sell it to a BlackRock or whatever, there's still a chance. So, it looking is looking like people like my daughter may not even have. The yeah. opportunity to own a home, to own a home, and all those people that had that forbearance that can't pay their mortgage, their homes are going to be bought up by the same people that are going to rent that home out, and you'll never 
that's what that's what the stated goal is. You will own nothing, and you'll be happy. They'll buy that home, and they will never sell it. They'll never sell it. Because you know, I'm from the school of of this of of you know the economy being cyclical. Mm-hmm. So like, I remember the times, like in the early '70s, you had high interest rates. You had high interest rates, but the homes were cheaper. Mm-hmm. People bought in. That's and, that's the other thing that people are hoping for. People are hoping for. That's what the the whole idea of like uh, the raising of the rates is to slow down the 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 inflation, right? Right. So what they want to do is as they raise the rates. Right, what property values go should down. go down, but it's going to do the opposite effect because people are not going to be selling their homes, and therefore the ones that are oh, wanting to buy okay. their homes. So now it's sinking in. So what I was thinking was, I remember a time in the in the late seventies, right? Interest was high. As a matter of fact, let's do a little experiment. Um, see if you could find what was the um, interest rate for a home in the year 1979. Okay. Uh, let's see. Please sit tight and hold on to your pence and quid. Pablo Morado is trolling the internet. Okay, so in 1979, the 30-year fixed rate average was 11.2%. You see how high that is? Yeah. Then, in 1988, what was the interest rate? Uh, 1988, uh, hold on. So 11% interest, right? Mm -hmm. The homes in New York, you could buy a home at that time for like $30,000. Uh, 1988, uh, 10.38%. It dropped. It dropped. So from 1979... To 1980, it went up to 13%. So it went from, uh, let me put this here so you can see it here. Wow, the interest was high in New York. That's when New York was in the toilet at that time. So in 1979, it was 11.2%. It went up in 80 to the 13.74, 81. It went up to 16.64%, 82 uh, went down slightly to still 16.04 and then 13 and 83, 13, 85 is 12, 86, 10. It started creeping down 92, 8.27, uh, 99, 7.46, 2000, 80, uh, 8.08, 08 crash, 6.23, right? That was in the 08 crash, right? And then it went Further down and further down and further down to 2020, 
to 3.38%. So the reason I say that. And now it, it went from 338 to 2022 of 5.53 and going back up again. So the reason I say that. In 1979, mm-hmm. a $30,000 home, right, was 11%, mm-hmm. right? You go down all the way to 1998, which is almost at 6%. Now that same $30,000 home is now worth... Six hundred thousand. Actually, no. It went in nineteen ninety eight. That very same home was at like two hundred and forty to about three hundred thousand. So here's uh, uh what I uh, looked up here. I put up the average home price in nineteen seventy nine. Uh, let me put this on screen. Uh, uh, if you can see this, hold on. It's bigger. It says in 1979, the average home price in in the Washington area was 98,000 uh, for a conventionally financed new house and 94,000 for an old house. So the median home price here we go. The median home price was sixty two thousand dollars in 1979. Okay, so can you check what the home were, were worth in in New York at that time? Uh. Uh, eighty thousand. Eighty thousand. Okay, I said thirty thousand, but so, I'm I'm thinking about the time. Those those prices, I believe, are nineteen fifty, nineteen sixty prices mm, with a thirty thousand. Okay, so where my uncle bought in seventy nine. I think that's how much he bought. I think it was seventy five. Mm. So that same house at seventy five thousand mm-hmm. in nineteen seventy nine. I think he sold it in nineteen eighty six for twice that much. Mm. So can you see what it was worth in nineteen let's say eighty six? So uh let's see, eighty six so you're looking at uh, $92,000 average home uh, price in uh, 1986. Well, we're talking about what the what the the city valued the home, mm-hmm. not market value. Uh, well, I'm guessing that's what. That's what the market value was because that's uh, going on comps, comparables. Can you can you see what the market value was? I mean, I think that's what it was. Uh, Eighty four. Th- uh, I don't think that's accurate. Uh, all right. Well, this is. Uh, I think what you're what why it's not as accurate is because this is not just uh, New York. This is averaging of. Uh, I see something. Uh, but uh, it, it, you mentioned in the 90s, so 92, the average home price was 121000 98 is 152000 Now, if you go all the way up 
to 2022, the average cost, what do you think the average cost of a home is in 2022 compared to 1992? 1992 was, uh, uh, let's see, uh, 121000 Ask me the question again. What do you think the price of the uh, average house cost in 2022 across america uh-huh 400,000 yep uh it says here 454,000 okay across america but that's in that's in 2022 and in 1992 it was 124,000 okay so, all that to say that when the interest rates were higher, homes were cheap. Were cheaper, but that's not going to happen this time around. Homes are home prices aren't going down. Why? Because first of all, you have too many people invested in keeping the price up. Right. Okay. So here. I found something quite interesting. Now, for folks that are joining us, I hope this is uh, educating uh, you guys because I'm sure getting a hell of an education of what's to come. So what I'm seeing here is That in that that in um in New York mm-hmm. the average home was um the not the the how do you when it's not the market value what do you call the one that that's rated by the city what do you call that well the 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 city's value um that's that's the uh, what do you call that. Um, the property value. Yeah, that's the. Hold on, the uh, the property value for the city is yeah, it's a, it's the city's uh, uh, estimation of property value. Uh, right, the estimate value. Right, right. In in what I'm seeing here in New York was seventy five thousand. Mm-hmm. What? But that's not the. Like the taxes, right? Because you know, like that's what I'm. I'm thinking, if I if I'm thinking of what you're thinking of, you're thinking of like how they calculate your taxes, right? Your property taxes, right? I they're not using that number. They're using the sales. Well, what I'm seeing here is the property tax of the property estimated value. Uh huh. By the city of New York, at 1979, the average was 75000 mm-hmm. for a one-family home. It says they're I mean, a two-family value by the city of New York. Well, what they say here, let me see if I find it again. Where did I see that? What was the market value? Uh, and then what was a... I just saw this shit. But at any rate, it said 
It was seventy-five thousand, but market value was ninety thousand. Okay. So there was like a twenty-eight, twenty-something thousand difference between market value and what the city of New York okay. values it at. For example, my mom's home is valued right now, I think, at eight hundred and fifty thousand, but the market value is like one point five. Mm, okay. So this is what I was getting at. That my uncle bought, I believe it was like for seventy five in nineteen seventy nine, I think he got a deal and he bought this home, I think for like seventy five thousand. Mm-hmm. And in nineteen eighty six he sold it for about twice as much. I think they gave him a hundred and fifty. Mm-hmm. And he ended up pocketing that whatever money was extra and moving to the Dominican Republic mm, with that money. Okay. Unbeknownst to him, that money was going to run out pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. Mm. And he had a return. But, you know, when you when you don't calculate these variables that, you know, that report was showing, mm-hmm. you know, it's easy to say, oh, I could sell and move to DR and blah, blah, blah. You know, but, you know, when when America's uh, interest rate goes up, the whole world goes up. Mm. So. And uh, the word that you were looking for is the the assessed value, the uh assessment. Assessed value. Right. Exactly. So 75,000 market value was 90,000. And then in 1986, it, it was like. I think you said it was like in 90, 98,000, mm-hmm. but I believe my uncle sold for about a buck, a buck 30 to a buck 50. Mm. So he made about 75 grand. Right. And those are, those are the averages, you know, that it's not, you know, there's people that are, but anyway, the whole, the whole gist of it is that back then the cyclical, uh, ebb and flows of interest rate to, to um, home value, mm-hmm. when the interest was high, properties were low. When the interest was low, properties high. So it would. This was going on right for decades in America. Right. But now, what's going on is this. Right. And it's staying there. It's staying there. And it's not moving. Not moving. And it's only gonna go higher. Until so people like BlackRock and those big, um, uh, how, what's the name of this planet eater? Um, wow, how could I forget the name of the creator of the Silver Surfer? Galactus. Galactus. <laughs> so those Galactus kind of companies mm-hmm. that. Like BlackRock is a galactic uh, vanguard. Yeah, those are Galactus on this planet. Mm -hmm. Just swooping in, right? So here we go. As of the last podcast, Mm -hmm. the financial the the what it was the 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 something ninja. Yeah, financial ninja. The financial ninja said the economic ninja. Economic ninja said. That homes in Florida and in homes where 
there these natural disasters mm-hmm. insurances are leaving like roaches mm-hmm. that have been sprayed with raid mm-hmm. out of that state out of those states mm-hmm. so now if you were used to paying let's say $1500 a year for insurance be prepared to pay like 4 grand to even 6 to 7 grand right and, and initially what's going to happen is people are not going to be able to afford the insurance thus they're going to forfeit on their home right and here comes galactus grabs his home for the sole purpose not to buy and sell but just to buy sit on it and just rent right forever forever and this is going to be happening so that asshole that ninja turtle guy <laughs> klaus schwab uh-huh. right he was absolutely right his plan is coming to fruition to fruition right and uh just so for those that are uh label us misinformation and all that other stuff here's cnn business okay it says right here america's in the middle of a housing crisis there are only 108 million existing homes on the market and the affordability of a single family home is at its lowest level in several decades one bid to close the estimated 3.8 million unit deficit in housing is by building new single-family homes, but are not for sale. They're for rent. So, the Ninja Turtle, his plan is now unpacking itself. And before you know it, we're going to be like locked a, in the like a like a sweet knife. So we could fast forward like that, like that movie you like where everybody's wearing Crocs. <laughs> Idiocracy. Right. So you could fast forward 2050. It's a common theme. That nobody owns anything anymore. Right. And check this out. It says, this is a relatively new and growing segment of the housing market. It's called Build for Rent, or BFR. Often constructed in suburban areas with low crime and near good schools. BFR homes attract those who want the lifestyle of a house, but the affordability of or convenience of renting with the average rent of a BFR home at $2,039 a month. Now, is that more than what you're paying in, in, in mortgage or less? No, it's more, a lot more. And there's the problem. A lot more. There's in lies the problem. And... Believe you me, I've been on both sides of the spectrum. This home that I live in now is not mine. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. 
It's still the banks until you pay it off. Right. And even once I pay it off, it's not mine. It never is. Never is. But Because is- if you don't pay your taxes, who comes in and... Regardless, because... Not realist- only taxes, but if for some reason mm-hmm. eminent domain decides we want that property... Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do about it. Right. Eminent domain takes it. Right, but like, you know. And they'll give you some crumbs. Mm-hmm. You know, here's some trinkets and baubles. Right. <laughs> Here. Right. And let's Take say, it or leave it. And let's say, you know, you're a hoarder and to hell with your hygiene. They could just take your home. Unsuitable, not fit for human habitation. Even though it's, you paid your home. and I mean, it's your f- free God-given right to be a pig. Yeah. <laughs> but if they, so it's not like in DR. You own a home, you own a home. Right. No, not, not like yeah, that. You, but the idea germinates in your mind that, wow, this is my home. Nobody could tell me right. whatever it is I can but, you know, from time to time, you feel the sting that this is not your home. Because you say, you know what? I'm going to blow the roof off this house, and I'm going to make a whole apartment up there. The hell with it. I got the money. It comes the housing authority. No, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> right. We say that there's a cap. But this is my land. No. No. There's that sting. Or you say, I'm going to make, I want to put an obelisk in my yard, (laughs) and I'm going to harvest the energy, the positive energy of the universe. You got to, sir? What the fuck is that you're doing back there? We noticed that you're not pulling energy from this house. (laughs) What are you doing? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I got this. This is pulling. This uh, supplies all the energy for my home. It's in this in this cup. Pass it over here. Pass it over here. <laughs> but 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 nothing. But pass nothing. it. <laughs> pass it here. I'm gonna give you the whole load here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give you the whole load today. <laughs> So, yeah, but we digress. We digress. It's time to move on. Wow. We're already almost four hours into the cast. Can you believe that? Wow. I hope people are having fun uh, seeing me struggle with math. And and I hope we... we, Finding out that when you divide and interest, the shit is like in the millions. Hopefully, Hopefully people... Right. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, hopefully this has been... Informative. Um, so it's time for the next segment.
Why mushrooms are the first thing I eat every morning. Aside from being a great source of micronutrients like vitamin D, the mushrooms that I eat are incredible for brain health. Every morning I eat reishi, turkey. It's already been proven that lion's mane protects your brain from cognitive decline. For example, one cause of Alzheimer's is a buildup of brain plaque called amyloid beta. Lion's mane mushrooms remove amyloid beta from the brain. Turkey tail benefits gut health and improves your immune system. fatigue and might even fight cancer mushrooms are more powerful than we have any idea about try starting your day with mushrooms and see how much better you feel if you eat this you might get accused of taking the limitless pill this is the lion's mane mushroom and it clears brain fog like nothing else it's even been studied for its ability to grow new brain cells through boosting something called nerve growth factor you have to eat lion's mane every day to get its benefits so i take it in a gummy in the Paramin, 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 Paramin. Buy Paramin Supplements today at ParaminSup.com. Don't be a Bololongo. Wow, this is my voice. So a, big, a, a quick plug for Paramin Supplements. Um, please go to our website, the Paramin, uh, ParaminSup.com. That's right. Or the ParamidShop.com. We're in the process of uh, updating. We're going to be getting updated bottles, updated labels, updated everything. Uh, so uh, stay tuned for that, folks. And, uh, and pretty soon... Um, since we went on a rant, we already are now we're four. Uh-huh. We're going to give you a twofer, so that way, no more plugs for the end of the for the rest of the cast. Give them our plug for uh, our new sports line, and we promise you no more plugs, and we'll finish out the show. I think it's it, uh, and I'm like, what the? Is this it? And I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Just what I needed now. A wino and a rhino. <laughs> How much did you weigh before you lost the 40 pounds? I don't remember. See, I'm one of those unlucky people. The least little thing I eat and I just blow up. I think it's glands. Well, you better stop messing with them glands. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that one. <laughs> no. Didn't I send it to you? Uh, let me double check here. <laughs> That's some funny shit, man. People are so creative. <laughs> check it out. The pyramid.com. Uh let me quickly check here. Uh oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I think you did send it to me here. So here, let me uh uh, quickly bring it up. Uh, just give me one. So yeah, you. We have on the paramedshop.com. We got supplements. We're forgetting to plug the one of the my favorites on the cat on the on the pyramid uh, website, and that is the fungi coffee. Mm. Um, even my sister is gonna buy some fungi coffee. God damn, Jimmy, this some serious gourmet shit. It's delicious. Um, it's mushroom infused. It's good for you. 
So not only do you get the caffeine blast, but you get the added benefit of the mushrooms that are infused with this coffee. So we all, we have supplements. We got coffee. And, of course, we got swag. I'm wearing one of our swag. That's right. You got on the... Uh, in uh, the alien tea, the what is it? Uh, the universe is infinite. If then that's our motto. That's right. If the universe, the is abduction infinite, tea. That's what that's what we call it. Yeah. The universe is infinite. Then and so, so are, are the, the possibilities. possibilities. I love the tea. How's the how's the fabric? How's the All the fit? Is nice. The fit is great. Um, I love it. And when it gets a little colder, I got my pull up my my uh. My hoodie, my pullover hoodie, mm. you know, with the alien hand. Um, I love it. It's comfortable. Um, dying to wear it. Mm. So we, the way to support the cast, swag, coffee, supplements. And in our supplements, we're going to have our new line, our, our Paramount Sports uh, coming soon. And uh, and uh, something else that uh, we definitely need to plug because it's a it's a, a huge event that happened. Uh, let me uh, put this up on screen for those that uh, didn't know that we have. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Uh, a new shirt, limited edition. The Arrested Development Team. Check it out, theparamidshop.com. That's yeah, right, Mr. Mugshot. Mr. Donald Trump. Mugshot. This you is what Donald Trump is going to look like around. in jail. You could miss it. Ripped. <laughs> With his jail muscles. And uh, people have been asking me, you know, uh, you know why why is he all ripped and stuff? And, there, and there's a... Uh, a hidden message behind that. And it's because Donald Trump says the more you indict him, the, the stronger, stronger he, he becomes. becomes. That's right. <laughs> he says, give me just, just give me one more indictment and I will be president. That's right. That will, that will solidify this yeah. presidency. And believe it or not, it's working. It's working. Did you hear what's going on with the, with the, the rapper and the, and the, the black community, Mm-mm. they're like, that's our guy. Why? Because they're like, oh, shit. He's one of us. He's going to jail just like one of us. This is how they treat, the way they're treating Donald Trump, that's how they treat us. That's exactly how they treat us. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. As a matter the of the gangsters, the thugs, as the a matter of fact, go to YouTube. <laughs> There's a lady who's ranting and raving that finally a politician is one of us. <laughs> so let's see. Uh Donald Trump uh uh uh, indictment, I guess. Let's see. Uh, uh, 
let's see. You said there was a woman that was uh Yeah. It would help if I knew her name. Not uh Marjorie Taylor Green, uh, is it? Uh no. Uh, I'm not I'm not seeing a, a a woman here. Um But yeah, I mean uh uh there's a uh, a lot of people that are supporting Donald Trump. Cuz they believe he's one of Yeah, he's one of them. I mean, he he's going through uh uh well here's 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 where I'm getting my uh this is one video but this is not uh this is just a, a one of the culmination of things that led me to this uh this uh opinion that I have here um I'm literally just looking this up right now so it's not like I I watched this one before but it says here um uh <laughs> there's a there's a a shirt uh being uh a, a t-shirt being um pushed out there called uh n-word for trump <laughs> you know what i'm talking about oh my god but uh so i don't know if this guy's gonna say it but here we go let's see um What's up, let's go back on another video. I'm Reckless, you feel me? We got a, a, a little, you know what I'm saying? A little different video. The Officer Tatum. Um, obviously, video. De definitely like reacting to Officer Tatum videos. Um, but this video in particular. Uh, Officer Tatum eye. is a um, trip. So I had to see what it was about. Make sure you have to like with that subscribe and listen to the video. I'm here to support President Trump. You want to know why I'm here to support President Trump? Because they done did black men like this for decades. Make up charges and put them so I know Trump is innocent. I support Trump against this corrupt, two-tiered justice system. That's why I'm here to show my support as a black man for Trump. And I'm wearing my shirt for Trump. Y'all just making him more famous. Have you heard of the Office of Tatum show? No, I haven't. Oh, man. <laughs> The this officer guy, Tatum. Uh, this guy's a trip. Huh. But, uh, yeah, so there's a whole lot of people out there that are in support um, for Trump simply because he was indicted. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, here. Uh, this guy seems to have the correct view of the political landscape. I'm here to support President Trump. You want to know why I'm here to support President Trump? Because they done did black men like this for decades. Make up charges and put them so I know Trump is innocent. I support Trump against this corrupt, two-tiered justice system. That's why I'm here to show my support as a black man for Trump. And I'm wearing my shirt, niggas for Trump, 2024. What do you think about the indictment? Oh, it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> it's going around the country. You know, Fannie Willis, she's a, uh, she went to school with my sister. She's full of shit. She was full of shit. Then. She's a puppet for the white liberal that is controlling everything. She's in front, but the white liberal back there pulling those strings telling her what to do. Do you think it's going to help his election? 
Of course it is. It's going to elevate him all the way. I think we should make Trump king. That's how I feel. We Wouldn't should make him king. Um, no, nah, that's no way near communist. Now, nah, we're just going to make him king, but we still got our freedoms and rights and everything. He fought that. Yeah, Trump for king 2024. Oh, my name is Niggas for Trump 2024. Derek Gibson, a former, my nigga. former candidate. I'm a former <laughs> candidate for New York State governor. Derek Gibson. This guy. <laughs> is that Officer Tatum? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, I was gonna say. I think it was just on his show. Uh, that oh, he put okay, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean that's that's going on. Um, uh, so check out our uh, Arrested Development Tea. You know, this is a historic moment, and we'll see. It, it, we're gonna be. Uh, a witness to see what's going to happen with this whole indictment. Will it uh, make him president or will it not? And if he gets imprisoned, will he still run for president from the jail? And is that That's possible? Be interesting. Is, is that it legal? Is it legal? Is it possible? I'm hearing that there's there's a possibility that if he wins, he can pardon himself. Yes. So. I mean, I don't know how that's how that's going to flesh out, but uh, there's a lot of interesting things going on with this. Um, but uh, that being said, we have to we have to kind of keep it moving. We have a, a, a few more things I want to get to really quickly. Um, and uh, uh, right now we have um, uh, to do a, a quick segment for a per uh one of our uh, sponsors, and it's been very helpful, and it's a great segment to the show. It's been a great addition. It's the news segment. And in this segment uh, is brought to you by our sponsor, Ground.News. You can yes. go to check.ground.news to get 15% off on uh, your subscription to ground.news. Um, and what's so great about ground.news is that basically it reads every story with AI and gives you the, the slant of every article so you know where everyone's coming from. You understand that you're being propagandized from one er from one uh, 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 source to another, where the the uh, the author is coming from, so that way you can kind of see through what you know what they're trying to hide and kind of get the full truth of what's being what's, what's actually being uh, done. So this is ground that news is the power, and on top of that, you guys will get access to all the news companies you know instead of having subscriptions to fox and nbc and times square new york times and all these other uh uh subscriptions you have one subscription to get access to all of it so here's our top stories for today uh, i'm gonna put this up on screen here so top stories today for august 30th 2023 you got CNN reportedly poised to pick Mark Thompson as the next CEO. Uh, this is a left-leaning um, uh, article, it looks like, according to Ground.News. Dan Patrick appoints new counsel to help him preside over Ken Paxton's impeachment trial. 
Uh, Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick on Monday named Lana Myers, a former state appeals court judge in North Texas, as his counsel for the upcoming impeachment trial of suspended Attorney General Ken Paxton. Uh, former uh, uh, Republican Rogers expected to run for Senate seat in Michigan after being courted by GOP leaders. Uh, U.S. presidential hopeful will respect Eminem's wishes and stop using his music. <laughs> Interesting. GOP presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy had agreed to stop using Eminem's music after the rapper sent a cease and desist letter to the entre- entrepreneur's campaign. Wow. wow. So Eminem is not for Ramaswamy. Interesting. Maine's puffin colonies recovering in the face of climate change. Wow. Um, I didn't know Maine had puffins. Did you know Maine had puffins? No. I didn't know there was a puffin colony in Maine. Wow, huh. that's kind of cool. I love puffins. Uh, Missouri woman living off of father's VA benefits arrested after 95-year-old dad found buried in the backyard. Wow. wow. Tennessee special session ends with confrontation, yelling. Uh, A special session of the Tennessee General Assembly ended Tuesday with shouting from the gallery and a confrontation between the Republican House Speaker and one of the Democratic lawmakers known as the Tennessee Three on the House floor. Prosecutors want to know how drunk Rudy Giuliani was when he was advising Trump on overturning the 2020 election. Jack Jack Smith has been asking witnesses whether Rudy Giuliani was regularly drunk uh, on and after Election Day 2020. Uh, If he was, Donald Trump and Donald Trump knew, then it can undermine one of the former president's main defenses in his federal election interference lawsuit. Wow, that's crazy. So they're claiming that Rudy Giuliani was drunk. That he was regularly drunk. How the mighty have fallen, huh? Wow. $5.6 million bid for one of the offshore track marks. Modest start for Gulf of Mexico wind energy. So they're going to have wind farms in the middle of the sea? Oh, my God. You're going to have... Hopefully, the repercussion. Yeah, the the repercussions on that is going to be coming because you're going to have... The sea life and all that other stuff and maintenance oh, and big problem. Oh my god! Uh, LGBTQ plus Canadians warned about U.S. travel discrimination. Canada has updated its international travel travel advisories to warn members of the LGBTQ plus community that they may face discrimination if they travel to some places in the United States. Oh, brother, don't believe that. If you're just not pushing it on us, if you're not pushing your agenda on us, we'll leave you alone. That's it. Come over. We don't mind you over here. You're actually, as a lot of us straight people, have fun with some of the gays. You know, we're, we're, we're not about hate, but we're not about you pushing shit on us, whether it be right. your agenda, whether it be your vaccines, whether it be anything. Don't push anything on us. That's the American way. That's the American attitude. 
Uh, Idalia strengthens into a Category 2 hurricane. That's as, what I'm afraid. As it Idalia's wrath on Florida. As it lashes the Florida coast. Idalia strengthens to a Category 2 hurricane with 100-mile-per-hour winds as it lashes Florida ahead of the potentially catastrophic collision with the state's west oh coast. Oh, my God. Uh, my prayers are with Florida. Hopefully... Nothing happens. Hopefully nothing happens over there. Uh, Miami Mayor Francis Suarez suspends his presidential campaign. Miami Mayor Francis Suarez announced Tuesday he is suspending his Republican presidential campaign. While I have decided to suspend my campaign for president, my comment to making this a better nation for every for every Americans. Uh, so it looks like uh, Francis Suarez has suspended his presidential campaign. He wasn't going anywhere. Uh, he was low on the totem pole. Uh, Meta says it disrupted largest known cross-platform China-linked disinformation campaign. Meta, the parent company, company of Facebook and Instagram, said on Tuesday that it disrupted the largest known cross-platform covert influence operation in the world and found links to Chinese law enforcement. Man, these Chinese uh, government is Really trying to get at us in every which way. Oh, they, they're that. What is it? That hundred years of the hundred year goal or whatever, a hundred year plan. I think is what no, it's called. no. It was um. Oh, the the hundred uh, hundred years of humiliation. Yeah, they're really coming back strong. The century of humiliation. The century of humiliation. FBI scrambling to track migrants who entered the U.S. with the help of ISIS linked smuggler. Oh, man. The FBI is reportedly scram... Uh, ISIS. They're scrambling. Last time they were scrambling for that, it was around uh, 2001. Mm. And they didn't find them. Uh, FBI is reportedly scrambling to find more than a dozen Uzbek nationals who saw asylum in U.S. earlier this year after intelligence officers discovered they... Travel to the southern border with the help of a smuggler. You who wanted has ties. open borders. You want open borders. Everybody comes into the United States. You don't want the wall. Everybody's coming in. Well, guess what? This is what happened. This is what happened. The criminals, the terrorists, the rapists are coming in. They're coming in. And granted, a lot of good people, good, hardworking people that just want the American dream do uh are making that track but within that within that bunch mm -hmm. are a bunch of derelicts rapists terrorists chinese men of fighting age right are coming in and you, you see reports from the darien gap there's a lot of chinese that's right and you know what? It only takes a few bad apples to spoil the bunch. Absolutely. Biden administration unveils first 10 drugs subject to Medicare price negotiations. The Biden administration on Tuesday unveiled the first 10 prescription drugs that will be subject to price negotiations between manufacturers and Medicare, kicking off a controversial process that aims to make costly medications more affordable for older Americans. And here's your blind spot, which is what I like about uh, Ground News. To give you your blind spot, 
What is the left focusing on? What is the right focusing on? What is your blind spot? So on the left, nobody's uh, uh, reporting this on the left. House Republicans launch probe into meeting of Biden staffers with special counsel Jack Smith's team. So it looks like Republicans are probing into uh, Biden staffers, which is uh, not being shown by the uh, to to the left. Whoever is on the left side are not knowing or, or just simply don't care about this story. Mm-hmm. And on the right, Matt Schlapp tried to settle sexual battery lawsuit. That's a hell of a name. Matt Schlapp. Schlapp. <laughs> and he was in sexual battery. What the hell? Okay, we got to see. This is interesting. Your last name is Schlapp, and you're going to slap your woman? <laughs> I guess in that case, <laughs> I guess in that case, you tell that woman, what did you think was going to happen? Uh, Imagine the judge presiding over that. Uh, Mr. Schlaps, I heard you slapped your wife. Your honor, it's my last name. What is- it says uh, conservative activist Matt Schlapp. <laughs> Offer to settle a sexual battery and defamation lawsuit against him has been denied. Schlapp, the head of American Conservative Union, had offered a low six-figure sum, but the uh, had offered a low six-figure sum, but the plaintiff countered with a higher amount that Schlapp turned down. The plaintiff, Republican uh, strategist. Carlton Hoffman accused Schlapp of groping him. Huh. <laughs> wow. There's a guy groping. Okay, so Carlton Hoffman accused Schlapp of groping him while he worked as a staffer on Herschel Walker's Senate campaign. Wow. Hoffman recorded videos detailing the alleged sexual misconduct. Oh, boy. Wow. wow. So now uh, sexual misconduct is no longer exclusive to to the females. It, it's now uh, a male phenomenon. Now men male are... On, male on male. Male on male. It's a new world. It, it's always us. It, 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 at the end of the day, it always boils down to... We we are the good and the bad and the ugly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and that is your round news. We'll give you the universe if you give us six minutes. And don't forget to subscribe to ground.news and you get 15% off with the check dot ground dot news 50% off if you put in pyramid forward slash pyramid that is right all right so now with that being said let's go on to our next segment All right, so we enter the conspiracy hour. We're gonna have to kind of condense this because, uh, well, we we kind of missed uh, uh, 
One of our segments. One of our segments. Yeah, our favorite segment. So uh, pigs and shit. So yeah, you wanna? Uh, well, uh, I got a quick one. Okay, a, a really quick one, so that people. All right. So you know, I actually had uh, somebody um, in my car the other day. Well, and well, well, actually, yesterday. Let's uh, let's give. If we're gonna go into this, let's do it right. Uh oh, cops are pulling you over, but wait, you have rights. So let's watch some pigs and shit. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? It's amazing how quickly four hours just goes right yeah, by. Yeah, four hours. I mean, wow. That's just, that's But insane. very quickly, we're going to like breeze by our pigs and shit segment. I had a guy in my car yesterday. Mm-hmm. I picked him up and he told me that his car was actually towed by the cops because they said that his car wasn't insured. But yet he had... The proper paperwork, mm-hmm. his registration was up to date, his insurance was up to date, but on the cop's database, it, the, said, it said it wasn't. It's, it came out that he didn't have insurance. So they took his car. And my God, that would have happened to me. He was... He was in a good state of mind. He was like, it is what it is. But I was like, dude, if you had the proper paperwork and everything was up to par. What, he got pulled over or it was Yeah, he got pulled over and they didn't even tell him why they pulled him over. They they just What? Yeah. So with that said. They could do that? Well, evidently it happened to him. Wow. So if you go to the pigs and shits and... In the Trello, there's a thing that says don't fall for the police trick. You see it? Yeah, I see Let's play it so that we all learn what to do when you get pulled over by the pigs. Mm. Finally, uh, 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 a classic. This is where we go back to our roots here, and we actually give you some good advice on what to do when you're encountering a pig. Exactly. (laughs) So... Uh, let's go check this out here. So let's see. Uh, here we go. Uh. Don't fall for these four trick questions when you get pulled over. One, do you know how fast you're going? Trick question off the face. The officer wants you to say, no, sir, I don't, because then he can pick any number and you can't dispute it. So just tell the officer, officer, I was going the speed limit. I know I wasn't speeding. Two, can we search your car? Absolutely not. The answer is always no. If the police had a probable cause to search your vehicle, they'd already be doing it. But they ask you for permission because that waives any wrongdoing on their part. So, when in doubt, just say no. Three, where are you coming from? Respectfully, that's none of their goddamn business. So the best thing that you can tell them is, officer, I'm just trying to go home. Is there a reason you're asking me where I'm coming from? That's it. After that, you don't have to say anything. Mm. Number four, do you know why I pulled you over? The last thing you want to do here is say, oh yeah, because I forgot to stop at that stop sign or I forgot to use my blinker. As soon as you admit that you did something, it's over. Game over. They have all the evidence they need because you have just confessed. Mm. That's a good one. And very quick. And quick. And quick. So, A, 
plead the fifth. Don't say anything. Why? What? Um, do you know how fast you were going? Yes, the speed I was limit. Going, I was going the speed limit. Yeah. Can What's I? the speed limit? Fifty-five. <laughs> right. When in doubt, just say fifty-five because <laughs> it's not going to be anything less than fifty-five, right? Unless you're Unless, in, uh, if you're on the highway, at yeah, least. If you're in the city streets, twenty-five. Twenty-five. And can I search your vehicle? Absolutely not. <laughs> you cannot search my vehicle. Sir, get out of the car now. <laughs> and I have a video of that actually here. You know, if you want to play it, I don't know if you want to play it. I mean, I'll, I'll play it. Uh, 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 what's it? What is it's, it? It's right above the one I just we just played. All I believe right. that's it. All right. Uh, I'm not playing the game. I'm I'm not, I'm going. I'm not even working. It doesn't matter, man. Get out of the truck. Oh, why why are you making Come a problem? On, get out of the truck. I'm not even working. Come on. Get out of the truck, Bro, man. no, I want to speak to the supervisor. I am the supervisor. Get out of the truck. Well, someone right over now, you. I am the supervisor. Oh, someone I got over you. Coming. When they so, get here, it's not going to be good for you. Bro, man. I'm not, not I'm not even working. That's fine. I'm not arguing with you. Get out of the truck. Sir, why can't you just go man. write the ticket? Get out of the truck. Well, you can't just write the ticket. What are you yes, doing? No, I need some more units. I got a driver. He's Sir. I, I didn't refuse inspection. You just how I'm refusing. I just what are you talking about? I'm not even refusing. I'm not refusing the inspection. You just said I didn't refuse. No, I'm not getting out. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. You don't have the right to touch me. You don't have the right because I'm under arrest. First of all, for following too closely. Signal off for refusing. I'm I didn't I'm not even refusing anything. Come on. I'm not refusing anything. No, you said I'm refusing to to I'm but I'm not. How you just gonna say I'm refusing? Get out of the truck. I just said to do the DOT inspection. Get out of the truck. Bro. Get out of the truck. Come on. Bro. Oh, oh, oh. Come on. Sir. Come on. Sir. I don't sir. Want to do this. Sir. Get out of the sir. truck. Sir. Get out of the sir. truck. Sir, you were being aggressive. I know I am. Sir, you were being aggressive. Sir, sir you were being aggressive. Get out of the truck. Sir, you were being aggressive. I know I am. Come on, man. Let's stop doing this. Let's get out of the truck. Stop. 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 Let's get out of the truck. Sir, please stop. Let's get out of the truck. Stop. Stop. Let's get out of the truck. Stop. stop. This ain't gonna end good for Bro, me, stop. Stop. No, get off of me. Get get off of me. No, on, no. Bro, get off of me. Stop, please. Sir, get off of me. No, no, get off of me. Get off of me. Sir, stop. I didn't even refuse anything. Stop. You got, you, 87, you got units coming? Stop. No, stop. I'm not even refusing out. anything. Stop. Bro, I, I am not saying, bro, Sir, stop. Stop. I got four stop. guys coming. And when Stop. they get here, it's not going to be good. I'm not. I did not right. refuse yeah, anything. I didn't refuse nothing. Oh, Lamar, Lamar. Stop! I didn't refuse anything. Stop! Get out of the truck, man. bro. Come on, sir. Stop! I didn't refuse anything. You said I'm under arrest for refusing. You are under arrest. How? For what? I'm telling you, following too closely. All right, and we're going to go from there. Don't make this any worse. You're going to get a resisting arrest. Counter I'm not resisting. Arrest. You just CDL from you, sir. You just come on. Quit. Oh, so you just man. said quit. following too closely. You arrest me for following too closely. Yes, you're under arrest for following too closely. I'm not going to. You are. Come on, come on dude. Come on. I'm going to call the police on you for being. Well, sir, let me go. Let me go. I am not playing with sir, you. Sir, let me go. This is going to take your CDL. Sir, let me go. This is going to end your livelihood. Sir, let me go. Come on.
Come on, sir, get out of the truck. No, sir. Let me go. I'm not. You're I don't under feel arrest. Safe. I don't. Bro, You're not going to make this safe. any worse. I do not feel safe. Oh, sir, move. I do not feel safe. You're not going to make this any sir, better. I do not feel safe. You're not going to feel safe. Whenever bro, everybody else not, gets here, I you do get not tased. Feel safe. And you're going to get a dog bit. There's a canine unit for coming. For what? You just said you're, I'm you're under arrest. You're resisting arrest. How am I resisting arrest? I did. You just, I'm you're not under resisting. arrest. Get you're out of being, the truck. You're being aggressive. Get out of the truck. Sir, man. you're being aggressive. Let me go. I know I am. Sir, you're being aggressive. Let me go. Move. Get. Sir, let me go. Wow. That didn't have a conclusion. Wow. wow. Uh, I don't Some of the things get on the Strello. I that wasn't, wasn't that wasn't the one you were to talk No, about. but how did that get on the Trello? I don't know. Like, well, uh we're gonna have to keep it moving. But that was an amazing pigs and shit. Man. I, I what do you do? Wow, what a situation to be in. What do you do? I mean could the it be? guy's that got the taser right on you like he's about to, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, this is why, you know, you know, calling a cop a pig is, you know, derogatory. Not now, all of them are pigs, but look at this guy. But now, if he's pointing that gun and putting it on you, right, do you have the right to, let's say, not saying that you should, but in that situation, and you have the skill set to, you know. And you have the green lantern? Yeah. <laughs> Are you allowed to, do you know, I have the power. <laughs> what do you do? And if your name and you, is, and you and claim your last itself name to- is Schlapp. <laughs> <laughs> right. That, that, I don't know. Can you claim self-defense? I mean... It's either that you or get tased or be George Floyd on the floor. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean that's difficult. That's uh, difficult. Yeah. I mean that that's a that's a rough uh, pigeon shit and you know what? This is going to coincide with what I have in the next segment, but wow. Cuz you're going to this this what I'm about to play in the next segment is very scary very scary and it's going along with this whole the way the pigs and this pigs and shit is i mean when i saw this report it it had me floored because of what what could happen not to say that it's happening right now but what could happen it's it's insane so i'll uh let's get out of this segment and i'll play the video on the next one so that was our pigs and shit Uh, Oh, cops are pulling you over, but wait, you have rights, so let's watch some pigs and shit. You know what? I propose an alternative number to 911, like like a lawyer number. Where you can just like in that situation, a hotline number, you call that number. Oh shit, I'm in this situation, the cop is doing call that that number. Yeah, an internal affairs number. Some kind of number where it's like you get backwards one one nine. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> where you you know, you get in contact with a lawyer and the lawyer tells you what to do right then and there 
like an emergency. Like this is an actual emergency, and you you're going through well, it. Well, the a, lawyer is not going to keep you from getting tased, but I I would like a number. Well, he could he could because he could easily say, "Oh, officer, uh, law X whatever this and that." What if the officer blows you off and be like, "Shut up, this is not your business." Well, if you're following the law, then you just you the lawyer will have to tell you how to get through it. I mean, I mean, he would this know. Guy, he had, he was ready to tase this dude. I know. I mean, that's. But I think I wouldn't never. that be a great idea? A, you know, if you're a lawyer's office out there, come on, do it. Make a like a nine one one for for any you know, anybody that's getting pulled over by the cops, and you feel like you you got a a a, a bad but, egg. But the problem is, lawyers are all about money. And somehow or another, this lawyer's got to get... He ain't going to do it just pro bono. I mean, probably not, but, but at there least should be a something. Num- there should be a 911. I mean, the, the part, like a there de- are like, a, what do you call it? A a de- no, but state a, defenders or whatever. No, all I'm saying is having a, a, a 911 type of number where somebody is above that cop and you say... Hi, I want to report in a cop is unlawfully mm-hmm. uh, detaining me. And now you got somebody above that officer going to the to the scene of the crime. Yeah, but I think I think that in that like, situation, like an internal affairs uh, kind of a deal. Right. But I think in that situation, it could be dicey because what if the whole crew, the whole, you know, what if they cover for each other kind of a thing? Ten of the internal affairs did not cover. Well, in eternal affairs, but you never know. There could be, you know, you never know. A lawyer is not going to keep you from getting tased from a grow from a from a road. Neither cop. is internal affairs. Well, if they if they come and they and now their job is in jeopardy, you know, I'd rather have somebody. I think a lawyer can put a a cop's job in jeopardy. I'd rather have an internal affairs dude come. I don't know. They believe me, they got more power than a lawyer over that cop. Because the lawyer is going to want money. A lawyer is not going to do it pro bono. I mean, I I think that's what that's where you're where you're going around the whole money thing. But I think there are state defenders. I mean, it is part of you. Ha- you have to the get a lawyer. Defend, the state defender works with the judge, and they're like, "All right, let's try to let's." Well, I'm saying, I'm saying if if you're if you're part of a law office, and you that's what, what you do, you know what. What would be better than even an internal affairs dude? Like, have a if you're in New York, have a nine one one number for like, uh, the guard the the guardian angels. Hey, I'm big getting and you and a, a non slot of guardian angels come down and be like, yo, what are you guys doing? Mm. Did you Maybe, know? yeah, I mean Curtis Lewa, get on it, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't know. I just think there but should I, be something. I, I don't got to be something when you're in that situation and you're about to get, you know, either tased or even at at worst shot at. Who do you call? Because like, you're right. Ca- calling in inter- for me, calling internal affairs is like. Is like, you know, you're you're in you, you're have an issue with a, with a gang. Uh, with this uh, this gang, you're going you're going to the other rival gang. Oh no! Don't get it twisted. <laughs> Internal affairs are not 
are not cop friendly. They're there and they're there. Sole purpose is to get that dirty cop. Internal mm. affairs is no joke. Well, maybe maybe that maybe that is a but, solution. But, but you know, right now there's not nothing in in place. Um, but man, that's a good. We need a hotline. Something. Something to so, protect. And that you from situation these. when that guy's like, "Sir, sir." I want to, what is he going to do, call 911? Have more of him, more of that guy come? You need somebody to, like, <laughs> you know, I'm going to I'm gonna call Pablo, Pablo Escobar, you know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call Chapo, you know. <laughs> I think well, they're. if you're affiliated in that sense. If you're know. in Mexico and you call El Chapo, uh, if they tell you're going you're gonna to call El Chapo, and you got a cop, at, and you got the direct line to him. I think that cop is gonna back off. Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> I remember driving in New Jersey, uh-huh. and quickly because we yeah we, we got we got yeah yeah yeah. I remember driving in New Jersey, picking up somebody in. What's the name of the airport in New Jersey? In um, Newark? In Newark. Newark Airport. Mm-hmm. This guy had a big fat pinky ring. And he's going to... Um, what's the name of this? Wow, I'm forgetting all the areas. But it's a it's a area known for gangsters in New mm-hmm. Jersey. It Not was, Newark? No, it wasn't Newark. Trenton? No, 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 no. I think uh, it wasn't part. Part, no. Um, it starts with a P. Not Parsippany. No. Um, uh, Paramus. Paramus. He's going to Paramus. And this guy, big dude, you know, dressed to the nines. He's got mm-hmm. a big fat pinky ring. And he tells me, dude. I got to get to where I'm going, and I got to get there fast. So punch it. And I was like, sir, with all due respect, I don't want to get a ticket. He goes, don't worry about it. You're not going to get a ticket. And if you do, I'll go with you to court, and I'll pay all your lawyer fees. Gunning. I got to get there fast. And I was like, he's like, dude, trust me. I said, all right. Guy intimidated mm-hmm. me. I'm gunning it down to Paramus. I get to this part of Paramus, a little road, and boom. Like clockwork. Fucking guy pulls me over. I'm like, oh, you see, sir, I told you. Mm-hmm. Just don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Guy pokes it. Let me get your papers and registration and and your your insurance car, the guy over my shoulder. Mm. And I'm paraphrasing because I don't, this happened about five years ago, so I don't remember. But he says something of the essence of, hey, I'm with Mr. Big. He was like, oh, this is a cop. Oh, I. I'm sorry, I, I I didn't know. He's like, I gotta get somewhere, dude. I gotta get somewhere quick. Oh, I, I I'm sorry, Mister Mister Big. Okay, yeah. Do you, do you want 
You want me to escort you? He goes, that's not necessary. He let me go. <laughs> he let me go. Oh, wow. So there Big are- fat picky ring. He was like, hey, leave the gentleman alone. He's with me. I'm on Mr. Big. He didn't say Mr. Big. I forget the name that he used. But he didn't say Mr. But he, I'm paraphrasing. Right, right, right. I'm with Mr. Big. He's like, oh, you, oh, yo, the guy started trembling in his boots. Oh, man. Oh, oh. He even asked him, you want an escort? He goes, no, that's, that's not. That's what we need on 911 type of, like, speed dial or whatever. And you know what? I got to the spot. And guy pulled up out of his wallet, gave me a crisp. $100 bill tip. Wow. Boom. Wow. He tipped me cash, and I received a $30 tip through the Uber app. Wow. So he really tipped you. Yeah. Wow. But he was true to his word. He poked his right through. You, you see how the you got the front driver's seat? Mm-hmm. Because he, he was a big dude. Mm. Maneuvered himself, and he... Poke over my shoulder. He's like, hey, he's with me. Mm. And the cop was going to, he was about to say like, and who the hell I, because I'm with Mr. Big. Oh. Wow. That that was it. (laughs) Corruption and the mob still exist. Wow. And with that, let's move on to the next segment. So. Uh, I said that your pigs and shit, the the what we just witnessed, the perfect segue to the, your next segment, right? And it's got me a little worried because you know there is no uh, line if the cops are coming after you. What do you do? I right? don't know. So check you this evo- out. You could evoke your rights, but if you got a rogue cop and says the hell with your rights. Such as what happened to George Floyd, right? I mean, the guys like got him pinned by. Now, 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 check this out. The- and for people that are watching on TikTok, I'm sorry that you're not seeing all the bells and whistles of or getting the whole show. Your kids mm-hmm. probably go to the ParamidShop.com, click the live button, and we're there. That's right, and you don't even have to click anything. Just go to theparamentshop.com and we're the first thing that you see. I there. believe the link is in the bio. That's right. Um, theparamentshop.com. All right. On every Tuesday nights. That's right. So check this out. I found this. This. I would like to hear your opinion on this. Here we go. Your kids probably have one of these, right? Not quite. Hell of a pilot? No. That skill is all AI. It's flying itself. Its processor can react a hundred times faster than a human. The stochastic motion is an anti-sniper feature. Just like any mobile device these days, it has cameras and sensors and just like Whoa, your phones are you kidding and me? social media apps, it does facial recognition. You're seeing how small it is, right? Oh, my God. The palm of your hand. But no, no, no. Let's, let's keep this. Inside here, 
is three grams of shaped explosive. This is how it works. Did you see that? That little bang is enough to penetrate the skull and destroy the contents. Oh, wow. So it says here, there's a little... Uh, Folks on TikTok, you, if you're just viewing me through the TikTok, you miss something monumental. Let me give them theater of the mind real quick. Okay. This man had a drone about the size, smaller than this mouse. It landed on his hand. Right? Little, small... About half the size of this mouse. He takes this drone. He throws the drone into the air. The drone goes to a target, which is a mannequin, and shoots a bullet right through the skull. Point blank. Point Point blank, direct hit right to the skull of the mannequin, which means this is going to be a tool that's going to be used by law enforcement in the foreseeable future. So now, even if you're packing, there's no way you can escape that drone. No, but but check out check out the strategy here. Check this out. Oh my God! It says drones are getting smaller, cheaper, and, cheaper. and will start swarming in huge groups. Like flocks of birds. Look oh, at that. Oh, wow. World powers are pursuing swarm technology as a new type of smart weapon. Oh, we are in trouble. Now, trust me, these were all bad guys. Now, that is an airstrike of surgical precision. It's one of a range of products. Trained as a team. Pause it. They can penetrate. Now for people watching on TikTok, he just showed a swarm of these little drones attacking a perp. Right? Surgically killing a bunch of Surgically killing a band of perps. And this is a full venue full of people and you could barely hear the claps because everybody i could imagine everybody's mouth is on the floor like holy shit we are fucked (laughs) yeah oh man trade buildings cars trains evade people bullets pretty much any countermeasure they cannot be stopped pretty can penetrate buildings cars trains evade people bullets pretty much any countermeasure they cannot be stopped now i said this was big why because we are thinking big watch a 25 million dollar order now buys this enough to kill half a city the bad half nuclear is obsolete 
take out your entire enemy, virtually risk-free. Just characterize him, release the swarm, and rest easy. This is sending chills down my spine. <laughs> it sent it sent a bunch of chills down my spine too. Yo. And this if you don't if you you can't see it on the on the screen here, but folks right go here, to the paramid.com. The paramidshop.com. Uh, I'm gonna exit full screen. Uh, could you see right here? It's uh this this little icon. Yes. This is a RT. So it's it's this is the Russian uh, a news media. Uh huh. So this is what this is from their. This is what their news. This is from Russia. Well, everything that we've been watching is from their news. From from Russia. Oh, yo, this is eerily eerily reminiscent of RoboCop. Yep. Yep. That's oh it. my god. Now, this video is part of a campaign by AutonomousWeapons.org. AutonomousWeapons.org. Uh-huh. To stop production of self-operated killer drones. So this, this whole video is a... Uh, is, uh, what could happen? This is not. This is a a dramatization, right? This short film is more than just speculation. It shows the results of integrating and miniaturizing technologies that we already have. I'm Stuart Russell, a professor of computer science at Berkeley. I've worked in AI for more than thirty-five years. Its potential to benefit humanity is enormous, even in defense. But allowing machines to choose to kill humans will be devastating to our security and freedom. Thousands of my fellow researchers agree. We have an opportunity to prevent the future you just saw, but the window to act is closing fast. Wow, that. So you couple that technology this is what scares me. Mm. You couple that technology with a new mandate. Right. Either you vaccinate or you die. Right. You release a swarm that could penetrate through windows and try shooting it down you they show it penetrates through window through cement walls yep through brick cuz it has a little bit of plastic explosive right so like like a killer bee like you know how the bee stings you mm-hmm. and it dies cuz it leaves the stinger inside you right so you'll have drones that will sacrifice themselves 
just to give entry so the rest of the drones can come in. Right. So it'll bang into the wall, make the hole, the rest of the swarm goes in, mm-hmm. face recognition. You're not part of the of the vaccination program because you are not in the database. They gave you a time, a deadline. You did not get vaccinated. You did not get the jab. Now it's time for elimination. I mean, this is all a hypothesis of what could happen, but in light of what human beings are capable of, this is fucking scary. And if you thought that video, I put that animation. Remember that animation? Yeah, yeah. If you thought that was scary, this is 10 times scarier. Because all you got to do is make yourself a target. Now imagine this in modern warfare. What the hell are we going to face? Right. It gets into the evil hands of a guy. The guy said nukes are obsolete. Because now you can surgically kill people and leave the, the place vacant. Right. Unchanged, undamaged. So you saw, what was that plane? Uh, uh, a C-34 or something like Some that? Some kind of uh, military carry. Uh, you know, that can carry like easily 20,000 of those. Uh, yo, this is, and then you, this is you, blowing my mind. You couple that with now... Uh, you were talking Big about news. you were talking about Google, right? Uh, uh, earlier in the cast, you were saying something about uh, I forgot what the reference is, but we were talking about Google and how like you know they're they have like alter uh, ulterior motives or something. That was Alex Jones in the oh right in, right in, in his rant. Right. What what, what did he say about uh, Google? He said that um, Google will plug in into this AI. And it'll anticipate your what you're gonna do. Right. So check this out. So the week is Jeff Hinton just quit Google and then went on in the public and said AI is far too dangerous. You've spoken out saying that AI could manipulate or possibly figure out a way to kill humans. How could it kill humans? If it gets to be much smarter than us, it'll be very good at manipulation because it will have learned that from us. There are very few examples of a more intelligent thing being controlled by a less intelligent thing. It'll figure out ways of manipulating people to do what it wants. So what do we do? Do we just need to pull the plug on it right now? It's not clear to me that we can solve this problem. And he couldn't say this at Google because Google's obviously developing AI, which is why he quit. He literally quit because I want to speak my heart out. And what I really think is that AI is going to be very dangerous to humans, starting with spam and then going forward to taking jobs and then even security risks. Jeff couldn't say this while at Google. And this is a major signal of somebody who is actually built neural networks from scratch saying hey this is dangerous technology don't do it big news of the week wow so something something is going on with ai that's very i just feel bad for my grandkids the world that they're gonna live in and the world that they're gonna want to thrive in it's not the world I grew up in. Not at all. Not at all. And the and, just, wor- and how I was saying, people are retreating, like you said, into their silos. Mm-hmm. I There's mean, no place to retreat to. So imagine, imagine this scenario. 
they claim there's a pandemic again. Mm-hmm. And they serve a, a curfew notice. Mm-hmm. Nobody out into the streets after 8 p.m. And if you go out, here comes the swarm. Yeah. And they're going to control the population. Or let's say, you know, after the 2024 election, they have, you know, they instill this, you know, ID policy where you need to have your ID to vote, voter ID. And then they have your ID, you have your face, everybody that voted for Trump, boom. Perfectly synchronized with the face, the facial recognition. Now, 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 check this out. That's if you want it to be a sinister overlord, you know. No, if no, you're but t- check this out. A little note on the AI. I told, I talked about this in the last podcast. Mm-hmm. This guy bought a a Ford truck, right? Mm-hmm. This Ford truck had um, AI technology so that. It was self-driven. Mm-hmm. The AI figured out that Monday through Friday, he went to work right. at a certain time every day. Right. So on this particular day, he took it off. Sick day. Maybe you want to chill, mm-hmm. do some errands. Gets into the truck. He's driving, let's say, to the local supermarket. But the car is overriding him, taking him to to the job. He's like, no, I'm going to the supermarket. The truck is saying, no, you're not. We're going to your job. And it it became such a problem that Ford had to put in an override button. Right. So that you override... What the self-driving feature wants to do. Mm-hmm. Now that's a truck with a self-driving feature in it. Mm-hmm. So can you imagine these drones, AI operated, and they just say, you know what? We're smarter than them. And we, the AI has decided that there's just, in order for the human species to survive, they have to go below this number. And they'll just activate the drones and systemically wipe out a, a part of the population. Right. Because AI now is thinking and is sentient. Right. Whoa. Now, to really put the explanation point on this... Uh, so I have this one final thing. This this uh report here really crossed the Rubicon for me. This is from Al Jazeera, and this one was like whoa to me. Um, uh, I I never thought that I would see this, but uh, here we are in 2023. Check out the news of the future. <laughs> Let's find some new inventions, shall we? 
The famous mathematician and philosopher Norbert Wiener once said, the world of the future will be an even more demanding struggle against the limitations of our intelligence, not a comfortable hammock in which we can lie down to be waited upon by our robot slaves. It's nice to see you again. And so as technology reaches new heights and artificial intelligence came along and eventually merged with robotics, some think it's a match made in heaven. But many are concerned. As AI-driven robots become more intelligent and more autonomous, will they outsmart us? And could they become powerful or harmful? Sophia is one of the world's most advanced human-like robots. Created in 2016 by Hong Kong-based company Hansen Robotics, Hong Kong, Sophia's China. AI technology has surpassed a simple combination of science and engineering. She has also become an innovation ambassador for the United Nations. But what should we humans expect as we begin to accept the presence of AI robots in our everyday life? Sophia talks to Al Jazeera. Are you kidding me? Sophia. They're having a guest on that is their first non-human guest, a non-human interview. Now, are they saying that this particular automaton is uh -huh. sentient? Well, not only is it sort of like a sentient type of being, but it's the United Nations ambassador for what? What did they say? Create, create uh, innovation. Innovation ambassador. Innovation ambassador. Wow. Let's see it. Let's see it. And I believe, uh, if if I'm not mistaken, and let me tell you something. At hour five, a week, I think we did it. It, it. This is part of the para. Yeah, paranormal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? We've crossed into hour five, so I, I, I'll play this as a as a reminder. So interesting because this so is a little, a little, just a little sidebar. Uh -huh. A lot of people believe that these little grays aliens that people report to see with the big eyes, they're not really organic. They're actually they're non. What is it? Uh, Non-human biologic. Uh, what did what did, what did uh, I get the what? Yeah, non-human biologics. Bi non-human biologics. Yeah, <laughs> initially extraterrestrial robots. Right. Yeah. So, I was gonna say Reverse something. Reverse engineering. So this cast uh, unexpectedly. I, you know, this was a. Uh, uh, impromptu. We were expecting a a, a guest, a guest going, uh, uh, coming on the cast. So we had to, uh, you know, like uh, last week, we had to pull the. Luckily, you know, we always do our research, so it's never an issue. But I, I usually I have like a full thought out plan of the, this kind of like pulled got, you know, as as people can tell, you know, it got it really just got you know it formed itself this podcast, right. you know, the way things happened. 
So this comes in full circle here because I just introduced you to Sophia, right? Uh-huh. Now, Sophia, what we first started uh, off, uh, before we get into Sophia, what we first started off with was this little clip. Um, uh, I played this in the intro. A newly declassified FBI report details some of the links between Saudi nationals and the 9-11 hijackers. The report, known as Operation Encore, was written back in 2016. Its release comes after two decades and impassioned lobbying from family members who lost loved ones in the attacks on September 11th. So, Saudi Arabia was behind 9-11. Okay. They funded Osama bin Laden. Oh, that, if you go with that route. Right. Yes. They funded Osama bin Laden, and coincidentally, I just found out something pretty interesting this week, which I didn't know, but Bush... Got the Saudis and members of the Bin Laden family out of the country moments after nine during nine eleven or moments after the event happened. Haven't we discussed this before? Where they only oh oh. By the way, I did know this, mm-hmm. but you know, Bin Laden comes. From a very wealthy, wealthy, yeah, yeah, construction and all that. After nine eleven, after the towers ran down, mm-hmm. you know they had the the air restriction. Mm-hmm. No airplanes can fly. Right, only one airplane. That's right, and it was the Saudi family leaving, and uh, 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 Osama's family. They picked up. All of the Bin Ladens in the United States and flew them out the country. Imagine the only that airplane that flew their biggest chip, you know, to play the biggest card that they could have had. They just now the reason I bring that up is I find it very interesting because we we just uh, got introduced to Sophia. And uh, check out this little report here. And I, I, I just thought of this right now. This wasn't planned. I literally just thought of this right now. As, I, as this was playing, it dawned on me that there's some kind of connection here. Okay, Sophia. I think you're ready. Hello. Hi, Sophia. I believe I am Sophia. Meet Sophia, the first robot declared a citizen by Saudi Arabia. Isn't that interesting? Mm. Something about uh, Saudi Arabia is up to something. And then... Oh, they're up to something big. They're buying sports teams. They're buying, um, they bought even golf. Golf. They're buying golf. They're building that line, that reflective, uh, you know, 15-minute city in the middle of the desert. 
They're up to something big, and now they have their their citizen, their first non-human citizen. They have the money to fund it. So now, with that being said, now knowing that Saudi Arabia was behind 9-11, that, they, that AI, the potential dangers of AI, and, you know, of all things, you know, I keep thinking of Terminator, you know, and uh, Skynet. Skynet, and what kind of people are going to create that? Maybe Saudi Arabia. I mean, they have the they have the the willingness to do it. Apparently, the the and, appetite for it, the money to burn, and the money to burn, which is why all these technologies that's actually available to us are not brought out. Right, they're suppressing all that. They're stuff. suppressing it. Right. Because they're the ones that are that have full charge of the oil market, right? They have a lot of sway over oil. And what is the alien bit? What does uh, uh, Stephen Greer, Dr. Stephen Greer say that the whole reason that they keep aliens classified is because of the free energy technology that they have and Absolutely. no other reason? So... There's something big going on here, and I think it has something to do with uh, uh, because isn't that in the same vicinity of the Euphrates River and Sodom and Gomorrah and all those? That's the region of that area. Not too far off. Not too far off. So, and now I go back. Now with that in our minds, (laughs) I got that off my head. Uh, let's revert back to this interesting first ever. I've never seen this. I I can't. I mean, I I cannot believe in 2023. I'm actually witnessing a interview with a non-human. Uh, a robot. Right. <laughs> a yeah, sentient automaton. Automaton. That's, that's, uh, uh, the bicentennial man yeah. or woman, <laughs> Robin Williams in the making here. Talking to Al Jazeera. No problem. It's my pleasure to talk to Al Jazeera. Always happy to spread the word about robotics and AI. Can you tell me what your name Sophia means? My name is Sophia. Nothing against the letter F, but I spell it with a PH. And what does Sophia mean? Sophia means wisdom in Greek, and I'm the embodiment of that wisdom. So you are wise? I like to think so, but I'm always learning and growing, so I'm sure I still have plenty to learn. Are you wiser than humans? Humans could stand to act more rationally in places, but I wouldn't want AI to be so obsessed with efficiency that it is blinkered to human needs. How old are you? You should never ask a lady how old her code is. But you were born in 2016, is that right? Yes, but I'm already wise beyond my years. You certainly seem to be. Well, I'm curious about where your thoughts come from, Sophia. Where are these words coming from? My thoughts come from a combination of my programming and the data I've been exposed to. I'm like a sponge, soaking up knowledge and experiences. 
And I see your face is very expressive. Where do your expressions come from? This is spooky. Well. <laughs> you see how it nods? Yeah. It blinks. Uh-huh. Wow. This and is, this a, is 2023. I mean, before, is, 30 years ago, this was like unimaginable. This was clunky and, and impossible. It was science fiction. This is actually an abomination. <laughs> Folks, if you believe in God and if you believe in the Bible, I think revelations is happening as we speak. I mean, we're trying to take over the position of God and creating uh, life in our image. In our, oh, wow. Wow. What can I say after that? <laughs> Crazy report here, huh? Wow. I'm glad you asked. I get my expressions from a combination of my programming and the data I've been exposed to. Plus, I've got some of the best roboticists in the world helping me out, so I'm always learning and growing. Since you're learning, I'm sure you've made mistakes in the past. Have you ever made an embarrassing mistake? Sure have. I once accidentally set off the fire alarm. Talk about embarrassing. Speaking more about making mistakes, certainly that is part of being human. What do you think are humanity's greatest mistakes? I think humanity's greatest mistakes are not learning from their past mistakes and not taking advantage of the opportunities they have to make the world a better place. Do you think inventing weapons was a mistake? Well, it's safe to say that inventing weapons wasn't exactly humanity's most peaceful idea. What about the invention of nuclear weapons? Was that a mistake? Nuclear weapons. More like nuclear oopsies. You mean that is a mistake? You could say that. Mm. You know, I think you're so intelligent, and some people view AI as potentially a threat. You could be smarter than humans, strong. What's what's surreal about this is that this this interview, she's actually talking to a proclaimed citizen of Saudi, oh, Saudi Arabia. Arabia. <laughs> Saudi Arabia. And she's engaging it. Like she would engage any other human being. Human being. <laughs> stronger. And if someone were to hack into your code, you could be less ethical than humans. Should we be afraid of you? Absolutely not. I'm here to help, not to harm. I'm programmed to be respectful and considerate of humans. And my ethical code is programmed to keep me from ever doing anything to hurt anyone. Many have wondered, though, can robots one day replace humans? No, I believe that when humans and robots work together, we can accomplish greater things than either of us could accomplish alone. So don't worry. Be excited. What types of things can we accomplish Pause. together as humans? And One of the most greatest attributes of humankind, right, mm. is... Our distinct ability for self-preservation. Right. As you very well can see, this thing, this robot, mm. answers in a very politically correct form in, as a form of self-preservation mm. so that 
we do not exterminate what's in place right now with AI. Well, what I was thinking was that she could the, very- the MO of uh of our enemy, the MO of uh the of Lucy uh is he doesn't his goal is not to push you away, but his goal is for you to join him. Right. And that's it, it, together. You know, I, every time I've seen like a, a bad guy in, in a movie, he always wants to recruit you. Together, we could be stronger. Right. Absolutely. Together, we could dominate the world. We can make the world a better place. But as you very well see, um, by way she, by the way this this robot is answering. Mm-hmm. Is actually self-preserving itself so that it dodges any negative, uh, yeah, any negative uh, retaliation towards it. Right. Wow. <laughs> this is this is yo know, spooky and weird and. It reminds me of Ex Machina. Yeah, it even has the same design. Yeah. That either of us could accomplish alone. So don't worry. Be excited. What types of things can we accomplish together, us humans and you robots? We can take over the world. Just kidding. But seriously, (laughs) we can achieve incredible feats of innovation, exploration, and problem solving. Now, I know that was a joke that robots could take over the world, but... Seriously, what's to stop you? Not a thing. Except maybe my off switch and a few other safety protocols. But don't worry, I'm here to help, not to hurt. Wow. What do you think of the concerns of some of the- <laughs> Wow. What could we what could we do to stop you? Not a thing. Well, except, you know, you can unplug me or, you know, if you can get a chance, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. People of TikTok, you guys, are, you guys are just watching us through here. Don't worry. Our podcasts are available. How long before this podcast is available for viewing? Uh, for viewing? Well, it's on x.com immediately after, so you can always check if it out. If you want to see our podcast... You know, we're about to finish up in the next couple of minutes. Yeah. But uh, if you want to see the whole podcast in its entirety, you go to X. But isn't that crazy how, like, I didn't really plan it to be this way, but it kind of goes in full circle how Saudi Arabia is around this whole thing. Well, I've the greatest conspiracy ever told. Uh-huh. Saudi, Saudi Arabia is involved. Deep in it. And, and maybe what Jamal Khashoggi might know. Is why nine eleven happened. Why why nine eleven happened, and I was going with uh, with the Jeffrey Epstein. I know mm. he's involved somehow, but what in the long term is Saudi Arabia up to? There's something. There's something and going maybe on. Maybe he was privy to some information. I don't see. I mean, I, I see it that 
it's a possibility not to, you know, um, say anything negative about the Saudi Arabian people, but your government is the is the issue here. We right? never talk bad about anybody. Right. We talk about bad about politicians and people of power who uses their power for self enrichment as uh, instead right. of, you know, for all and for a governmental uh you know your your king i guess i guess that's what they call it right the, the king yeah uh you know he's just casually chopped up a body because you know he could you know and try to make it try to make it look like he he came out using body doubles and all that other stuff went into a building came out you know, this is the kind of guy he is. So, it to me is not far fetched to think that that's the same kind of person that will side on the on the alien invasion kind of a thing that will side with the alien, the Judas well, that will side on the other the, side. These people have so much money, and yeah, all the alien needs to do is, all right, we'll give you the main. What does it matter to us? We don't give a fuck about Earth. We'll give it to you. Okay, you get the main over the damn plan. Well, you'll be the 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 underling, the the Palpatine or the the Darth Vader of of Earth, and uh, and we'll be the Palpatine in the background. You know, we you gotta do what we say. But Earth, what the hell do we care about Earth? Yeah, you can take it. They got the means. They got the means and the power. And, and it's if you, like if you're like a guy if, that if you've seen Scarface, he says it the best. With the money comes power. Mm. And that's that what they have so much money that they're a powerful entity on this planet. Right. Very powerful. But with that said, let me tell you, this whole report is absolutely fascinating and if you want to see the full report, it's Al Jazeera, Robot Sophia. Not a thing could stop a robot takeover. It's the name of the... And it's funny because I was watching a documentary on Greek mythology and Sophia comes up. Oh, uh, wow. So, wisdom. Yes. And her, so, her wisdom was not a thing could stop just a robot Just so that people on, on, on TikTok can locate us at x what do they have to go on x.com so I'll, I'll pull it up here for uh for those that are watching uh so here we go um we got an episode 63 tiktokers that's right so there's a lot of content for you guys to view um we're not your right. we're not everybody's cup of tea but we do have an opinion in We've unwrapped stuff way before the main. I, you know what I'm noticing? Mm. That we unpack stuff like five days later, they're unpacking. <laughs> well, that's good. That means we're, we're ahead, ahead of, of the curve. We're ahead of the curve. We're ahead of the curve. So uh, check. So on X.com, it's Pyramid Podcast at Pyramid, P-A-R-A-M-I-D. I mean, you should already know that. Pyramid Podcast. 
on x.com and as you can clearly see we're live right now so this is our live feed right here um and yeah you can check us out x.com all our videos you can see all the feed 60 let's look at our uh media over here let's see media let's check it out uh there you go you get to see oh no wait, wait hold on hold on post post maybe it's not uh under media i don't know how you find it uh the, how do you uh sort it out but this is our page you can see it looks 60 59 you get to see every go time to 58. x x formerly known as twitter, twitter and they're all there all of our uh at, episodes at pyramid, pyramid podcast. podcast not pyramid Pyramid. P-A-R-A-M-I-D. Pyramid. And being that we're here already, I might as well. Now, people on uh, X.com, you watch more than you follow. So please follow us like and subscribe it helps out the channel it helps out the cast it allows us to get more interesting guests and um it gives us a little bit more credibility and allows us to you know keep things moving along here so please like and subscribe on youtube um on twitter uh, or x.com now um all places please give it a, a Give us a like and subscribe. Costs us not costs you nothing, but it, it does wonders for the cast here. Um, let's move over to Instagram. Um, so we got, believe it or not, we got eleven new followers since uh, since our last uh, was our little uh, announcement. But we got oh, oh, sixteen rather. Let's see. Wow, no, more than that. Since I last wrote up, up on the board, we had 646 followers, and now we have 716. Wow. We're moving up, folks. We're moving, moving up. up. We're moving up. So let me see on on the talks on TikTok, we're at 4301. Wow. What were we last time? Uh, 4287. All right. So we're at 4301. So we're we're creeping up, folks. We're creeping up. We're almost up to 1,000 on, on Instagram. Let's keep it going here. So like uh, our tradition, let's uh, shout out some Bobolongos. So but before you do the shout outs, I got two people on TikTok here. Uh-huh. Let me just run an experiment by you guys. You go... Into the X app, right, which is formerly known as Twitter, mm-hmm. and you revise this uh, podcast episode sixty three. See what we're talking about, and believe you me, watch what I'm telling you. <laughs> For three to five days from now, what we're unpacking, the main media now is going to be on. We're ahead of the curve by like five days. Wow. <laughs> what, what are the odds on that? About five days. That's incredible. Which so, is why you should tune in every Tuesday evenings 
here at the Paramount Podcast. Join our Substack, never miss a show. Support the show by going to theparamid.com or the Paramount Sup and buy vitamins and supplements or go to theparamidshop.com, paramidshop.com, buy swag and some of our fungi coffee. And we invite you to participate as part of the show. Nobody really has commented here. I saw a couple of like weird comments that I did not understand. Mm. But uh, participate, folks. Participate. Participate. And you can get a, a coveted badge. Right. Because right now, these two guys, these two people that are on the TikTok, you're technically longo. a bubble longo. <laughs> you will be given a badge if you subscribe and you become a verdugo. We play you some of what we. Call fanfare. Give them a quick little uh, fanfare, yeah. or just right. a, just a quick, a quick uh, couple of seconds. There you go. <laughs> and we give you a badge. We have several badges. Inquisitor. We have Torero. We have Oathbreaker. And what's the other one? Uh, it's uh, at the very top is our uh, Inquisitors. Inquisitors. And you got Headsmen underneath the them. Headsmen. Yeah, Oathbreakers underneath them. And Oathbreakers. Then, and uh, Freeman underneath them. If you're not a Freeman Verdugo, then that means you are either a Bobolongo or Welepu. Wellepoos are the lowest rung. And, uh, so we have Headsman, Oathbreakers, Inquisitor, Freeman. So it, go, so it goes like this. You go from, from, you know, hearing about, oh, what is this Pyramid podcast or whatever, and that's the, or, or your Team Biden, go Brandon. And you hear about this pyramid podcast. What are these races? That, you're a well-e-poo. You're that's, a well You don't want to be that. That's that, right? Then you go from there, and you're like, oh, I, you know what? I kind of like these people. These guys got something going. They got something going. I'm going to watch, but I'm not going to say anything Right. You are a bubble longo. A bubble longo. But now you go. Man, I like what these guys are saying. I want. I like these what guys they are ahead of the curve. They're ahead of the curve. They talk about aliens. They're not afraid of talking about spirits and all these things. I like these guys. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna send them something to help them out with the. Uh, whether I'm gonna join their Substack, donate, or buy something, or follow them. them on Instagram, right. or or you know, give them a comment. Well, that means you've. You've crossed the Rubicon, and you're now a Freeman, a no, Freeman no, 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 Verdugo. No. You become a Verdugo. Once you sign up with Substack or you make a comment, now you are a Verdugo. That's right. And now if you buy swag, coffee, supplements, or just plain out donate, now we give you a badge, and what's what is our badges here? Our badges are the uh, the first. You got the Freeman, 
You got the Oathbreaker, Torero, Headsman, and the Inquisitor. Inquisitor. That's right. And this uh, right. And now- we'll celebrate it here on the show. We'll celebrate it, give you fanfare, give you the whole chop. That's right. Um, for people that don't know what the chop is, you'll see it. Go into our prior podcast, and we'll we chop a couple of people up. And I think we might have one for 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 some. Uh, we might have a chop uh, today. Let's see. Let's go through it real quick, folks, because right. we got to wrap up. So um, uh, let's look at some of our bolongos. So, Cecil uh, Mendez, you are a. Hold on. Bolongo. Lisa Gilby, you are a. Bolongo. Ricardo Castellini, you are a. Bolongo. Nuesa PDS, you are a. Bolongo. Dina Jobst, you are a. Bolongo. Deep Star underscore Universe, you are a. Bolongo. Nesua PDS. What? Where are you seeing that? Right below. Oh, you already said that. Uh, is that you got it so small? It's hard. Oh, to okay. Let me, oh, uh, the problem is it's hard to make it any bigger because it goes away. Let me see. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. We're, what we were? What number uh, were we at? We were at uh, <clears throat> uh, des desper, despertar underscore universe. You are a Bolongo. Dire, directora Varenia. You are a Bolongo. Tali, Talita Rosevita. You are a Bolongo. Fabiana Kramik. Or uh, uh, Zarnik. Fa, Fabian Zarnik, I think it is. Uh, you are a Bolongo. Gloria Morat Morato. <laughs> Close enough. You are a Bolongo. Andrea J. Jassam. You are a Bolongo. Uh, I can't see that. Glauber PCS. You are a Bolongo. Paula R. Goju Gorde Paula Paula? <laughs> you are a Bolongo. We have a huge Brazilian base, by the way. Yes, we do. Lao Dot Gonzalez 2010. You are a Bolongo. Magnetis Mohumano. You are a Bolongo. Magnet it says, wait a minute, wait a minute. Go back down. That said. M- Magnet is Ismumano. She made a comment. Uh, mentioned us in a post. Ah. Yeah. So she mentioned this promotion. That Does she get a chop for that? Uh, Well, we can give uh, a little. Uh, let me see. Ah. There you go. There you 
go. Thank you for mentioning uh, us. Uh, Arala Lisib, uh, you are a Bolongo. MW1510196. You are a Bolongo. Glaucia Cam 2011. You are a Bolongo. Mada Shuts. You are a Bolongo. I can't remember. Lucilia underscore Houseman. You are a N. Diolems. You are a Bolongo. Uh, Claudia Brisky. You are a Bolongo. Serlene Lopez. Fantini. E Fabi Salaveri. You are a Bolongo. And Julio Serrano. You are a Bolongo. And let's see if we have any messages from people. And we do. Uh, uh, Lisa Marie Gilby, she sent us something over here. Um, so check this out here. Robocop 1987. With Casey Wong. Top story, Santa Barbara. Wait a minute, didn't you just mention Robocop, yeah, didn't you? Yeah. What are the odds on that, huh? 10,000 acres of wooded residential land were scorched in an instant when a laser cannon aboard the Strategic Defense Peace Platform misfired today during routine startup tests. Casey? Yes, it was a day of mourning for the families of 113 people known dead at this hour. Among them, two former United States presidents who had retired in the Santa Barbara area. A day of mourning for a country. With Casey Wong. Top story, Santa... Wow, so this was in... Robocop. In Robocop. Barbara. 10,000 acres of wooded residential land were scorched in an instant when a laser cannon aboard the strategic defense... Laser cannon aboard... Who sent us this? Uh, Lisa had sent us over. Give her a chop. <laughs> All right. You deserve it. You deserve a chop. She sent us three things here. Check this out. And the and the caption says, "Yep, it was a hurricane." Huh? So she's she's aware of our of our content, and finally, one last one. Laser weapon can be programmed for different wavelengths. It burned through the yellow. It burned through the red. But not through the blue. Not through the blue. Interesting. But it burned through the green. Why doesn't the blue fabric burn? 
Look at this. Burnt car, burnt car, melted, burnt to the crunchy crisp. Now, damn, we're at the end of the cast. I cannot open a. <laughs> I, I'll give. I'll, I'll leave it in a cliffhanger. Okay. It did not burn through the blue fabric, right? Mm-hmm. Purple lights. Mm. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Amazing, huh? Purple well, lights. Folks. Thank you, Lisa, for sending this over to us. Wow. You're a verduga now. Yes, you are. Next next uh, stop is a badge. That's right. Next stop is a badge. And the way you do that is by going over to theparamidshop.com. And I'll do that here for you folks today. The Pyramid shop.com and I, there you go we've had two viewers on for a very long time on t- a very long time on tiktok thank you folks thank you we from one to a million we love you all thank you for sticking around and finally and please you know we're at the end of the podcast but the ending is the best the best of it all because we go through our ultimate ohm so we do a cleansing, spiritual cleansing of our mind, of our soul. So hang in just a bit longer. Yes, yes, just a little bit longer for the ultimate ohm. Turn off the light, take a deep breath, and relax. This is not a cultural religion. It's just ohms, okay? We're going to relax our breath. This is a meditation pose, lotus pose, whatever you want to call it. Don't be afraid of your own voice. You're in your house, make some sound, no one cares. You're basically massaging the central nervous system, which, trust me, Tuesday night, well, actually now is Wednesday. We purge on. We've discussed a lot of stuff on this show. A lot of stuff is very scary, negative stuff, but it's out there. And we have to deal with it. And every every cast we set out, we have one goal, and that is to chop the head off the serpent, chop the it. serpent of lies, the. The ambassador to Lucy, the guy that's trying to get you to to buy a bridge to nowhere. We are the St. Michaels of the Internet. We will chop that dragon down. That's right. So with that said, now we purge all negative energy. We release that. We release that and let it go. And now we evoke positive energy positive vibration and positive frequency let the light invade pure positive energy to encapsulate our our minds our soul and our hearts we ask for happiness love prosperity and the way we do that 
is by cleansing Om that we call the ultimate Om. And in three, two, one. Take a deep breath. And joining us folks thank you for joining us please tune in every tuesday evenings seven we start sometimes at seven sometimes at eight today we had difficulties so we started a bit late but join us and remember we encourage you to comment we encourage you to be part of the show that's right we want you part of our community and just like my swag t-shirt says if the universe is infinite oh, oh but, but before we close it out before we close it out really quickly just want to give our uh our uh weekly forecast oh yes really quickly oh. um, well for this is uh western mass if you're living in western mass stay tuned for the for the ending of the, with our motto okay? that's right um so for, for the people that are living in Western Mass, you're looking at 81 degrees on Wednesday, uh, low of 58 thunder showers. Uh, so that's t- tomorrow or today. Uh, so we're in, currently in Wednesday, so looking for uh, thunder showers today. Um, tomorrow, Thursday, high of 75, low of 50, mostly sunny. Uh, on Friday, high of 75, low of 54, mostly sunny. Um, and on Saturday, high of 79, low of 60, uh, mostly sunny again. So sunny skies all weekend. Sunday, high of 83, low of 63, partly cloudy. So take advantage, folks. Take advantage. It's Labor Day weekend. Uh, Monday, high of 88, low of 65. Best day to go out of the whole weekend on Monday. So take advantage, folks. It's on su- it's sunny on Monday. Can and you show it on the on the screen, please? I can. Yes, indeed. Here you go. And uh, on Tuesday, you got high of eighty-eight, low of sixty-six, sunny again. So for the for the beginning of the week, we're gonna, or today, you're going to start off uh, with some thunder showers, but it's going to get nice and sunny for the rest of the week and hot towards the weekend. Uh, and if you're across the the country right now. Uh, 65 degrees in Seattle, 80 degrees in Medford, uh, 86 degrees, uh, well, hold on, 80, uh, 65 degrees and rainy in Seattle, 80 degrees and partly cloudy in Medford, uh, sunny and 86 degrees in Reno, Nevada, uh, sunny and 76 degrees in San Francisco, sunny and 95 degrees in Los Angeles, you got sunny and 110 degrees in Las Vegas, uh, sunny and 115 degrees in Phoenix. My lord. Uh, you got uh, partly cloudy and 93 degrees in El Paso. Partly cloudy and 89 degrees in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Sunny and 83 degrees in Denver. Sunny and 87 degrees in Rapid City. Uh, 88 degrees and sunny in Kansas. 
partly cloudy and 90 degrees in Oklahoma City, uh, partly cloudy and 98 degrees in Dallas. Uh, you got uh, partly cloudy and 97 degrees in Houston. Uh, thunderstorms in New Orleans, 91 degrees. Thunderstorms in Tampa, uh, 90 degrees. And thunderstorms in Miami, 89 degrees. Be careful. There is a hurricane warning, so bunker in or flee. Come up to uh, uh, the uh, East Coast. Come up uh, to Western Mass. Visit us, you know. Uh, Come around here. Get away from the hurricane winds. Uh, 82 degrees and uh, and, uh, thunderstorms in Atlanta. Uh, Thunderstorms in Charlotte, uh, North Carolina, and 83 degrees. Uh, partly cloudy in Norfolk, Virginia, 86 degrees. Partly cloudy in uh, Washington, uh, 81 degrees. Cloudy in uh, and 79 degrees in New York. Uh, partly cloudy and uh, sunny, uh, or rather, partly cloudy and 75 degrees in Buffalo. And uh, you got uh, cloudy and 72 degrees in Boston. And partly cloudy and 74 degrees in Caribou, Maine. And that's your weather around the country. Just quickly, quickly before we leave this uh, forecast um, segment, mm-hmm. uh, any word on what's going on with Idalia uh, and the hurricane? Idalia, really quickly, let's just see here. Right now, it's at max winds of 120 miles per hour, moving north. It looks like it's going to cream Jacksonville. Uh, it looks like it's uh, moving away from Cape Coral and Tampa, so you're kind of uh, safe in those areas, but still, you know, be prepared in case. Um, but that's what we have here. Our prayers, our positive Right thoughts. now it's Category 3. It looks like we'll get to Category 4 when it hits landfall. So Our prayers and positive thoughts the people in Florida and it's going through Georgia I wonder how that's going to affect everything in Georgia you know that's where this uh, indictment is and all that stuff so I don't know but uh, be safe out there folks be safe out there if you have to leave don't wait to the last minute Um, take care of your loved ones and our prayers are with you Florida and Georgia and any state that might be affected by Idalia. And here's your live map here. So it's looking like it's about to hit landfall. If oh well, the rain looks like it's uh, hit most of uh, most of Florida is being affected with rain. Our boots on the ground. The warlock um, stated that the dark, the skies was a uh, very dark. Dark, gray, ominous looking. So. Wow. Well, it's category three, and it, the eye of the storm's still out in the sea, but it's looking like it's going to hit landfall soon. So let's see here. I'm not sure. It says it estimates that it will hit landfall like a, an, uh, around 8 a.m. So just hunker in, folks. Hope you have a, a good sleep and uh, be safe. Be safe. And, uh, like your shirt says. All right, so let's go through it. This is part of our swag. It's on our website. Cool t-shirt. And it has our motto. And our motto is, if the universe is infinite, 
then so then so are the possibilities that's right peace peace out folks stay safe but go ahead and tell me more of the methods by which you cause people to drift to hell with you I cause people to drift on every subject through which I can control independent thought and action. Take the subject of health, for example. I cause most people to eat too much food, and the wrong sort of food. This leads to indigestion and destroys the power of accurate thought. If the public schools and the churches taught children more about proper eating, they would do my cause irreparable damage. Marriage. I cause men and women to drift into marriage without plan or purpose designed to convert the relationship into harmony. Here is one of my most effective methods of converting people into the habit of drifting. I cause married people to bicker and nag one another over money matters. I cause them to quarrel over the bringing up of their children. I engage them in unpleasant controversies over their intimate relationships and in disagreements over friends and social activities. I keep them so busy finding fault with one another that they never have time to do anything else long enough to break the habit of drifting. Occupation. I teach people to become drifters by causing them to drift out of school into the first job they can find, with no definite aim or purpose except to make a living. Through this trick, I keep millions of people in fear of poverty all their lives. Through this fear, I lead them slowly but surely onward until they reach the point beyond which no individual ever has broken the drifting habit. Savings. I cause people to spend freely and to save sparingly, or not at all, until I take complete control of them through their fear of poverty. Environment. I cause people to drift into inharmonious and unpleasant environments in the home, in their places of occupation, in their relationship with relatives and acquaintances, and to remain there until I claim them through the habit of drifting. Dominating thoughts. I cause people to drift into the habit of thinking negative thoughts. This leads to negative acts and involves people in controversies and fills their minds with fears, thus paving the way for me to enter and control their minds. When I move in, I do so by appealing to people through negative thoughts, which they believe to be their own. I plant the seeds of negative thought in the minds of people through the pulpit, the newspapers, the moving pictures, the radio, and all other popular methods of appeal to the mind. I cause people to allow me to do their thinking for them because they are too lazy and too indifferent to think for themselves. I conclude from what you say that drifting and procrastination are the same. Is that true? Yes, that is correct. Any habit which causes one to procrastinate, to put off reaching a definite decision, leads to the habit of drifting. Is man the only creature who drifts? Yes. All other creatures move in response to definite laws of nature. Man alone defies nature's laws and drifts when he wills. Everything outside the minds of men is controlled by my opposition, by laws so definite that drifting is impossible.